Painkiller Already, episode 520 with our guest Matt Fair of Smoking Tire. Taylor? This episode of PK is brought to you by Postmates and Smart Mouth. A couple of sponsors you guys are all familiar with. We'll talk more about them later. Matt, thank you so much for joining us again. It's been a couple of years, I think. Thank you, boys, for having me. It is a pleasure coming back again. Um, I was going to say hot minute and I stopped myself. What are, you? <laughs> is there, are, there, are there like meme words I can't say? Because you should just tell me now. We use the meanest. To, I have watched your section talking about watches with Joe Rogan six <laughs> times now. That I, I don't know if I told you like the last time I was on your show that the first time I talked about watches with Joe Rogan and we started talking about Grand Seikos and stuff, mm-hmm. I got a letter from the CEO of Grand Seiko thanking me for like promoting their business in America. Like the Joe Rogan bump is very real. I <laughs> it's imagine. Like very, it's a very real bump. <laughs> There's something interesting about watching a guy talk about his interests. You know, if he's truly a subject matter yeah. expert, he could talk about games, television, watches. I don't, I don't have a big interest in watches day to day, but I've watched you talk about it for hours now because it's, it's cool. Well, it's, I mean, look, if you're into machines, uh, whether it's cars and planes or guns or factories or even computers, you know, it, it's, it's artistry combining with engineering. And so a lot of the things that people like about cars and motorcycles and planes and guns and jewelry, are, they, it all applies, you know. Plus, a lot of guys don't like to admit this. But I, I'm okay with it. It's cool to want a trophy, and a watch is a good a good trophy. We don't get to, like, you and I can't walk around with, like, big diamond earrings and be taken seriously to express a, a, a level of trophiness. <laughs> but but you can walk around with a twenty or $30,000 watch, and, it, and, you know, people don't really look at you sideways. <laughs> well, I, I don't know how many people recognize that trophy. Like, I think I would. Very few. Yeah, Very yeah. Few. I, I mean, yeah, I, I, will tell unless, you, I will tell you this. Way more people notice me and my hoop earrings than your watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If we're talking about a trophy. No, I think <laughs> if you're talking about trophies, more people would probably notice, like, sneakers. Like, if you had some sick Jordans that were hard to find or something, more people would probably notice that than a watch. A watch, if you really want to get noticed, you got to go with the staples. And you got to go. It's, it's all about brand if you really want to get noticed by, like, not watch people, which are you know, I don't gold Rolex. That's how you get that's, that's the one you, right? you get people to watch. That's you, the one I you would know. know. If you had a yeah, I don't even I can't even name another high-end watch. Like it I have a watch one with that's an called N. not to brag, mm-hmm. it's but it's called an Audemars Piguet. Uh and it's 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 shaped uh like a like an octagon. It's mm-hmm. not round, you know, and it's it's quite quite expensive, and there's not really a lot of them around. But it doesn't – if you don't know watches, you nobody – I mean, I've, I wear it all the time. Nobody ever says anything. I mean, no one ever looks at it twice. But, like, if you are – I have owned a gold Rolex before for, like, a month. <laughs> I got rid of it. I was like, this is not me. Uh-huh. And uh, people will just be like, mm, nice to meet you. What the uh, – what the – and they, they'll just be like – like Marcellus Wallace's briefcase, you know, down at your wrist. It's like you've got really good cleavage and you're catching them all the time. Like, uh, come on. If you want to meet uh, women in their 40s at Mastro's Ocean Club, you wear a gold a gold Submariner and uh, sit at the bar with an open collar and you are good to go. I remember when I was like 12. I got a, a like a crappy fossil watch for my birthday from some uncle or something. And because like in my head, I was like, watches, that's what grown-ups wear. I was like, 
I have to be really serious about this. <laughs> like, this is a responsibility. It's a piece of shit. Like, 25. I remember, like, jumping into the pool with it and getting out and being like, oh, my God. My fossil watch. <laughs> and, like, taking it off and, like, drying it. And then, you still have it? I bet we're right. It's far enough. A time has passed that it's probably moving into ironic cool at this point. <laughs> about to be disintegrated somewhere by now. <laughs> What's on your wrist right now, Matt? I am. Oh, this is a cool one, man. This one is a watch Ooh, called a, a Weiss. This is called a Weiss American Issue Field Watch. And th- what makes this watch extremely cool is that my friend Cameron Weiss made it. He is a watchmaker. Wow. He's a young guy in his 30s. Um, and he started this company, Weiss Watch Company, in California. And he doesn't just make the watch, he designs and manufactures the movement and all of the parts in the movement. So this watch is 100% made in LA. All of the parts are made in California uh, for this watch. And this particular one is very special because it's a paint to sample Bugatti French racing blue dial. And it's the only one he ever made with this color. It's for me. So if you look on the back, you can just see the number one. It just says one. And so, um, these are really, like really one, cool. One They're, of one, so that people yeah, know. I kind of, I kind of complained about that, <laughs> <laughs> and and I was like, "What the fuck, bro?" And he was like, "Never say never." You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, why, shut, why shut the door on yourself? You know? <laughs> well, I hope he's prepared for the, right for the influx of customers. There may be half dozens of people contacting him. I really, really <laughs> recommend people buy. I mean, you know, you you can't. Uh, you cannot get more uh, patriotic than buying really, really artisan crafts designed and, and made uh, in America. So you How should. Much is you should... Watch? Can you say the name again? I want to Google it. What? Weiss W-E-I-S-S? Watch Company. W e i s s, and I believe it's just WeissWatchCompany.com, and their watches are like eighteen hundred to four thousand. How long does it take him to build a watch? Like in hours, I think it's probably like. 30 hours or something. Is so that he's the guy a... sitting there with the light and the thing. Yeah. The guy yeah. Yeah. So cool. And he has, um, he has like one or two assistants at this point that do some of the other assembly. And he has one guy who runs the CNC machines because he's own, he owns two CNC machines. Yo, they make, I mean, they CNC like the smallest little cog wheels. They're measured in like microns. I mean, it's the smallest shit. You, it's so cool that stuff. I, I've, I, I can't. I love when people can like make things. Like, make this from scratch. The what machine you're talking about that makes that? What is that? A CNC machine. CNC, yeah. Yeah, like uh, it's like um, it's like a big mill, like a computer controlled thing that mills out little parts so you like program you program in a code and it stick in a block of metal and it goes picture and out comes apart or i'm sorry taylor you know what a drill press is right where the bit comes down this is like a motorized bit that can travel around so you can you know your apple laptop it's like a it's like a reverse 3d printer yeah, yeah that's yes. pretty good, actually. It's actually, yes, yeah. it's a 3D subtractor. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what it is. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. sort of it's, omnidirectional, so it can come at a piece yeah. of stock. And it has multiple different bits. Angle. 
So it can, it can Infinite take bits. out different bits and change and do it does a sanding thing and then another bit and it's a it's a it's fair they're fucking badass. They used to be I like a million dollars, but they're still a million dollars. Well, they're all over the. It's become like like woodworkers buy them now, and it's not mm-hmm. an abnormal tool for a hobbyist woodworker to have. And those would cost like five or seven grand. So it's a big investment. No, so the, but it's it possible. depends on what they do, right? So like one that's like the size of a bar fridge. You know, that could work on objects, you know, the size of a softball, right? Something like that is what you're talking about, like 10 grand, right? If you want to do, if you want one that is big enough to do metal and that can make, let's call it uh, wheels, like forged wheels for cars, like HRE wheels in, in Vista, California makes probably the best aftermarket wheels in the world. They're very, very well made, very well engineered and very expensive. And they have these giant things and they literally put in like an enormous cylinder of forged aluminum and it cuts them out and it takes, you know, six hours or whatever to cut them out. It's really crazy. So one of those or one like Cameron Weiss has, which can make the tiny little parts those are the really still the really expensive ones in yeah. woodworking. I imagine the tolerances aren't quite as tight as anything like watchmaking. Yeah, you can get one that does four by four sheets, you know, and yeah, and it, it it's efficient. So if your cuts have to go all the way across the sheet, there are only so many clever ways you can maximize. You're going to have more scrap. On the other hand, if you're coming in from the top and every mm-hmm. cut is exactly where you want it to be, and your scrap looks like you know you buy a paper of stickers and there's all the weird they really maximize how much when your scrap doesn't have to be straight lines that go all the way across the wood it's much more efficient doesn't matter right, for so, hobbyists, but it's cool so in terms of the craft of old school watchmaking traditional watchmaking a cnc machine is pretty much the most advanced piece of equipment you could have and still be called traditional watchmaking right there's this new dude who i interviewed and he was out of his fucking mind and his company is called barrel hand watches and he's got a new company and he's using additive manufacturing uh, better known as 3d printing so his watch is insane and it's made using parts that because they're 3d printed you know they couldn't exist you couldn't physically mill that with a CNC machine, uh, the way that you can 3D print or, or or manufacture in an additive way, and so for this guy, this guy's first watch he's ever made is like thirty thousand dollars, and it's mm. just so crazy looking. It looks like a space communicator, and so they're doing some crazy stuff. And material science is very strong in watchmaking as well. Watches are interesting. So I'm interesting. really out of my depth here, but it's like they've solved the timekeeping problem a while back. Now it's this like Rube Goldberg machine, a more complicated way to solve it. Can, what yeah. odd, odd ways can we, how can we solve this with a little more flair, a little more artistry? Yes, it's complexity for complexity's sake. And that yeah. is where it gets starts to get really, really fun and crazy. There's people that like, there's a thing called a tourbillon, which, okay, we're going to go into the weeds a little bit here, but, but. Uh, a watch has a mainspring, which is uh, where its energy is stored, the fuel tank, right? And that mainspring slowly unwinds in a controlled way. And the unwinding is done through something called the escapement. In the watch, if you were talking about a car, the mainspring would be an engine. The escapement would be the transmission, telling you how much power to put to the ground from an engine that's spinning at a constant speed, right? Mm-hmm. And so... 
in wristwatches, because you're moving your wrist around all the time, it doesn't matter so much that this spring is this flat coil susceptible to gravity. But back in the day, pocket watches were always kind of in your pocket like this. So if you've got a spring that's a coil spring, it's going to sag over time. So they developed something called a tourbillon. A tourbillon is a cage like Tommy Lee's drum set that spins the thing around to evenly distribute gravitational force around this, this spring, right? Are you following? Am I too far in the yeah. woods here? Okay, now they have a new one, another thing called a flying tourbillon, which is like, you know them things where you, the gravitrons, where you go sure. in this and spin around? So it's one of those for the hairspring. So now it's not just spinning like this. It's spinning on four axes like this. And there are watches that for pure complexity's I sake. To hold us off a problem have, we don't have. It's a problem that you don't well, have. What time is it? Do you have 14 minutes <laughs> for me to tell you how I got the time? You know, it's so funny. My friend, my good friend, Chef Carl Ruiz, may he rest in peace, would call these types of watches lecturer's watches because you'd have to explain them to everybody. But they now have watches that have multiple flying tourbillons which do nothing so imagine if you were a, if this watch were a car it would have <laughs> okay and this is a watch that is ultimately tells time it has two two fucking hands on it maybe three <laughs> so so the, the these are these tourbillons they're spinning like this like just big flashy spinning titties right there's two sometimes even three maybe four of these things imagine your car had one engine Four transmissions, but was one wheel drive. <laughs> so imagine the power went out four ways and then came back together to one out drive. And and why would you do that? And you got the guy went, look at the thing I did though. And you go, well, that doesn't improve the performance at all. In fact, it really just makes it more complicated. And he goes, it is more complicated. That's why it costs ten times as much as the one that you're wearing. And you go, well, that seems awfully needless. And he goes exactly and that's, <laughs> that's, that's how the watch works. there's other like useful complications like i had a a watch called a perpetual calendar which is just a crazy math machine and that will do the time the date the day the month the year four digits it knows all the leap it knows how many days are in each month it knows all when all the leap years are uh, and it also had a fuel gauge, so it could tell you how much power it had remaining. Um, and that watch, if you kept it running, would only have to be adjusted once every 400 years. Thank God, because wow. whenever I set really like, the date on my watch and it only goes forward, that makes me crazy. If it yeah. kept track of 10,000 years. Everything. Like, how long would it take me to go all you know the way around so again? Yeah, I have that same watch. It, it, it also does that. <laughs> yeah. Just. Google Calendar no, as well. Just, this thing, <laughs> but imagine imagine something that was this big, but it had nine hundred pieces inside of it that added it mathematically could calculate all that shit. It's really really neat. I mean, that watch came with because <laughs> it's a four digit year, right? So it said two o one nine when I had it, right? Twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. and the year we you know go up every year, right? Blah blah blah. Well, it came with a replacement first two digits so it came with a two two 
So in the year 2199, you would take it to an IWC store and they'd replace the first two digits of the year with the 2200. Wow. Ridiculous. Needless. <laughs> totally stupid. And here's the problem. You know why I don't have it anymore? Because if I wasn't wearing it all the time, I had to keep it on a watch winder to keep it going. If it doesn't, if it stops, then setting all that shit correctly again is a fucking nightmare. You have to take it to a shop basically to get it set. So you have to keep it going. So you have to keep it on a watch winder. But that means you can't keep it in the safe with the rest of the watches. So now you've got this ridiculously expensive watch just spinning around on your nightstand. It's literally the first thing that any potential thief would steal. <laughs> yeah, and, put a light on it too. <laughs> and and they know this, you don't even and so appreciate to, all the the mechanisms. In it's the, like a disco ball, and so and so you know, it just it was it just was so stressful. Sucks. <laughs> and, it's only gonna be fine for two hundred more years. At first, I was like, I'm gonna keep this thing going, and it's the mission. Yeah, this will be a fun game. And then I'm like, someone's gonna steal this thing. I How much does it, it cost? It was like twenty five grand. Oh my a god. Lot. It was expensive. There's no room in the safe for a watch winder. There's no what? Yeah, there's no room in the safe for a watch winder. Well, no, they're kind of they're kind of big, and you have to get power in there too. So you don't. That most safes don't have a way to get. I don't know about most, but certainly the one I have doesn't have a hole for power. And if you were to drill one, did you drill a hole in the back? (laughs) You did really. Yeah. What do you have charging in the safe that you needed power for? Uh, I put a, a video recording DVR in there. So if you've got surveillance. Oh, oh that's cool. It. That's smart. That may, um, I wonder if that uh, negates the fire fireproofness. Only of slightly. It, you know, it's an eighth <laughs> inch drill bit. It's, it's not, uh, you know what? I think it's a good plan. I'm going to well, consider that. wearing a mask if they made it that far, right? <laughs> I'm going to oh. consider that, but I've already sold the watch. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was a federal so regulation, right? Like, no. you don't think you don't think the guy robbing yeah. your house is going to have a mask if he makes it all the way to the safe? He certainly is in 2020. <laughs> got yeah. a, he needs a mask to go in the fucking anywhere. 2020. If you don't, <laughs> no, if you're not wearing point. a mask while doing crimes in 2020, you have really lost the plot. Not only are you dumb, you're just <laughs> yeah. inconsiderate. <laughs> you have taken you have taken none of the advantages that life and circumstance have given You'll you. You see somebody like <laughs> looting a Best Buy in video, and it's like. You're the only guy without a mask. Like, do you not look I mean, around and be like, yeah. at least a little bit of facial coverage so that the, the security camera. Like, bro, like, all right, take the TV, but just don't cough on me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you know, it's a guy for breaking into your house because he's yeah. wearing a mask. Oh, my like, God. Imagine the lawsuit. Imagine the lawsuit, right? A guy breaks into your house and gives you COVID and you say, he he breaks into your house you're quarantined and you give him COVID and he sues you somehow that's the word you can't prove it it. no after he he says that after your attempt at robbery was foiled that you held him down and spit in his mouth saying take COVID you Uh, (laughs) the other day dude you know in uh In LA, the masks are really the masks are really helping the A-listers because they can, you know, they can go shopping at fucking Whole Foods now and not get bothered. But like the the B and C listers that just lived for getting recognized at the grocery store, they're <laughs> fucked. Uh, no one, nobody's <laughs> saying what's up anymore. Michael Jackson uh, was way ahead of his time. He always had that mask. He was going. But when you're the only one, it really becomes... Yeah, you're the first you're one the, through that door. 
<laughs> yeah, you don't want to storm that beach. Yeah. Michael Jackson yeah, managed yeah. not to have famous kids. The guy, Except I, his daughters. Those got are a, his he got kids. a hot new single out. I listen to serious. Oh, really? uh, I listen to satellite radio because I drive these, uh, you know, new new test cars for my gig, and they've always got satellite radio. And Paris Jackson has a new single called "Let Down," I believe, and they're playing the shit out of it on satellite radio right now. Hmm. I yeah. saw her at the Casa del Mar Hotel, and. I believe this was the night she was going to her senior prom. So I don't want to seem like too much of a creep but when I say this, but that girl was so incredibly, strikingly beautiful. You could see her eyes from like 50 feet away, just like <laughs> the brightest blue eyes. She was she was really, really stunning. Did Michael Jackson um, impregnate her mom after he turned white? <laughs> oh, looking at her. I don't know. Yes. Way this makes any sense. Michael Jackson yeah. never impregnated anyone. I don't. I'm going to go with that theory as well. I think that's. <laughs> what I an think. I am for, for being like, what could be the explanation? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, skips a generation. She <laughs> actually skips a generation. Um, like twins. You know that that Debbie uh, Rowe woman that's her mom. She actually kind of looks like a younger. Like you could admit there's there's definitely familiarity. That's definitely a real mom for sure. Yeah, yeah I don't think she my is super pretty children and and very. Uh, did white. she have a nose job? Her nose is just like <laughs> Michael Jackson's new nose. <laughs> well, which one? Yeah. He's had a lot. Uh, yeah, special special I, I, gene. I feel therapy. like his last <laughs> nose is the nose that she inherited somehow. Like I, I'm, I'm going. Here's what I thought about the skin. <laughs> she's she's in hollywood bro you know that shit might not be she might not be natural they give them shits out for sweet 16 presents around here you know where i was from they did too i I, i'm like you know i'm jewish and i went to a very jewy private school and so (laughs) the nose job was a very popular sweet 16 can you be younger it seems like 16 is a pretty good age if you want to get it like you wouldn't get it done at twelve when you're still changing. Right. Well, twelve would be very creepy. Sixteen you're not gonna be a very young fourteen year old if you don't get that schnoz fixed. Well, what if you go because <laughs> the nose isn't done growing? You gotta wait. At sixteen, I'm saying I would say nip full, it in the full, bud. Full Taylor, size schnoz. As a girl, don't you think it probably would be done? Like girls are kind of done growing at sixteen. Yeah, you're probably right. You could probably start shaving off bone and doing whatever, adding more, whatever needs to be done. Yeah, look, yeah. Just Taylor, I don't remove ribs. We need some hot 17-year-olds here, right? Like, these. <laughs> I was going to get pretty creepy, but yeah. This yeah. conversation has gone off the rails. <laughs> Someone fucking put the brakes. I wanted to ask, so I'm thinking about buying a car next year, and I wanted to. Uh, yeah, cars. <laughs> I like, uh, so so I, I like the Cybertruck. I'm thinking about getting a Cybertruck. I, I, that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see your reaction, whether it was that or it was. <clears throat> Oh yeah, and and I think I got my answer already. So oh, one, yeah, one, you need that cyber. So if it's not the cyber truck, you, here are my other like thoughts. Like like yeah, probably uh, a high end Camaro or Mustang. Like, okay. Like, okay. Look, my recommendation is to start with a vehicle that is based in reality, Earth. Uh, okay. <laughs> I would not start with a fantasy movie prop that is not actually a real vehicle that can be built um so while i have i have no problem with the the cars uh that tesla builds and sells and that you can show up and buy and drive um i've driven them all 
I think they all uh, are are fun in their own way. I think they make EVs cool and they they look good and they do most of well <laughs> most of what they're advertised with the exception of full self-driving which of course is not nowhere near that but um i i don't believe that the cyber truck can be built as as it looks in the in the concept phase um certainly not if it is going to be sold in europe and if he it really thinks he's going to build a new vehicle from scratch and not sell it globally he's an idiot you know they shrunk I, it a little bit did you hear that? Look, I think he operates that company by <laughs> here's a fucking crazy idea. Now engineers go figure out how to make crazy idea work. Steve Sounds Jobs like. style. Yeah. Occasionally those and those ideas are fun and whimsical and 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 yield uh, uh, fun cars. And I think but those ideas are what drive the hype of Tesla and the so the sale of stock, which is really <laughs> the sale of stock and not the sale of cars is why Tesla is valued where it is. OK, and so unfortunately, they their hype machine needs to keep going. And so I don't believe and maybe I'll be wrong, but I've said it a bunch of places, but I don't believe that the movie prop cyber truck you saw on stage that he smashed the fucking window with which is one of the greatest <laughs> videos one of the greatest videos of all time uh, i don't i don't think what you would see if they do make a truck a pickup truck and call it cyber truck it's not really going to look anything like that and so i would take a very wait and see approach and i would not plan any car buying decisions based on availability of that vehicle so uh, okay. why do you think the cyber truck won't be made there's a reason that cars don't really look like that right now. And the reason is typically is, is regulatory. Um, Part of it is just consumer resistance, right? It, consumer resistance. Well, first off, you can't build a car with that's an exoskeleton like that, where the whole body is just because because of how body cars though, right? Like there's unibody. No, but unibody is different. We're not, okay. he's not talking about unibody. He's talking about where the body is the, like the structure and it's it's a it's it's not it will not meet first off the euro pedestrian standards at all there which are much stricter than us's but i don't think it'll meet the us's either if it did the only way it would is if you called it a certain class level of commercial truck which okay maybe they'll do that but wouldn't it be kind of fucked up for this company that's sort of preaching uh environmentalism and sort of a, the moral authority uh, to build something that was intentionally heavier to skirt a pedestrian safety regulation like to me that's like real grimy and um and i i just think and again i may be proven wrong I don't know everything there is to know about car design. I don't know everything there is to know about engineering. Far from it. But I know a bunch of car designers. And I know a bunch of engineers. And they're all like, nah. <laughs> and and they didn't have they don't actually have to build it the way they showed it for it to do what it had to do. What it had to do was get a bunch of people excited, excited enough to to put down a very low 
deposit amount so that they could turn around and go to big banks and go, we have a new product with 200,000 orders, Mm pre-orders, now give us a billion dollars. And that's what they did. And that billion, that giant loan, and I don't know the exact amount, but it's an enormous amount of money in the in the in the nine figures um that loan is not contingent uh, or that money is not contingent on building the exact cyber truck they showed on stage so they could backwalk that and change anything and build a fairly normal looking vehicle at the end of the day and they still got their money they still got their valuation is that like if you had to guess order. is that what you might think is that it is going to end up being a really way more traditional looking truck maybe the front's a little more angled but it's like yeah. a ford on yeah. the back yeah, I mean, I think that ultimately, if we end up with, if they end up making a pickup truck of some kind, that it will look a lot ultimately like that Rivian uh, R1T pickup truck, which really? you know has a little more. I don't like uh, the look of that. I, I don't like-, like certain elements of it, but I think I think a pickup truck has got to be a fucking pickup truck. There's only so many people that in reality really want to drive a total recall movie prop. Elon, <laughs> I do so bad. Elon, I, like, that's Elon's why only like seen it. two movies, Total Recall and Spaceballs. These are the only two movies he's ever I, seen. I fucking love Total Recall. Um, uh, those calico machine guns are running around with on Mars. Everything about Total Recall, I fucking love it. Uh, I bought a calico machine gun just because they used them in Total Recall. So but, uh, that's awesome. All right. I want to talk about the Rivian for a second. We, we get we skirt right past that. That truck is cool. And I like what they did. It is cool. So electric trucks aren't great at some truck things. You know, if you're a landscaping company and you're pulling a trailer with you everywhere you go and the thing is completely wind, whatever, wind resistant, I guess, the opposite of aerodynamic. So it's got that big tailgate that drags through the air everywhere. You, the electric truck's probably not the best truck for that job. It's got no, a lot of weight. Towing and EVs is bad. Right. <clears throat> but if you have a truck for some other reason, because you take your mountain bike to the trails all the time, because you know, I have a paramotor, that's an uncommon use case, because you like kayaking or whatever, the Rivian is so perfect mm-hmm. for you. These light, large loads, you know, if you're a camper, yeah. you know, and Rivian doesn't seem to be pretending that 18 years from now, it'll be a clapped out landscaping truck. They're like, no, no, you're an engineer who plays trail enthusiast on the weekends. Do I have the car for you? And it's perfect for that. And I like that they didn't pretend they were something else, a diesel replacement. Yeah. yeah but no, it's, like a, the light, it's a light use truck. It, huh? Do you like the way these look? Like, I'm just looking at the gallery because I wasn't familiar with Yeah, that's with the problem. Rivian. Like, like, all I like, care about especially is... Especially like, from the side, it looks just ridiculous. Oh, it looks awful. That, that huh. to me, looks like a Tacoma on the side from, like, several years ago. And the front, it looks like... It looks like an electric sort of, Razor. It looks like one of those European cars that you don't even know the name of, like, with the headlights. You're like, what is that? Oh, it's a Pugat Mupipu. Yeah, does the Alfa Romeo who gives a fuck. <laughs> I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about like a Fiat Multipla or something. Like yeah, that. Like, exactly. like something, something you know they, don't, exactly they don't have here. About. It's got like I'm four saying. small seats and it's like, like super frog looking. It's <laughs> made for those narrow ass European roads yeah, that, that yeah, it just yeah. has no use. And those narrow ass European people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That too. All right. I want to marry. No, look, I'm not. I, I don't need a large defend, man. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I don't so if you, know, if you don't like how the Rivian or... looks, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't like how it looks. What can I do? What can I tell you? But um, I, th- I think it's 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 real. It, the, the one you can buy, I don't know if you can buy it just yet, but I think pretty soon 
I don't know what they're doing with their dealer network. Starting a car company is very, very hard. Okay. And 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 I don't think everything that Tesla does has been bad or wrong. I think one of the reasons they've been so successful during the pandemic is you fucking buy their shit on a website, like everything else. Like everything online ordering is amazing. Mm-hmm. And and so buying why should buying a car be different? And that is very appealing to a lot of people. I don't think I don't think the rest of the car making universe understands quite how much everyone hates their dealers. And so yeah. eliminating dealers is really appealing to the general consumer. And also if you're not that into cars, if you're not that into cars, a Tesla as an extension of your cell phone, I I totally get it. I totally get it. Yeah. I, I absolutely get it. We had another car person on. What's his name? Vin with the D- Thank you, Vinwicky. You probably you live in the same circles. As Ed, him. Ed yeah. Bolian. I yeah. just saw him last week. I just did some stories for him at, on his show. Yeah, no. he's a oh, that's cool. I, I did. You, are they are they uploaded yet? Uh, he. I you know I fucking did like twelve of them oh. in four or five hours. I had I gave myself a ten hour layover in Atlanta right. to go do a bunch of them to promote my new show, which is called Sorted. It's a tuner car shootout. Um, if you're interested in that kind of thing, old school magazine style tuner car shootout. It's on YouTube, but you can find all the episodes at sortedornot.com. Um, new episodes every week. And so I went to go do some things. I did like 12 stories in four hours and then went back to the airport and flew home. Super cool. So what was what was Ed saying was about what? He called a Tesla as a car an appliance, right? Yes, and it is. I, somehow that seemed really fitting. You know, appliances kind of just work, right? They, mm-hmm. you, they're electric oftentimes. They're, uh, many of them are just like the other ones. Mm-hmm. And the best one is always the newest one. There's no nostalgia for an appliance. There's no emotional connection. You don't, no one, no one really wants uh, a 2013 model three. You know what I mean? They're not going to be collectible. I think they're, they're lovely for what they are, but I think that, I think that they are among the world's first truly disposable cars. Interesting. Because it's like a PC or a phone. The best ones, you guys are you guys fucking gaming on Pentiums for fun? Like, nah, you're not. Like, there's no nostalgia for that shit. You know, you're not like, yo, bro, I fucking ironically check out my iPhone one. I'm using <laughs> fucking fashion statement. No, like if Apple people... if Apple reintroduced the iPhone one, it would sell like hotcakes. Well, as a case, yeah, but not as a all not as the like, functionality. Like, no, 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 no like, put the mechanical watches, iPhone, yeah. records. Old manual transmission cars. These are things you engage with, right? Mm-hmm. And you remember you, the way you engage with them sticks to you. And so you you go back 20 years later and you get in that air-cooled car and you smell it and it makes it vibrates in the same way and the shifter goes in in the same way and it takes you back. But there's no you're not going to get on your your power pc that you had in 1991 and go man i really as it goes <laughs> dials up fucking prodigy and you're like oh it really takes me back <laughs> shit doesn't work no, right. don't answer the phone yeah. <laughs> all right so you so you've mostly convinced me now if tesla does release the truck that looks like the truck that they showed and if it has they the do, performance that would be fucking sick i just really my rational brain says to me that it's this is some hypey movie prop bullshit, and they'll they'll walk it back. And I don't want you to base your car buying decision on that. Yeah, I hear you, but well, yeah. you know, I 
if it comes out and it looks like that and it performs like they say at the price point that they have at fifty thousand dollars, if that thing's if that thing is going zero to sixty and three point two or whatever they said, it's like all right, it no won't brainer. do all those things, by the way. Tesla, no. one of the things they do is they make all these claims. They go, it's going to do zero to 60 and two five. It's going to go 400 miles. It's going to go this. It's going to cost 50 grand. The, what that means is a version of it will do two five. A version of it will do 400 miles. Mm-hmm. A version of it will have this whole special thing. A version of it will cost 50 Well, grand. then they're just flat out It won't out be lying. one. Yes, yeah, they, it, that's what they do. Well, they because on their website, their they products. have each version. Yeah, they they have each version's price point and then those stats listed for each price point separately. We'll I see. hope that's some, no, some I, I, I believe you. you. I, I'm not saying that it will do those things. I'm saying that if it does do those things, I'm sold. Because yeah. I want to wrap that thing in like, uh, like, like it's a Halo fucking uh, warthog with that like dark green. Wrap. Yeah. Put a, put a wrap on that thing and just some black wheels, and uh, that'll be alive for a few years. But look, let's pretend- I like Total Recall too, man. I yeah. I want a Johnny Cab like fucking, fucking everybody Johnny else Cab. wants a Johnny. Cab. Like rips him out it. of the fucking socket. It's great. Well, that's another thing is people is people. I, I like to talk to a lot of people on podcasts about the what people perceive is the the inevitable future of autonomous cars as if that's just our predetermined future and we just are going to get there and have to get there and it sort of justifies itself right it's like mm-hmm. a manifest destiny kind of thing um but i always like to remind them that in the last 20 minutes of every fucking future movie the same shit happens either <laughs> the hero wrestles back control from an autonomous vehicle and gets it into self-drive or they find some old car or motorcycle from the pre-av <laughs> area and they're like freedom and drive it out of building and some shit like the end of the Star movie Trek is always awesome. they always reclaim their the, the driving freedom man i just i want it was a terrible everyone. star trek movie. kyle's incorrect <laughs> on this regard it, it, it was awful no um, no, so, all right, the, so, the key to space problems is base jumping and motocross and skateboarding. The first one's good. I have to keep the core from melting down, but this this car won't start without my COVID chip. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so if it's not Extreme. the Cybertruck, <laughs> so if it's not the Cybertruck, I've been driving the same SS Camaro for uh, nine uh-huh. years now. It's time. It, I want to get a new one. Either do you either like? It? New, I mean, nine years. You must. You must like have liked it at least a little bit. I love it. I Great. still love it. There's nothing wrong with it. I've got 90,000 miles on it. It's never had an issue. It's still as fast as I want to go and need to That's go. That's the time legally. to sell. <laughs> yeah, probably 90, so. 90,000 miles never had an issue. Sell. sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, never, it will never be a better time to sell. The closer you get to 100,000 miles, you should wait till the Where do you see the cliff your car goes off in value the second it has a six-digit mileage reading? Mm. I'm serious. 90 is a good I'll just time. Keep it forever, though. I think I'll just oh, keep that. it forever. We'll do that. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't so, have any okay, interest in like getting a nine, or ten thousand dollars out of it. What else? Probably uh, Camaro or Mustang. Uh, that, that's kind of like 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 what I'm thinking. <laughs> like like <laughs> oh, you're really really strength expanding your horizons. I, I mean, this is why I'm asking you if there's something else yeah. like like you know like a fifty thousand dollar price point, like a higher end Camaro or Mustang. Yeah. It seems like sure. if you're keeping your old Camaro, your other yeah. car should have a different mission, right? Fuck it could it. be passengers. I agree. It could be trucks it could like no i'm good 
one nah, can I'm be good. your daily driver Camaro, and the other can be special occasion Camaro. No, do you, I mean, do you need you don't you don't need a back seat. You don't need any utility or anything like that. You're cool with a with a with a. All right, I mean, look, both the new Camaro and the new Mustangs are pretty nice. My advice, if you're going to get a Mustang, is find a way to get the Shelby and not a GT based one. And the real reason I say that is the end. Well, the engine is very special, but also the transmission, the Shelby has a different transmission than the regular. First off, we're talking about a manual gearbox, right? I'd honestly prefer an automatic. I don't need. Oh, well that eliminates Shelby. Um, In that case, it doesn't matter because both the Camaro and the Mustang use the exact same automatic transmission, 10 speed, uh, automatic, 10 speeds. Probably F-150 and Silverado and everything basically has it now. Yeah. It must yeah, be I'm good to right now. And like sometimes I'm in stop and go traffic and I can just imagine just working a working a manual and it's, it's not appealing. Understandable. But it mean, just means you can't get the Shelby unless you want to find a way to get save, get 80 grand together and get a 500 because nah. that's the best if you muscle car ever, ever sports cars. You could have an auto and a stick. Just tossing that out there. No, I was good point. It's a very good point. I, I'll give the old one to my dad or something and let him turn it into some sort of a weird Frankenstein car. Okay. Well, look, okay, for 50 grand, if you wanted something different that was very fun to drive and practical enough to use every day and that was automatic, um, the Volkswagen Golf R is always great. It's really comfortable. It's really fast. The um, That is a low testosterone so, car. Maybe a Cabriolet. Not a Kyle? problem. Like uh <laughs> is there a problem? Does there Can need I to be testosterone in the car? Bug, Kyle? Bro, I Can ride they still a Vespa make PT cruisers? <laughs> Vespas look fun. I ride a fucking Vespa every day. It's the shit. I have no problem. Yeah, I, I still wear Heelys. Nobody's judging you. Guess who's not laughing as I've got all my groceries looped up on the slight decline to the parking lot? <laughs> guess, guess who's not laughing? <laughs> Micro mobility. No one. <laughs> Dude, I'm buying Heelys. Oh my Bro, god. Bro, if you were in Venice right now, if you're in Heelys. my town rolling Heelys, people would be like, oh shit, we can where can I buy those now? You can buy those again? Where'd you get them? They're Where'd you the get them? How much? Damn, I think that Heelys yeah. guy had one of those watches with 10 counterbalancing mechanisms in it. <laughs> Damn, that guy, that guy rocks. He's got, he's got glasses with no frames in it. <laughs> the Heelys guy probably ch- he probably cashed out. He probably does have one of those crazy watches. Probably cashed right out. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm uh, well, look, I mean, honestly, cool the new Mustang and the new Camaro are are, are great. Um, I mean, I don't I don't have a lot of uh, fifty thousand dollar competition for those. If I mean, you can go back to Challengers, but that's a really old car at this point. Um, I there's a, I'm driving the new BMW 4 Series. I with the giant. Rabbit teeth. Have you seen that? The crazy new mouth on the four series. No. If you really want to have a shocker, Google 2021 BMW four series and look at the front end. It's really, mm, um, <laughs> it's really gnarly. But um, I mean, we only want brand new cars. Um, I'd be open to a used car. Like, like I don't know if it was a vet a couple years old. And, and that I mean, price 50,000 gets you a lot of Corvette. It, it really does. You can get a bunch of Corvette. It gets you uh, a pretty decent amount of Porsche if you're interested in Porsche. Man, uh, the maintenance on a Porsche. I don't want to be dealing with that. Did you bring me coffee? Oh, thanks. I'm man. looking at this four series Beamer. It uh, looks homie like brought shit. me fucking coffee. Oh, I'm doing a show. Is everything Just, kosher uh, down there, bro? Cool. All right. I must have just pulled taste. the trigger. Just pulled the trigger on some $80 Heelys. 
Did you actually just buy Heelys? <laughs> yeah, that's going to oh, be fun. Dude, Good when we do the live show, G. bring them. I'll bring yeah. my Heelys. I had to go to the fourth listing, though, because all of them were by size, and it was like, small kid, big kid. And you have to, but you have to find one for adults. Oh, the last time I went online size shopping while doing a live podcast, the fucking audience members kept buying shit. Kept buying the shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, look at this. Gone? What the fuck? <laughs> dude, we should do a fan What's... meetup and have everyone who has them bring Heelys. Be everyone who stick be taylor me are and any, maybe somebody any, there's a sex club so you can all suck each other's cocks while you're at it oh just, yeah. okay right I'll, and yeah. guess we'll what do if you don't think i could balance volkswagen i could balance i don't i'm not buying a volkswagen he's the one who wants me to buy a volkswagen he was talking about he was matt was talking about something speedy that was fun to drive. You know what you got? How about this? How about uh, lightly used? Because they just stopped making them. Uh, but fifty grand gets you all of it. Uh, uh, a Chevy SS, like the the sedan, the the LS powered. It's the Corvette sedan. I'm thirty five, not fifty five. Or how about a Cadillac CTSV? <laughs> how about like a two thousand? How about like a ninety eight town car? <laughs> I don't you think pretend, I think yeah. you guys I think your age I think your age stereotypes are a little off. I think we need to I, I think I'm you guys need to recalibrate. Some, uh, I, I'm looking for more of a car that um you know a woman would want to get into that oh get the fuck out of here. Car like, like a woman would want to get into like a 22 year old woman, not a you know <laughs> oh, it's really year old. You're 22? Oh, it's nice and high Bro, off if the you want to I mean get a Corvette. <laughs> if you want a if you want to meet terrible trash women you need a clearly if you want to meet 22 year olds then <laughs> take the heat all right ride. settled then you know get a couple year old corvette that's it <laughs> but I'll, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna fuck around and be dead straight with you if you really want to meet high quality women no you want no i know you do around here but you're way off. <laughs> you want a vespa i'm serious you are a fucking sexy italian you get a scarf and a leather jacket and you roll a vespa and you knife. are a classy gentleman classy gentleman or you get one of my like my off road my safari my <laughs> safari nine eleven. When you have a safari nine eleven, you are a man of mystery, especially when it's like pink. I think wait, I think you probably see it. Yeah, uh, yeah and the mystery is what kind of guy does he like to fuck? <laughs> wall of cars outside my window. You my do Porsche have a is, wall of cars. My Porsche is down there, and I have an wow. off my off road Porsche. There's some other there's old some you good, have a good stuff. Automobile there. vending machine in there. Yeah, it's like full-size Hot Wheels down there. Do you want to take a tour in a second? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Man. All right, yeah. in a second. Let me just have some more of my coffee because yeah, I need to ahead. make. Yeah, I need. A, I need. I need some up to counterbalance. Um, this <clears throat> the down. Yes, fair enough. Yeah, I shout uh, out to my sponsor, Tradecraft Farms, the official ganja of the Smoke Tire Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> fire, son. All new these smoke are these new source. pens. They're fucking ninety-four percent. They're serious. Ooh, that's an A. Shout out to my probation officer who drug tested me last Tuesday. <laughs> ah, that means you're good for right. a while. Good for a Where while. Where are you guys at in the country again? I forget. Atlanta. Atlanta. Raleigh. All I'm of you are Atlanta? I'm in St. Louis. Raleigh. St. Louis? Raleigh. Wow. Okay. Good. We got the South Southeast spread. Yeah. Yeah. The, the whole SEC area. Well, not yeah, Woody. Really, We're better Next than the time, SEC. Uh... We win the championships. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Okay. Next time people can see each other, we could do a what's centralized there? Can we do like at a, at like Buffalo Colorado. Trace in Kentucky? Colorado's Colorado's our uh, our central meeting point <laughs> as soon as I'm off of my federal probation. That's that I, I think that's the closest uh location to yeah. all of us. Not because of the weed. Kyle's a snow bunny, loves to ski. 
That's what it Colorado's is. Colorado's the other I, California is my favorite state, sir. Currently, Colorado's my second favorite state. Yeah, you can do pretty much everything in Colorado. Yeah, Colorado's it's a little good. too dry, but that's okay. You know, get good a good state. It's very, very fun. Very fun okay. state. Lots of opportunities. Dry? There. You talking about alcohol or weather? No, no dry no, like the, the it's, air. You get dry. Like your skin gets dry. Like even here, oh. like it's that part of the season. Every year, I'm like, this is the year I start using lotion. And it's like, <laughs> never. I, it always gets to the point that it's like you like grab a pen and your finger crafts, and you're just like, damn it, I, I lost the battle again. Next Dude, year, my fans, I have fans were giving me mad shit about ashy elbows. Oh. My fans were watching me drive, and they're like, "Could I? I'm trying to watch this car view, but all I see is Matt's ashy elbows." <laughs> <laughs> I've linked you so many times to the to what kind of lotion you should be using. I've literally bought some, and I will forget. I just it's not part of my routine, so I don't think to put it on. Yeah, you got to get it. Well, wow, these Corvettes things. are pretty affordable after a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, Corvettes. I mean, like right now, actually, is a great time to 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 get a. If you want a front engine Corvette, now's a good time to get it because all the hype is on the the new mid engine Corvette. Which I mean, look, if if you can, I mean, if, if you can, you know, make the budget happen, the the new Corvette is incredible. A really, really, really incredible car. Yeah, I'm and not you could buy a definitely. It's not six figures. A new Corvette is like sixty five thousand dollars, and really? you could definitely, definitely attract trashy women with it especially young ones because it does look because it's mid-engine more like a ferrari or something man yeah. is there a car that attracts even trashier women than the corvette ah, ice cream truck viper a viper, viper. Yeah, I, i'm not dealing with a viper i've driven a viper the clutch was so goddamn stiff i don't want to do <laughs> the it the clutches it are burning. really heavy and it was like burning my left leg the whole fucking time like like the the sh- the the heat shielding on that pipe that's coming down yeah. the side it's like what about Maybe a Harley? A Maybe a, a Harley Davidson. Can we get trashier than a Viper? Maybe a motorcycle. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want, but that's uh, you're 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 skewing old there. You're skewing older. Mm. We're young, young. You know what? I just I actually really thought about the the vehicle. I, in my experience, now granted, I look like this. So in my experience, it doesn't really matter what I'm driving. The women are not just flocking, right? Um, but the one, the vehicle I have driven, two vehicles, both from the same company in which I have never in my entire life experienced a reaction from females is Morgan. The Morgan three-wheeler and yeah. the Morgan plus four. When you drive one of those, not only are they both very fun to drive, they're both mildly crappy in terms of they break a lot and whatever, just British and old designs. But when you drive one of those, you are like, man, a mystery you are fun. You don't take yourself too seriously. You they can't tell if the car is old or new, and it doesn't really matter. Um, but if you're like you're not threatening. You're but like you're but you've got you've clearly got some money to to waste on something as silly as this say, car. I bet this car pairs nicely with a gold Submariner. <laughs> Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I, could, I can't remember Driving that guy's name. Women just tapping it on the side. Just <laughs> Morgans are fucking awesome, man. The Morgan Plus Four and the Morgan Arrow and the Morgan Three Wheeler. If you if you really want a positive reaction from genuine positivity from women, they really want to talk to you about what this thing is and get in it and ride with you. A Morgan. For I sure. uh, I, I've been in a three wheel Morgan. I can't Isn't remember it awesome? the guy's name. He uh, it's it's he owns like part of his club in New York called the Box. 
Um, oh, Alex Roy. Yeah, of course him, you've been yeah. in Alex Roy's three-wheeler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's my I'm, homie. He's my super homie. Yeah. Just driving me around, giving me a tour of New York. Oh, with this... him driving you around Manhattan too, right? Oh, hauling so much ass. <laughs> and, and it's so fucking loud. It's like a, It sounds like a motorcycle, like a, like a Harley. It is. Like. It's a Harley engine. It is there a Harley engine. That's why. The best yeah, thing about a Morgan by... three-wheeler, as you probably learned with Alex, is that the laws just don't apply to you at all. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I'm pretty sure we were supposed to be wearing helmets. Uh, that pretty too. sure yeah uh, really? we got pulled over by undercover nypd and he didn't even let them talk he just gave them tickets to his next show like it was bizarre it was a fun yeah, night that's, that's that, guy, that guy's a wild man this life is very is interesting in a morgan three-wheeler how much is a morgan three-wheeler 50 grand yeah it's a, it's a weird <laughs> price for a toy right yeah. like like there are a lot of people in america who can swing a fifty thousand dollar toy it's not a stupid, stupid amount of money, but it is a lot of money for a toy. A lot of money for Taylor. No. You could buy Alex. This. If, if this is what you really I, I wanted, could you could have this. this, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you could. But also, this three wheeler. It looks like the kind of thing where, like, an airplane crashed fifty miles from where they need to be in the desert, and they had to cobble together a vehicle and make it there for the extraction point. That's, That's what a this really looks good like. description of that, actually. And so yeah. I would get. And, and you know what? It drives like that too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little rumbly on there. No, it's super rumbly. It yeah. It, 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 I mean, seriously, it's like being fucking Baron von Munchausen, dude. It's <laughs> I'm looking at this. I could put this in the stable. I've got storage for this. Fabulous. I'm just, I'm just not that kind of financial masochist who buys shit like this. You know, if you buy one that's used, that's had the shit kind of gone through. Um, cause there's, they have what they call a heavy duty package, which basically Alex Roy invented by breaking his a dozen times, <laughs> a dozen ways. So Alex has had like three Morgan three wheelers. He bent the chassis on one because the problem with a Morgan three wheeler or any three wheeled vehicle it's is that you can't straddle anything. You either, you hit the pothole with one of the three. It's just a matter of which one. So, so yeah, you know, that can have some disastrous results. On the other hand, it is um, it is a truly unique motoring experience unavailable anywhere else at any price. And Alex and I call it the best fourth car ever because if you've got you got a regular car, you got a sports car, you got a vintage car. This is the level beyond that. It's the fourth car. This is where, like, you just need to scratch that itch for another car. It's so it's pure energy. It's not like it's not like the the new McLaren seven six five that I just drove. It's basically like driving an indie car on the street, just so crazy. This this is just energy assaulted at you in a in a way that no other vehicle can do. Um, I've For never seen something price. Yeah. Like, like we pulled up in front of his club and there was a line outside. Who like is a this big person line again? of people. Alex Roy. <laughs> his and name is Alex. He's a, an author and he is a, a, a road tripper and automotive journalist. He's kind of a can, one of the, the cannon mall guys, the guys who race across the country. And he works at a, an autonomous vehicle research company. He's really interesting. He's a really interesting person. And he's got, a, he's got his hand in a couple little nightclubs around New York City. He's kind of like a uh, bit of a socialite. 
He looks um, ridiculous. Like, he, he was wearing <laughs> he that jacket. <laughs> he was wearing that jacket. They asked. He had the. He had like, covered in all these medals and medallions. The fake police like, jackets. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was absurd. It was like a German police jacket covered with like medals and medallions and shit. Like he I mean, looked like I one of those. When I take you downstairs, I'll show you mine. I he looked like a North Korean general. <laughs> he looked like a North Korean general, just covered with fucking medallions. And uh, when we pulled up in front of his club, there must have been a hundred people in line outside. Everybody stopped and looked because, you know, they wanted to know what that explosion was that just pulled up. Mm-hmm. It was so goddamn loud. Like Uncle Buck picking up the kids at school. Yeah, there's the never bow. been anything more conspicuous <laughs> than that fucking car. We pulled up and got out and then walked to the front of the line. And I know they must have been thinking, who's that spaceman who just arrived? Like, we're looking at, looking at Alex. It was it was nuts. Yeah. It was really How funny about his money. The nightclubs? Uh, Inherited? Uh, the he inherited some of it, a lot of it, almost all of it. He, uh, a good his father started a very big rental car agency in Europe called Europe by Car, which uh, when he passed away in, I don't know, 2002 or three, Alex took over ownership of, and he uh, ran it for a while and eventually sold out to somebody and he has since spent a lot of time writing about cars and he's a very good writer he also wrote a book and he um now works at argo ai which does autonomous vehicle development uh and they just signed a massive massive deal with ford as a partner uh which is pretty cool uh good for them and he also is a partner in a uh, a very high end like stereo store like not like buck super stereo world like uh they're a dealer for like macintosh and like those crazy mm-hmm. fucking amp shits where you got to sit in one chair in the middle of the room whatever have you ever been to his club the box i, I have yes <laughs> what was on the menu that night what 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 was the wildest thing you saw on stage i mean there was like midgets and like you know, circus performers, but also some like burlesque shit. I what I remember most about the box was that I got two Red Bull and vodkas. This was a long time ago when I drank Red Bull and vodka. I got one for me and one for my friend. And I remember the bill was forty eight dollars. I got two Red Bull and vodkas. I I ordered bottle service, which ah. is a bottle of absolute vodka, a bottle of orange juice, and a bottle of cranberry juice, and maybe a couple of Red Bulls, and it was eight hundred dollars. Hey. Do you know how much a bottle of Absolute is at the store? What thirty dollars? No, thirty-eight bucks. Thirteen dollars. Oh, it was the big bottle. You're paying for the service, bro. But we were right next to the fucking stage, and immediately two hot chicks came over and sat on my lap and my buddy's lap just so they could get to the alcohol. Yes, that's what. But I saw a woman. I'm actually not sure about the genders. So I saw one individual lead another individual out on a leash and then like beat the shit out of him. And then they like put whipped cream. The one in charge put whipped cream in their ass crack and like forced the other one to eat the whipped cream. And then I want to say at one point, I think that was a female, um, shoved this big butt plug dog tail up the uh, one on all fours ass and he definitely didn't like it. He was he was like ah. It was like the it was like that scene in Pulp Fiction. It was that look on Mar- Marcellus yeah. Wallace's face. It was, who is who is this for? This doesn't sound like this is for the whole crowd. Oh, we were cheering. Taco Tuesday. We were <laughs> cheering like, like like the hometown team just scored a touchdown. It was like yeah, get it up there. This is what happens Hail when you skip out on your tab. <laughs> you also get quasi raped in front of Tuesdays them. at the box. 
<laughs> I was also I was out with once Alex at, with Alex at some Russian some club in New York. There was a Russian bar underground. It was fucking cool as hell, and we're drinking there. And about forty minutes into us being there, he was like, "I think I own part of this place." And we went and got the manager, and the manager confirmed that he did actually. <laughs> it it that story that I just told right there makes him sound like kind of an asshole. And that story took place in his peak cocaine years. He no longer does cocaine, and he will laugh upon those times fondly because he didn't hurt too many people during those times. <laughs> but that, that was peak cocaine, Alex. He was mostly just forgetting what assets he owned. Pretty much. That's, that's the that's more like Arthur than fucking anything else, right? You know. But he's really smart. He's like he's really like a uh, like kind of like a philosopher, actually, if such a thing exists today. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a, that was one of the weirdest nights of my life. We were we were on like a rooftop. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's some sort of rich kid club. Like you, you, I don't know. They pay a hundred thousand dollars a year, and you get to be a member of this club and use their fucking facilities. And we're on the roof. Oh, it's like Soho House, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the roof. House. Yeah, he's a member and, of Soho uh, House. On the roof having drinks, and it's like me, a Lamborghini racing male model, who's my buddy, and um, uh, who's the guy who won the Medal of Honor that year? Um, fucking <laughs> a Medal of Honor winner. He just had been on Bill O'Reilly. He's with the American us. sniper. No, no, not that guy. He didn't win the Medal of Honor. Kind of, no, it was um, the guy he shot. Uh, his name's um, Dakota, Dakota Meyer, Dakota Meyer. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I remember that guy. And I he's got like a name. Colonel as his handler to like, make sure not Dakota Meyer in no way disgraces the United States. And also that nobody beats up Dakota Meyer in the streets or something. So it's like this straight laced, like crew cut, like gray haired Colonel who's shit housed drunk, just out of his mind, wasted. Stay sober. <laughs> And then we ran Ain't into Ain't nobody Alex. care if I disgrace the uniform. Right, <laughs> Have another water. And then we run into Alex, so he fit right in with the group. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was uh, it was an interesting night. I feel like I've heard the Alex's version of the Dakota Meyer story before. I feel like I, I feel like that's happened. Alex has run into some – because after he – when he, he – so the Cannonball record, right, you know, New York to L.A. Mm -hmm. Cannonball record was, uh, was 3207. And that was set in 1983. And Alex in 2006 and his friend Dave Maher beat it and did a 3104. And that was like a pretty big deal because it had yeah. been a very long time. And people really thought that with modern traffic, it wasn't possible. The roads were emptier back then and blah, blah, blah. And Alex used like modern technology or as modern as was available at the time these weather charts and police frequencies and all kinds of crazy shit and so and then he wrote a book about it and he waited smartly until the statute of limitations was up to publish the book but the book talking about how he did it it got him all these like government speaking gigs <laughs> he started going to speak at the fbi and all this shit about like countermeasures and like all this wild stuff and so he ended up like just occasionally being around like really really weird random government adjacent kind of people yeah it's like a that's bad how he government got investment to go after cannonballers right <laughs> like just in case we've got a speeder no no he wasn't no he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't teaching the, go the government how to go after other cannonballers he was teaching they were trying to use his techniques for like preparation to like drive fast 
like for like convoying across other countries. I mean, I don't know. He never really actually talked about what they talked about at the FBI, mm-hmm. but maybe yeah. eventually he'll share with me. Yeah, he, he told me that basically they were like, "How did you do this? We want to know how you mm-hmm. did this thing you did." Yeah, and uh, it, I don't know they they really went into like what they were going to do with that information. But mm-hmm. they wanted to know how the fuck he did what he yeah. did. Yeah, he had a plane flying overhead. You know, he know. did. He did. Right, have a plane. right. So, so what? We're going to have countermeasures and make people have Cessnas out in front of their cars, jamming. Well, by the way, or something? I, I think it's more like weaponizing what he did potentially. By the way, we're we're country. back. We're going back in time, like fourteen years at this point. You had Ed on. I mean, these people are yeah. running twenty fives now, dude. Yeah. 25 hours there. They're cutting six hours off of Alex's time. And Alex got to go talk to the government afterwards. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Like, the people that are doing it, especially, like, it's a bit controversial. And I'm not really deep in that world. But I, they always come and talk to me about it, mm-hmm. what they're calling the COVID cannonballs. Because uh. the question is, because the roads are so empty, the time got so... Alex did like a 3104 and then Ed beat at Alex. He did the 29 something. And then this dude, Doug did like a 28. Right. But then in, in this year alone, I think like 10 new records were set because the yeah, roads were empty. Be, there's got to be an asterisk there because that's not exactly. fair. Like there's no traffic. They got to take right. like from, from March on all those have a little, this was right. happening during COVID. So in the beginning, in the beginning, there was this all sort of holier than thou kind of bullshit. And it was like, well, what if you cause an accident and an ambulance for you and a hospital bed for you, man, means that someone who's got COVID. And so there was there was that in the beginning, not from me, but there was that in the beginning. And then that went away very, very quickly. And then and then now it's all sort of like, well. The times just don't really count as much. <laughs> yeah. like, no, nobody really. After the first like you know forty eight hours of outrage, there's nobody fucking. Yeah, they don't anymore. count as much. Like like if you bring up like Babe Ruth's home runs in earnest, it's like get fucking real. Come on, that guy. That guy who's like the guy pitching against him had to like leave in the seventh inning to go run a paint store. That that's not <laughs> that's not fucking impressive. These guys would be like, you know, man, he was like, in the major um, leagues for 25 years, and then he retired to run a fuel station in Arizona. Yeah. It's like, come on. Or Mark, or like Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, home runs, right? You got to put the asterisks, right? Or Lance Armstrong, Tour de France, right? You got to put the asterisks. So, so having, yeah, you don't have a problem with an- asterisking Mark McGuire, do you, Taylor? <laughs> uh, of course I do. I, I remember thinking, no, I, I actually don't. It was just because <laughs> I from there so i remember just seeing i, I at the time are like my thighs yeah they were but it was like <laughs> those it, it pictures was, of him he's <laughs> gripping the bat oh, <laughs> he's, he's just he's grabbing it so hard and i was always convinced like damn come on hit it in the big mac land again and if we hit it into big mac land we all got big macs and he was on like a mcdonald's made a terrible decision because they put it exactly where a right-handed guy is gonna hit it and so it was just like hey i know three days in a row big macs Taylor right there in the left field, 350 yeah. feet away. There's <laughs> exactly. a big bullseye. And he's it's like, like a semi-pro with Will Ferrell. It's like, corn dogs! Yeah. <laughs> as, as I was a kid, my, my I remember my thought for years being like, this guy's such a big deal, McDonald's took notice and named a burger after him. 
than it was later. <laughs> oh, that's good. I was like, I was like eight it, or nine. Uh, I was like nine I've years old. I got a McGuire rookie card because you know, oh. I mean, like, yeah, ooh, right. And I just watched that. That what's that? There's a documentary. Have you guys seen it about like whatever happened to sports card collecting? It's um, no. Oh, I don't remember the name of it, but the guy pretty much goes into why like sports cards from the 90s and shit are worth fucking zilch um and it's basically because the entire market was fraudulent it's kind of an interesting story but yeah oh. fraudulent market so, but i've got a mcguire rookie card and he's like this scrawny like little yeah. dude it's like i just gotta see the cards just next to each other like the first year last year it's yeah ridiculous. bonds is the same way bonds was like a speedy yeah. uh you know base stealer and then all of a sudden he's this muscle monster with armor on at the play yeah, he was like West wasn't like Wesley Snipes in Major League based on early bonds. I think it probably I think he was. Oh. I was yeah, into maybe. baseball card collecting in the early nineties. And I'm one of the few guys I know that made a nice profit on it. I sold my cards and bought Did a you really? I bought a motorcycle with my profits. So where was where was the peak? I what think I had bought the bike in like ninety four or something like that. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah, you you were really maybe ahead a little of the earlier, maybe, maybe earlier than that, ninety two or three. But in any case, yeah, I'm still waiting for my beanie babies to mature. I mean, most people <laughs> were thinking of holding those cards for like twenty years. If you hold right. held them for three and still sold them in the hype, that's what I. You're do. the only you're fucking smart person in the entire. Well, thing. or a person who really wanted a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> do you still have the motorcycle is the question that would be amazing no i don't have that bike anymore. what kind of what kind of bike was it do you it remember? was a honda interceptor 500 that that's my, a cool bike my first bike it was uh it i mean to, to 17 18 year old me it was very cool this is a pretty a cool, cool bike little thing about i was reading mark mcguire there's an article from 2011 it says according to bell his ex-girlfriend beginning around 2000 Bonds, this is about Barry Bonds, testicles underwent a transformation. Specifically, they were quote, <laughs> smaller and an unusual different sh- shape. Bell also testified about how he developed acne on his shoulders, couldn't keep an erection, and became increasingly violent, once threatening to rip out her breast implants because he'd paid for them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but fuck. Oh, Barry Bonds. I will laugh, and I will. More plates, more dates did a video today about what it's like to be on trend. Did anyone else see it? Mm-hmm. No, no, but I'm aware what? of what it's like to be on Tren. Tren? T-R-E-N? Yes. So I, is the full name Trembolone? Trembolone. Yeah. Is that like an HGH kind of deal? What's no, that? it's like a hardcore steroid. Uh, steroid. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't fully I'm just naturally this big, you guys. It's a horse <laughs> steroid? Trembolone is, it really? is uh, it like, <laughs> look, if you have to get awesome looking fast... Trenbolone is the risk you take. It is the, oh, it, is really? the it is the full deal. <laughs> the risk you take. Right, right. Like there are some God. safer steroids. There are some that occur naturally in your body. And then there is this gold sparkling <laughs> glitter nitrous oxide of steroids that you could take. And that is right. Trenbolone. And uh, uh, the guy is talking about it. And it, it sounds a lot like being on PMS emotionally. You know, like, like things that you might find... You know, like like everyone's been grumpy. You know, you understand what it's like to be grumpy. It you feel like yeah. your upsetness is justified, but everyone mm-hmm. else feels like you're blowing small things out of proportion. This is how he describes yeah. being on trend. That you're just. It sounded well, like it, PMS, and I'm like, man, if you're gonna do a trend cycle, you might just explain to everyone else around you that you're gonna be a little crazy with paranoia and aggressiveness and. Just unable to handle all of life's emotional bumps in the road. Did he, t- did he talk about the cough? 
He mentioned the cough. the cough, but he didn't talk about it much. What I guess the there's cough? a What's trend the cough. cough? <laughs> it's, I mean, it is a hacking is uncontrollable cough that you will think you are dying from um, that, that you, you'll get just about every day that, that you can't stop coughing. And it's that cough. You, I mean, we've all been like really bad, really sick before. And you cough and cough. And when you're done coughing, yeah. you have to catch your breath. And like yeah. brace your you're all red faced. You're just like, oh, that was bad. And it oh, like that's hurt. good during a respiratory pandemic. Yeah, they'll fucking love you. Just <laughs> yeah, fucking that's, wheezing that's and coughing. Good luck so convincing them you don't have coronavirus. Every <laughs> every day on this steroid, you will just it's like the same time like every morning after breakfast. It's like, all right, well, uh, <laughs> just <laughs> randomly time for a hacking fit. Uh, just ran. You guys really so. sold me on this. I tell you, what, dude, where do I buy? You look like Wolverine. This is like, a side effect I had no idea about. This, this sounds fucking awful. I don't want to deal with one random, intense, unpleasant coughing fit a day. Taylor, At least you just one. deal with it for a couple of weeks, and then you look like Wolverine. Yeah, but I don't want Wolverine. Now, the, overgrown that, heart or liver either. It's Hugh literally Jackman. what he. Uh, it's literally what he uh, suggests that uh, Hugh Jackman took for the last Wolverine yeah. movie to get like super vascular and all dried Taylor out. Taylor worried about enlarged. So heart. if you deal, you're you, fucking you turn into an asshole. Heart now. Think about getting your heart bored out, right? Bigger valves, bigger. I assume <laughs> this is good. It sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what vasodilators do. Heart. <laughs> The human heart is like a Subaru engine. When you push it past about 350 wheel, it just goes bang. It's just not <laughs> <laughs> um, It's just coughing all the time because you're so overloaded, I suppose. That's you great. guys want to go on a quick tour before my, my boys are start mopping? Yeah, before, yeah. Before they make the floor wet. I got to unplug my good audio, so you're going to have to deal with onboard, all right? All right. Okay. Um, input device. Here we go. All right. So why do you Chitty have... Down? Are you are these investment cars? Do you fix them? No, no, these, no. Your these are cars? first off. What my business mm-hmm. right here, on top of making videos, my exit from the gig economy is called West Side Collector Car Storage. And it is it is for customers to store their collector cars. I also keep my cars here, but it's I live in I'm in the west side of LA and and by the beach, and there's just um this type of business doesn't exist in this area. So I built this, bought this property, built this building, and I'm going to show you some cool shit. But first, check this out. This is my studio. This is the Smug Tire Podcast studio. Nice. Oh, that's awesome, now, man. Do you also still have a watch podcast? It had a really clever name. No, the watch and listen. And uh, I, <laughs> after two years of it, I just I couldn't do the research of watch research anymore. I had to either get snobbier or nerdier, and I was neither. So here's my here's the lounge. Upstairs, so wow. cigar lounge, right? Engine block coffee table. This sounds Ooh, like, like the social aspect of the club is part of the draw. You meet people like uh, you. Yeah, you'd think, but people don't really hang out. That lounge, <laughs> you have to have a lounge because it's a thing you have to have. Mm, but yeah. it's really for it's. And of course, members are more than welcome to hang out. But the fact of the matter is they don't hang out very often. And I use it for hanging out with my friends more often than. Yeah. Then with customers. Might be part of the sales pitch, right? Sometimes you buy things. It's, even... it's a great. It's where you tell them the price in the tour. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So we're going to go into what we call the cathedral room. So. All the cars. In the cathedral room, we've got. These are the first ever quad vehicle stackers installed indoors. Uh, it's the first time they've been installed over 
a basement because we have a 40 car underground level below this. And it's the first time they've been installed with battery tenders integrated. You wow. can see see these reels. Those are those those coil up battery tenders. They go up to the top level. And uh, first time they've got sprinklers integrated for their sprinkler nozzles the whole way up. Huh. And uh, we've got a crazy ventilation system up there so we can run about 10 cars in this room at a time. How old is this um, business? Wow. Uh, we I bought the property in 2016. We've been open three months. We've, we opened in September 1st. This is exciting. Our, you know what? You don't have a detail lot of bay. vacancy. Like you have filled this I'll show thing. you. I'll show you. We've got some, but I'll show you. So okay. Derek back there is doing a crazy paint correction. So this is a Buick GNX, very mm-hmm. rare car, version of the Grand National. Mm-hmm. So he's oh, doing, cool. you can see they tape off the trim. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is a pretty low mile car. And like, let's see if I can get you like a reflection of the ceiling. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Um, we've got. What's the total variety. capacity there? For how so we can cars? hold, we can hold 110 operating or about 130 max capacity. 130 if we park cars in the aisles and stuff. Here's my new new old Ferrari. It's a 328 GTS. And then this is my my affront to masculinity, my off-road pink Porsche. Mm. It's actually called Cassis Red, but it's uh it's it's a li- it's got a four-inch lift and uh hot rod <laughs> motor, and the interior is very fun. I'll show you the interior. We use city bus fabric. So oh my god. <laughs> so it's really, really fabulous interior. That is a disgusting uh, car. It's fucking awesome. This thing rules. It's the best LA car ever. And uh, you know, you got a bunch of good stuff up here. Uh some old stuff. There's a little ZR1 there, Porsche. Um some supercars back here. Uh and then we've got the whole other the big wall you have behind me. And that wall is tandem, so there's two deep. Are there a wow. handful but, of celebrity clients? Just guessing by the cars, maybe. You know, uh, there's a couple of clients that we have that you might call uh, like a corporate type celebrities. Like like you maybe haven't heard of them, but maybe you've heard of the business that they run. Some of the uh, stuff that kind of made. thing. Mm-hmm. We're in you know we're in Silicon Beach over here, so we've got Google and this is my friend. That's my friend Chef Carl Ruiz. A portrait of him. Uh, let me see. I think this will work. I think I can go downstairs. I I my Wi-Fi should work the whole way. So we're gonna try this. Yeah. Um, this is cool. No one who's like, oh my god, that A-list celebrity. But how's the connection? Good. So yeah. far, so far, so oh, good. Oh, this is amazing. We're in like a con. Oh, oh, there we go. go. <laughs> <laughs> We're in like a con. <laughs> a concrete basement. <laughs> oh no! Awesome. Halo lights. There he is. All right. Am I here? Oh, did I go yeah. away? Uh, yeah, on You're back now. Back. Yeah. I'm back. Okay, cool. So these lights, I really am proud of. They're really beautiful, but. We've, this is our underground level, and look what I have. A Morgan. Oh, Three-wheeler. I like it. And then it. we've just got a bunch of cars down here, a bunch more. So all our walls and stuff are Porsche colors, and then my the ramp to get down is that way. I can motion sensor light. So anyway, I built this to satisfy a need that I felt uh, existed in the, the market in this area, and you know, I've been in the gig economy for like fucking 15 years. And after a while you go, well, what is my exit from the gig economy eventually? What does that yeah. look like? 
because, you know, your last video won't make your next one for you or record your next podcast for you. And so um, not that there aren't residuals that, you know, there are, but um, uh, the point is, you know, what, what, what is the exit plan? What do you do? So I figured I could be a, a landlord for cars. Uh, and so we we deal with the care and feeding of specialty cars. And we've got beautiful fintail caddy back there and some interesting uh, old muscle. You got a cool charger back here. 70 charger, I believe. 69 or 70 charger. Not really sure. You guys, can you still have me? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're hanging right, on cool. your word. I'm going to try to do, I'm gonna, I'm going to go up this stairwell. I think, I hope I don't lose you. If I do, it's quick. I'll be right back. Right. We're going to go up the back stairs right now. You're here. So far. Go back into the main room. You can do it, Internet. <laughs> I bet he's switching <laughs> Wi-Fi access points. Yeah. There he is. He's back. Yeah, that would be my son. Oh, no. Are you there? Yep, yep. We're yep. here. Yep. Are you guys there? Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I think I'm uh, – I think I I don't have the key to this door. <laughs> I think I'm stuck in this. I'm not stuck in the stairwell, but I think I have to go back. How did you get stuff. so much occupancy so fast? We're dope. We do dope shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know. We're very fortunate. We've had. We've. We have. Um, we have customers who have. Did you start with lower prices, then maybe you'll be in two years. Yeah, we're we're yeah. priced aggressively. We are priced aggressively. I wanted to be a guy with a full building. We were. I was a guy with an right. empty building, and then when you're a guy with a full building, you're in a much better position to negotiate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... All right. Uh, well, I can't stand in the stairwell forever. So talk amongst yourselves for a second. Let's let's, <laughs> let's get back to somewhere else where I need to be. That's really cool. It's super That's cool. Most... I find the business really fascinating. I'm trying to thread the needle between overly nosy and you know. Learn about the business. Yeah, curious because yeah. it's neat. Something that you wouldn't expect, really. Yeah. Totally different world to where what I live in. But I mean, if you're rich enough to afford those cars and you just are thinking like, oh, it'll be nice to just get close to the beach and then just hop in and grab it. So I don't have to or whatever, whatever the concern is. Like I can see that being super, super valuable to someone rich enough that this doesn't even really enter into their bottom line. So, Matt, if I want to drive yes. that car today, what's my did I lose you? You stuck. He's in an elevator, I think. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. I'll ask him when he comes back. Yeah. It'll probably just be a second. Oh, there we are. Wait, I'm sorry. I was in the elevator. Are you? I was going back up to the studio. Can you hear me yet? Yep, yep. We have you. Okay. All here's right. Me at seven. Here's me at 17 with my first car. Look at that guy. What's What's the car? <laughs> it's a Subaru. <laughs> nice. Um, All right. I apologize. I'm back. So um, we're talking, you know, what's interesting about, I heard, I was overhearing a little of what you said. What's really interesting is, you know, not all the cars are super valuable cars. It doesn't always, the, the, the cost of the car doesn't always, you know, justify um, spending the money to, to keep it here. It's really just people want what they want. You know what I mean? They love a, they love a car and it might be a fairly regular car, but to them, it's mm -hmm. more special than other cars and it deserves a little bit of special care. And where I live is a little different from where you guys live, just in terms of the, how space is used. You know, you hear you can you're by the beach. So you get a 3000 square foot house by the beach. It's like a townhouse, like ding, 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 like a row house kind of thing. No property. Maybe you get a two car garage, probably no driveway. And that could be like three to five million dollars so it's it's very expensive but there's not a lot of space even and so people have money uh to spend 
in this part of the world, but what they, they can't make more of is any space. So if you want to live in this part of town, which is a desirable part of town, and you want to collect cars, there's a pretty big gap in between, okay, I have enough money to collect a couple of cars and okay, I have enough money to buy my own commercial building. So that's kind of the, the world where we live in. Oh, so man. I'm not on my good mic. Let's go in the other my office. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'm not going to leave. I'm still, I'm going to make it the whole way. Go I want to drive my Morgan today. What's the yeah. process? Do I, 15 minutes and you'll have it Show towards up. the top? Well, look. Oh, if you're talking about cars that are up on the up on stackers. I don't know right? what I'm talking, talking about. about Maybe the other ones I can drive out myself on the stackers. You need right, some right. So amount look, of lead if, time. <laughs> you in, you don't need any lead time. Wherever your car is, you can just show up and we will get it for you. Having said that, it is to everyone's benefit if you just give us 10 or 15 minutes heads up that you're coming down just so we can make sure that either if your car is blocked in by something or on a rack that we can get it down because it is very easy to get cars down um or if it's already conveniently located we do your we we clean the glass you know make sure your windshield is clean we check your tire pressures with stuff like that um and it's just we're able to offer a better little level of service if we know people are coming having said that we've organized the cars in such a way that the cars that really go in and out a lot pretty much live on the ground and mm-hmm. cars that don't go out as much the the less often they go out the further they go up the 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 racks um and so it would be very rare even though it only takes like maybe 10 minutes to get a car off the very top and that's disconnecting all the battery tenders and everything um it, it would be very rare that the owner of one of those cars would show up unannounced and determine that they want to drive it and they want to drive it right now and they're super you know even though i tell everybody i sell everybody just like just show up especially like my 10 10 or so customers that really take their cars out a lot i <clears throat> I'm like, because most of the cars, frankly, they do a lot of sitting, which right. is fine. It's it's not mm-hmm. a hard job that way. But the the cars, that get, I say, just show up. They're always like, I'll be by in a half hour. And I'm like, you don't have to tell me this. You can just show up. Like, we're open. Um, but they just, out of politeness or whatever, like, they do anyway. So, yeah, it's cool. It's easy. You've it's got great. me looking at Corvettes over here. Corvettes are great, man. They're a lot of car for the money. There's a lot of great aftermarket support. They're a very known quantity in terms of the engineering and whatever. There's not, you know, they're a little, they are more expensive to maintain than Mustangs and Camaros because they share fewer parts with other cars in the lineup. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of Corvette parts, even though it's just a GM, Corvette parts are unique to Corvette. And so, um, in some cases, they can be a little more expensive to maintain than you think, but the regular service items and stuff, if you don't break it or crash it or whatever, they're, they're pretty stout. I had a Corvette right. for 18 50, years. 000. I liked it. $50,000 buys a lot of Corvette. What can you find? Right, What's right in front of you for 50 like, like, uh This one's actually 46 k It's a 2017 2LT with like 4,000 miles on it. So can you get into a Grand Sport? A twenty-seven, uh, like a seventeen or eighteen Grand Sport, would be like the best car you could buy for fifty thousand bucks. Because you get the Z06 bodywork and suspension, that's ace. Um, yeah, but uh, what was the one fucking, Kyle found called a LT? It's a two LT. Oh, two LT. Trim, just that on. means uh, it's uh, like one LT and two LT is like luxury trim. So you get like the better leather, the better seats, like that kind of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. basics. Yeah, um, it's like we're in the sixties to get the uh, Grand Sport. Are you? Yeah, worth it. <laughs> well, Better priorities, to... too. Like, I, 
For me, probably not. You know, like my dumbass. You know what I would value? A really good mm. phone integration. I well, they like all have good. That's seats. all the same. That's all I the same. It's better as they're newer, in, roughly. You know. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, I really like nice seats. I like vented seats. I don't know if Corvettes have that. Maybe not. But they do. Corvette's a car for a fat old man. They have air-conditioned uh, seats. Well, some of this is you know who has the best uh, vented seats. The best vented seats are Porsche because they they don't blow. They suck. That's better, huh? Yeah, it is because it sucks the moisture away, and also it's like a fart vacuum. Uh, as a <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's I mean, very good. The, it's very good. It's my very good truck system. has vented seats, and that's a. I don't think I'll have a car without it again if I can avoid it. It's a nice feature. It's hard to go back. You, if you're going to go back, then you want to go cloth. You know, cloth. Yeah. I still love a cloth, man. I'm all about the cloth. I don't know why cloth isn't more popular. It's a really good material for a seat. Because American... And it's just like, oh, well, this will never be the same again. <laughs> That's what... Uh, what are they, what's hmm. the fucking spray? Not Teflon. What's the spray? Scotch-Brite. Oh, oh. Scotch-Brite. Thank you. Oh. I was going to go with what we sold it as at the dealership. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking permaplane. Yeah. Uh, what's that scam name again? Permaplane. Yeah. yeah, stain free. Stain uh, free. It's uh, $1,500. $695. <laughs> yeah. Hank, I, I had cloth seats in the Tacoma. I have leather seats in my F-150. And I think the cloth ones are easier to maintain for me. They just the cloth still... is, is pretty durable. I mean, unless you literally spill a fucking open bottle of red wine on the thing. Right? Pretty, I was thinking like good. it would take like a fruit That is my use case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's but coffee, the, um, but it's got seats, vodka in it. It seems like, like, let's say, for example, you drop a french fry between your legs, right? This is a possible thing. And then it gets smeared in all those holes and you have to yeah. clean it. And like, it, it's an issue. Yeah. They make a brush for that. They have a they have a brush to clean the little perforations in the leather. What's it called? I'll look up. I don't fuck it. I don't fucking know. I'll send you a link perforation later. brush. <laughs> yeah, like a like a yeah perforated leather detailing brush. Yeah, it, it's an actual thing. We have them here at the shop. That's a very satisfying thing to clean those out, though. It's really yeah. nice. I bet you just my friend shop my friend Larry uh, Casilla has a detailing company, and he's very successful, and he is like the detailing nerd. And he knows everything about chemicals, and it just he'll he'll go he'll really go deep 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 on on some of that kind of stuff. Is it? I'm trying to. I mean, this will be better for Discord. Something like that. Are we sharing? Uh, there should be a picture in your Discord. Oh, oh, hang on. Sorry, I need to go. I'm on. I'm on full screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Basically. It looks like a pool table brush, kind of. Yeah. Add or like a cart. grooming brush. Maybe. maybe it'll be cool. It'll come... Of, I, online shopping is great. I mean, I mean Jeff Bezos <laughs> is apparently not Indeed. a great employer, but uh, whatever freaking human slavery it takes to get me my upholstery brush in one day, I'm in for. <laughs> yeah, it's not I, my problem. I, I feel... <laughs> I'm very conflicted about that. Jeff <laughs> Bezos is a piece of shit, and Amazon's a shitty company, but... God damn, is it convenient. Dude, I'm a yeah, Twitch you know, none of us streamer. had a problem when we ate cheap fruit for the last, I don't know, entirety <laughs> of our lives. Like, like, where do you think that's coming from? You think, you think it's a bunch of like well-to-do <laughs> white guys with button-up collars out in a field somewhere, picking them off and hey, with their... Hey, don't ruin my fruit fantasy. No. Organic. Slave fucking labor. You ever had a chocolate yeah. bar? You know where that yeah. shit comes from? Like, rubber? I'll tell, I mean, I'll tell you what, dude. Since, since you know... 
since 2016, you know, in the because I'm from New York and 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 I don't you know I don't want to get in too much into politics or anything like that. But but I I was regularly asking myself you know how we got to here that you know and trying to figure that out because I Hashtag clearly I clearly was not was not uh, taught any of that in my in my Jewy private school, and so I've been reading a lot of history books and a lot of that kind of stuff and learning about yeah all kinds of slavery. Matt, Old are you vintage, familiar with Twitch? Are you familiar huh? with Twitch, the the gaming streaming thing? Yeah. So yes. I stream on Twitch, Woody's Gamer Tag for um, anyone listening. And you, if you're an Amazon Prime person, you can subscribe to a Twitch guy for free. It is taking Jeff Bezos's money and giving it to me. It's a Robin Hood thing. It is an act of heroism. So guys, go ahead, do it now. And do they pay you? <laughs> the whole point. Wait, of so thing. if someone great segue. <laughs> If I'm just curious, if if someone uses Amazon Prime to subscribe to your Twitch stream for free, do you what what's your what's your cut of that? Then you get a cut from out of Amazon's end. So normally, what happens is you pay five dollars and I get half. In the case mm-hmm. of Twitch Prime, I get two fifty. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's the, so, I get paid about the same. As far as I know, I think this is right. I get paid two dollars. You get paid the same, so. but it doesn't cost them anything. Outside of what they were already paying for Amazon Prime, right, right, right. right yeah, right. assuming because yeah. assuming you're a yeah, fucking human, no you have problem. Amazon Prime. Right, everybody solve. does. Yeah. Yes. Are you guys? Are you guys all the way back up to a full fledged cable subscription worth of of apps on oh, your fucking smart I, device? Disney yet? Plus. I'm glad you brought that up. Disney Plus, right. Netflix, Hulu, and ESPN Plus are my current subscriptions. It's, yeah, Kyle, you wanted to jump in. All right, so uh, do you have HBO Max, Woody? No, but I did hear announcement today. I think that's where you're headed. Let me read the announcement. from the Warner Brothers will release its entire 2021 slate of films on HBO Max the same day they hit theaters. This is going to include Dune, Matrix 4, uh, Mortal Kombat, Godzilla vs. King Kong, The Suicide oh, wow. Squad, Tom, Tom and Jerry, and many more. Basically, everything that every Warner brothers film that hits theaters this year will hit fucking HBO max the same day at no additional cost. I love it. it, So HBO max in my head, I could be wrong on this, but I always viewed it as like one of the other ones, right? You don't get HBO max unless you already have Netflix and probably Amazon. They divided it. They divided it with the go and the now they really fucking shot. themselves. I hear you. It's very, yeah, I don't, it's confusing to me. I don't know how they stack rank, which ones I'm supposed to get, et cetera. And, and HBO max, I, I, to me, you remember your Morgan is a good fourth car. HBO max is a good, like fifth or sixth streaming (laughs) service, right? Fifth subscription. (laughs) (laughs) But now that it's going to have like, it's no longer old movies you want to rewatch or something that caught your interest two or three years ago that you never caught. It is now new releases, current events in terms of media. It bumps it way up the list. Well, they got to They got to do it. They got to the, the, it's probably, it, they, I bet you the movie houses are subsidizing it. You know what I mean? Cause none of the, cause they, they're probably not having to pay the theaters. You know, they don't have, to, or however, yeah. how do you think, how does that ecosystem work? Wait, who pays who there? The theater, the movie theater pays, pays, the, pays them. 
They have to pays. buy the film. So, do you think HBO is buying the film from the from the uh, from Universal or from Warner Brothers? Warner Remember? Brothers. How do you yeah, think that works? Pay, they're paying they're paying Warner Brothers a huge amount. They must be to get the rights to these films on opening day. And and it yeah. it would never have happened if it weren't for COVID because the movie you know the theater industry is suffering so much. Like profits are down. I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was like four billion to three hundred million yeah. or something. So kind yeah. of a prediction. But here's a question though: without opening day, and I'll let sorry, Woody, I'll let you have your prediction time. Before that, without opening day, in in a without an in person opening day, does fucking opening day mean anything? Nope. Other than like you can go back to Twitter and comment about it like that day or whatever the fuck. Like it just doesn't who gives a shit if it's opening day if it's streaming at your house. I watch that shit on Tuesday. Who cares? I still really prefer to going now. to a theater. As soon as I can again, I will. But yeah. this is gonna be awesome. So I've said for a while that like Sorry. telecommuting, the the advances, if you call them advances, I think a lot of people would, are not gonna go back. They'll have a hard time explaining to Taylor that he can't do his job from home sometime in 2022. Yeah, right. They certainly will. <laughs> he's like, like, I have been <laughs> doing. Wah, wah, no. <laughs> right, right. I think I think he's gonna have a. I'll huge, just go to Twitch. Fuck you. <laughs> long term effect on commercial real estate. Right. That that's not gonna yeah. change soon. It buying patterns from mom and pop were already shifting to internet, but I think that that is not. It's gonna be durable. That's not gonna go away. This movie theater change that we're seeing, do you think that this will be durable? Is this HBO Max thing going to be the new standard, or is this just a COVID exception? I don't COVID think we're exception. going back to theaters. I don't think it's ever going to be the way it was. Uh, lots we, of people I, like me, and I think even, well, lots of people would prefer to just watch it at home. Like, we have big enough TVs, surround sound systems. Like, I don't lose, I can walk and get uh, an $0.80 cent soda from my fridge instead of a $6 one, and I'm in the comfort of my home, I can pause, I can resume. Like, there's so many benefits to doing it. If we're I think comparing- it's going to move up market. I think it's going to become an, a more luxurious experience with sort of pods like opera boxes with mm-hmm. better seats, table service. Like, we have that's the theater uh, I go LA, to. Yeah. The high, yeah, the higher end theaters are doing that, and it's fucking great. I mean, I love it. I think if it's you compare awesome. apples to mm-hmm. apples, then the theater's just better. Like, so, because yeah. traditionally, what I've had to compare the theater to was that, like, hey, you can buy the film from like Amazon Prime today, or you can go to the theater. And it's like, how much is it? Twenty dollars. I'm like, fuck. I don't want a twenty dollar digital release when I could just like take a girl to a movie and like, like it'll be a date. You know, it'll be a whole thing. It'll be an like evening. You cut the out. whole popcorn, and you know. Yeah, the- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's dark in there. No need, no need for pretext. We'll just pull it out. But, you know, I, I like the theater. I like the gigantic screen. I like the crazy rumbling audio. I don't like being in the theater with other people, unless it's a comedy. It's it's fun to watch a comedy with a big group of people who are, or a sporting yeah. event. One time we yeah. went and watched a UFC fight live in a movie theater. And, you know, we're all cheering, you know, and there were some people who are who are not conor mcgregor fans and they were they were watching their guy get his ass beat and it was just like yeah our guy's winning it felt good it felt good well, it, it was so broke great out in that, the theater that conor mcgregor <laughs> fight conor won but he didn't win every second of it so you know it, mm-hmm. different guys had their moments and it added to it eddie alvarez is that, is that no the it was um the short american wrestler uh oh yeah um i I thought that was Eddie Alvarez. He did steroids. He got busted for it, and it wasn't oh. Eddie Alvarez. I not really it down narrowing too much. it down. 
<laughs> but yeah, I like watching comedies with big groups of people because everybody's laughing. I'll yeah. never forget watching Jackass when I was a kid in theaters. Oh, yeah. Everybody's melting down and watching Borat. Bro, for the first Dumb time. and Dumber opening weekend when I was a kid. Dumb and Dumber had moments where we were, I think, 94. So I was like 14. I mean, what a great age for Dumb and Dumber. And we were fucking rolling in the aisles in groups, <laughs> groups of people. Ah! Or Dumb and Dumber. I mean, when he fucking exactly how Borat was for me. I think I was like yeah. 15 or 15 when that came out and I saw it with my dad and like it was the it was the absolute funniest thing I'd ever seen in my life. I like, seeing Borat in a theater really would take it to the next I, I level in terms of what you could get away with. You know how usually like that age like I'm 14 my dad's obviously an adult like I if we're watching something that I think is hilarious, he's like, you know, this is a little fun, a little stupid. If I'm watching something that he thinks is funny, it's like I'm too young, I don't get any of these references like that was a perfect mashup. Like there yeah. was enough in it that was just like, I'm sure there were references that if I watched again, like I would get, but it was mostly just like, yeah, I'm going to talk silly and make you look stupid. This is and my like, man. Teeny. It was Chad Mendes, yeah. you, by the way. Yes. Yes. Chad. Did you guys did you see the new Borat? It was pretty, uh, it was interesting. I didn't see I didn't it. Make it all it's, around here. It's, it, it stunk. I didn't yeah. make it all the way through, man. I, I I didn't like all of the scripted stuff, and it felt like I didn't like him in the other costumes. There was a couple of gags where, it, like, I don't know, he's getting his daughter an abortion. Well, he, what he's trying to do is get a, a cake topper taken out of his daughter's stomach because she's accidentally eaten it. But he's calling it a baby, and he's saying that he put it in there. So there's a big confusion between him and the doctor, and it's like, I I, remember, I literally audibly went, ha. And that's that's as close I, as I got to laughing at the new Borat movie. I just I couldn't yeah. do it. Didn't it didn't feel laugh. nearly as organic. Like there were situations you could watch in the first one where you're like, either that guy is th the best actor of all time, or he has just been surprised <laughs> by this strange foreigner. Well, see, the first one yeah. came along with lawsuits and shit. Like like those yeah yeah. The first one was real crazy. Those people, a lot of them, no one knew who Borat was really. Yeah. I mean, I I did because I had Lithuanian roommates and they were huge into the Ali G show, and so like they were showing me this shit on their PC. They legally downloaded it. I don't know where else you would get it back in in 2011 or whatever. And that's hilarious. And, I was watching no, the Ali G show when it was new in 2001 when I was in college. That was the funniest shit ever. Ali G yeah. show was crazy. It was on at the same time as Chappelle's show. It was on okay. at the same like period. And it was like those two things were on, the, and both those shows were like, "Holy shit, this is on television!" It's fucking. But a crazy. lot of the people, a lot of the people that, that were on, that were that are in the first Borat movie, were like suing them. I think at one point he gets like picked up by like some frat guys in like a motorhome, and oh, he yeah. either gets them to talk about some gay stuff or do some gay stuff, and like they didn't realize they were about to be in a blockbuster movie. <laughs> Yeah, they're like they're like in a camper van. He's like, "See you guys. You play with each other sometimes naked." <laughs> like, yeah, dude, we get naked with chicks all the time. But it's but it's like they edit it to be like, "Yeah, we get naked with each other all the time." Like just like <laughs> them clearly. I like the best. I liked when he goes. What was he singing? That like bastardized uh, national anthem at that Texas rodeo. The rodeo, and yeah. Nobody is having it. Even the guy like in the like the the lead up guys like. I don't know where you're from, but I know I don't like where you're from. Like, <laughs> that's a good line. 
And in fairness, like at that oh, point, like that guy was totally justified because Borat was being an absolute boorish asshole to him. Yeah. <laughs> so that guy's like, but then he sings "Throw the Jew Down the Well," and everybody in that bar in Texas or wherever the fuck is like joining in and singing along. It's in in fairness for that one, he was jovial and it was a catchy song. <laughs> Fair enough. It wouldn't have gone over in New York City. No, no, probably not. No, that's a middle of the country song. That's a, <laughs> you get too close to the coasts and you get some pushback on that. But yeah, Borat won't be great. I don't need to, need to watch it again. Sorry, I just got interrupted by my, sh- my shop manager. That's okay. Your, um, Work stuff. You got hundreds of cars to manage. I only have one car. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. They stay, they, they do a lot of sitting. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to get out of here in like ten minutes. You guys, any any other ground you wanted to cover? Like on the on the official, I'm happy to fucking wander all over. But if you had a if you had anything car wise that we fucking quickly turned left away from, I, you know. So you were talking about your exit plan on the gig economy. Yeah, am I to interpret that you don't find your job to be the dream job? No, no, no. It's not that. It's not that at all. Okay. The the you just on an individual video and story basis uh-huh. you make less money than you think you would right and so consequentially uh and uh i have to generate more content by volume than i would really prefer to be generating uh, in order to to really to really really make a, a good living, and I'd like to make a really really good living. Right. And so my saying exit from the gig economy doesn't mean I want to stop making videos and writing articles and doing podcasts about cars. It just means that I want to not have to do every single possible story I can find about cars and stuff that might not be so intellectually stimulating and worth doing and be able to focus on some other stuff because I'm secure that I have a, a regular income that yeah. I, that is a little more under my control than say YouTubes or, you know, whatever. So, so now you can be more selective with what you do want to do on the YouTube side and whatnot. Ideally, ideally that's the, a brand that's new the business, point. but that's the target, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as a brand new, I mean, look, considering we've only been open for three months, like, I am able to travel for for I have to run the shop a couple of days a week, but I'm able to travel for work for like five days, up up to five days at a time. And my GM, you know, with the exception of a couple of phone calls and texts a day, you know, he's got it covered. So so I think we're we're in good good position there. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to stop doing any of the things I'm doing. I just don't want to have to rely on those things mm-hmm. to pay my mortgage every month, you know, and so. I have yeah. this thing about jobs. I, people who I watch this podcast are going to have heard this before, but, but I haven't. Is, so let's go. All work is work, right? It, mm-hmm. If you're an attorney, you figure out work sucks in a few weeks. All right, that bummer. But if you're a YouTuber, if you're a professional basketball player, a fighter jet pilot, or or whatever it is, rock star, it might take yeah. a couple years to figure out that work sucks. You know, like and and if you're in that spot, congratulations. I kind of am inferring that you have learned what so many other YouTubers have also learned that it turns out work is work. What was an absolute dream job? I can't believe they're paying me to do this at one time. 
becomes a have to do at some point. No, some look, extent. no, 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 no. That's not. That's not. That's not entirely true. But I but it's partially true, right? Like this. Look, a, well, no, look. It's when you have when work is done. I never wanted to really be a YouTuber. That wasn't the goal. I always treated YouTube as a rolling audition for television. I was always kind of waiting for this to get my own television show, and YouTube was always kind of my way to try to do that. It 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 happened. I got some smaller shows, and I, I've, I've I've done some stuff, and I'm happy to have done what I've done. But but ultimately, it YouTube is like McDonald's. You know, and and it's about volume. And yeah, you know, there's a certain amount of quality, I suppose. You have to keep people's attention and whatnot. But but really, it's not. It's just about volume. You find a formula, and then you don't divert from that successful formula. If you do, in fact, try to divert from that formula, you will be punished. Um, so I came here so for that I, thing you did last week. Do it again. Exactly. I mean, that you that couldn't be the most the more accurate quote of the of the day i mean it's 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 perfect for for what it is and so and so that was never really the goal it's just where it ended up and so when i realized oh okay this is a volume game i played the volume game as hard as i could play it and yeah the video is fun it is driving that car and talking about it like that's fun it is but there's a lot of work behind it and, and I'm, I'm not lazy i work fucking long days i work long hours it's not about laziness it's just about it's about um, just just keeping up with volume indefinitely. I can't I can't franchise myself. I mm. can't copy my. I, I'm not multiplicity. Uh, the only the only the only thing about uh, you're breaking out 1980s movies back, references. Let's go back to Total Recall. Let's go to Total Recall. What's the same thing about every trip you've been on? It's you. There you are. You know what I mean. And so every video I made, I had to I had to be there for it. So there's only so many times I can expand myself in my day. And so at a certain point you have to, you have to go, I, I can't chase this volume anymore. I have to find a way to exit the volume strategy and do this at a pace that will generate the kind of content I'm proud of and not just the kind of content that needs to be made because I came up with a rule that says that, uh, and the algorithm says that you really need to have four videos a week and not two or three. My friend went to test pilot school, right? And this was his, well, he made flight simulators for the Navy. And uh, to do that better, they sent him to test pilot school. This was his dream job, right? Everyone has yeah. their own target. But for him, it's like, oh my God. One day he wakes up, he flies a helicopter. The next day, a fighter jet, maybe some Cessna, maybe some, uh, the, is it the Osprey that lands vertically with the props? Like uh, all kinds of cool shit so that he would be, you know, more open to making better flight simulators. Cool. After a couple months of test pilot school, he's like, this is work. I thought this was going to be fun. When we flew that giant white and orange uh, Coast Guard helicopter and I waved to my wife at the house, that's what I thought test pilot school was. Turns out... After you stall a plane, you have to write a 40-page report on what it's like to stall a plane so that all my flight simulator creation buddies at the Navy replicate it properly. Yeah. And Turns out it's like 80% math, 10% yeah, right? you know, budget, and it ends up like 2% flying. You know what I mean? Work it's, is work. Yeah. You know, yeah. like even if it's your version of a bullseye, uh, some yes. NBA player is is doing a 100 three-point shots yeah. in a row and it's work. Yeah. Works work, and on top of on top of that, if you want to make 
you know, executive money, which is, you know, business office work. Like that's not fun. That's shitty work. But if you want to make that level of, of salary and earnings doing the fun thing you have you can't do it by not working as hard and as smart as the people with the suits on you know you have to take that approach and that work ethic and i'm not you don't have to i'm not saying that people should martyr their own health for their job i don't believe that that's true i think you should have a quality of life and blah 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 but you should you know it's a fucking business and so for me if i went okay what's the best thing about my job press cars access to the people who design and make cars and the, and the interesting people in the industry and sitting around my podcast talking talking to my friends about cars that's the three best what's the worst part about it well individually the money per video sucks balls okay but what if i could keep doing this and eliminate this well that would be nice wouldn't it so mm-hmm. so that's where we're at we we now we store cars and i have a studio and in my studio i pay rent to myself it's quite nice that's, I recommend it. <laughs> I yeah. I hope I hope this is a grand slam for you. I know the business yeah. is three months old. You're probably still figuring out where you are, but uh, we're making we're we're making some adjustments. But like we're it's pretty cool. If you guys, I mean, once once people start traveling again next time, any of y'all come through LA by all means, <clears throat> come hang out and we'll have a we'll have a scotch in the uh, in the lounge and and look go up on the man lift and look at cars from the top. It's fucking cool. It sounds cool. That sounds super yeah. cool. This place looks sick. Uh, thank you guys for having me for these two hours. I'm sorry I can't continue on. I got to get back and close up the shop, but um, I uh, I enjoy this one and let's uh, let's have it be less than two years until we do another one. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, for sure. Let's uh, hit hit me up soon and uh, and we'll do another one. But you guys have a great night. Thanks for having me. I'll plug it out real quick. The Smoking Tire Podcast. Get it where you get podcasts. The Smoking Tire Car Reviews on YouTube. Um, the Smoking Tire Podcast channel is on YouTube also, the video version of our podcast from our beautiful new studio. Um, check out, if you guys, if you check out um, this uh, this software we're using. It's called SwitcherCast. It's real cool. Our whole podcast studio, the, the board is an iPad Pro, and all the cameras are iPhone 11s. It's so fucking awesome. It is the coolest rig. It's a total broadcast solution that only uses Apple devices. It's my favorite thing ever. It's it's all wireless. There's no wires in the whole studio. It's great. All right, cool. I've got a so, URL up. I'll look into it. Yeah, check it. Check into it later. And yeah, that so, cool. and if, if you happen to be in LA, we've got uh, we've got some. Oh, you know what? You said you wanted to see uh, a. I think we oh, lost, we lost audio. You're muted now, Matt. Oh, no. Shit. There, Sorry. You're, back. you're you. good. You're good. You're okay, good. Okay. Just I plug my mic. If you wanted to see where are any empty spaces, we're up on the third floor outside my office here. So there's some empty spaces on the third and fourth levels. All right, there. LA people, put your cars in there. WCCS.com, West Side Collector Car Storage. Thank you guys so much for your time. I really yeah. appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. I appreciate man. having you. Have a great night. You too. That was really neat. Yes. What a cool area to hang out and work. Right? Especially like if thing is like cars aren't my thing, but I can imagine like I don't know if I'm into anything as much as he's into cars, but <laughs> I'd love to be around a bunch of magic cars. I don't, my, I don't my know. head goes to the worst. Like, what's Taylor really into? No, no. Well, people don't really design buildings around cheese. It's salt and <laughs> meats. <laughs> the charcuterie section. Uh, nobody ever hangs out here, but I keep it stocked for me. You know, <laughs> uh, I was yeah. glad we had him on. I like him. Oh yeah, yeah, that was really neat. It's a cool 
transition the way he was talking about to trying to get something more stable so he can do his creativity more on his terms, which is neat. Uh, so I was, oh, actually, real quick, real quick. Are you about to do an ad? Uh, yes, you guys can. can I, I, well, I guess don't talk much yourselves. But um, uh, this episode of PKA is brought to you by Postmates. This episode of PK is brought to you by a company we have lots of personal experience with, Postmates. You know what's great about eating your favorite thing? It's your favorite thing, and you're eating it. You know what's not great? Getting it. And the only fast things that deliver are not what you're craving. Introducing Postmates, the app that adds a delivery option to your favorite restaurants. Imagine anything you want to eat delivered. You don't have to drive, park, or even talk on the phone to order. Just download the app and order 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Postmates will bring you what you want within the hour. You can even see where your food is and track the driver. Forgot the eggs and milk? No problem. Craving a tasty burger? Check. Looking up or looking for the perfect bottle of red wine or a summer beer? Order up. Postmates is your new long-term munchies booty call. For a limited time, Postmates is giving you $100, $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app today and use code PKA. That's code PKA for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Save the hassle, get the food you love fast at Postmates with code PKA to save $100. First of all, so $100 check. is a lot of dollars. Second, talk about businesses that are crushing it in COVID. Like, Yeah, everything delivery is doing well, and it's because of the convenience. So definitely use that code PKA. And this episode is also brought to you by SmartMouth. Everyone hates talking to someone with bad breath. That humid, awful smell keeps you from focusing on anything other than finding an excuse to leave. Now just think about all the times you were the gross, smelly one and the other person was thinking about trying to get away. You probably can't think of any examples. That's because we rarely have an accurate read on our own breath. In other words, you could be walking around with trash mouth, not even realize you're grossing everybody out. That's why Smart Mouth was invented. Smart Mouth's clinically proven two-liquid formula combines to instantly eliminate bad breath and prevent it from coming back all day. Uh, rinse once in the morning for all day clean breath and once before bed to prevent morning breath just two uses a day and you will never have bad breath guaranteed whether the boardroom or the bedroom having confidence in your breath spells success go to smartmouth.com slash pka now for a free coupon you can find smartmouth products in the oral health aisle at walgreens cvs target rite aid amazon walmart or wherever you shop once again that's smartmouth.com slash pka for your coupon so postmates and smartmouth couple of high t companies go check them out click on the links it makes us look good when you do so so uh anyway it sounded like we talked about it uh, a little bit on pkn but i know not everybody has uh, access to that for some reason yeah yeah um but uh <laughs> but we had an awesome you know because it's delayed if, you, if you're not a patron. all right all right i thought i made a mistake or something I'm like did i not <laughs> upload it oh, you thought it was gonna be passive aggressive not? right in front of your, your face <laughs> on the show jesus christ i didn't interpret it like that for but I was, some reason i was you guys have gotten to it <laughs> i was like did i do something wrong i had no i, I was completely unaware okay i'm sorry no, you, you wouldn't sandbag you like that on the show <laughs> no. <laughs> right. no. No, no no that's not what he's talking about um, but, uh, but, but we had a, a great hangout this weekend. We got our fuck show that we have been, that has been, uh, Certainly did. uh has been teased now for about a month. So, uh, it, it was, uh, it was very interesting. One of our, um, a little awkward, I guess, but also like, like just, just fun, just funny, I was fun and with funny. It. A li- it, it was, I think Taylor was weirded out. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor looked very uncomfortable during it. it I was, was kind little, of. It was a little odd at points when I was fascinated. I was fascinated. Um, uh, one of our wonderful fifty dollars patrons 
uh, brought his girlfriend out and she just stripped down completely nude. He threw her in a sex swing and uh, he broke out the sex toys and went to town on her. And then she just hung out nude on camera yeah. with us in the chat for Well, she just, hours. I, remember, I remember sitting there, she sat there, she was just sitting there naked on the bed and like he brought something up to her, like you know, something like clearly trying to get the, the process rolling, but she was closer to the mic and she's like, I'm pregnant. I gotta eat. And just like, <laughs> It's like, oh yeah, she's also. By the way, she's pregnant. Yeah, she's it was a prego fuck pregnant. show. Yeah, she, I, I, that, that's gonna. I couldn't tell that she on. was pregnant. There were no. Yeah, so she's on. recently pregnant. Yeah, um, that's the best kind. Um, but was I still hope to. Yeah, I, I had a control. fun time watching. Like, okay, so the guy was using some uh, some techniques with a dildo and a and a vibrator. Like it was like it wasn't an hands. actual Hitachi magic wand, but it was uh, in that ca- class, mm-hmm. and. uh Kyle and I were both like, "Yeah, that's a technique. That's that. Yeah, that's pretty much." A I'm familiar with that. Yeah, that I'm one. Familiar with that. That one's a high success rate. And some of the other yeah. guys were in the chat were like, "I haven't used any of these devices before. Like, this is all new territory for there them." There was a little bit of sex ad going on. You could tell. Like, really? like <laughs> not all of our fifty dollars patrons are, uh, are 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 suave, debonair gentlemen, and perhaps they ha- they were seeing some things for the first time. I think maybe. <laughs> yeah, my <laughs> life. As much, <laughs> yeah. There was uh, some guys had no toys in their sex life at all, and I was like, "Yeah, all right." And, uh, but it was Ooh, fun to, was and I, so anyway, guy having sex, knew what he was up to. That was not his first time pleasing a woman. Uh, some of the people watching might have been their first time pleasing. A woman. They learned some things. Yeah, but there was some no, things. Uh, it was not only uh, titillating; it was educational. Mm, all right, it was. It was what no you penis. get from the fifty dollars. She was comfortable out. in her own skin, which I thought was kind of cool. Right, like I don't. I, I might be painting a lot on it, but she sat around as happy as could be. She had. She felt no desire to rush that shirt back on. No, she was playing peekaboo with her pussy for like two hours. Yeah, just, just, <laughs> just sitting on the bed, just ha ha. <laughs> Basic instincting over and over. And yes, over. <laughs> yes. There was a lot of vagine. Um, so yeah, if you want to become a fifty dollars patron, maybe maybe get to partake in a fuck show. Or maybe if, next time you know, there'll be more camera angles. That might be. We're fun. gonna work on more camera angles. <laughs> I was DMing <laughs> with uh, that gentleman earlier. Yeah. Team um, You'll see me in the I, background. Eight hundred dollars for, for camera gear, some lighting, <laughs> um, and none of that's true. But uh, but but yeah, uh, 50, 50 bucks gets you not only into the PKA Discord, where you know, we, whenever uh, Taylor and me and Woody are playing games together, you know, we're 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 in there, and uh, whenever I play games, I play in there, and if I need extra people to like play zombies or Vermintide or Rust or whatever the hell, I you know, I pull from that group of people, and uh, and yeah, it's a good deal. Have a lot of fun, and every month we do one of these four hour hang four hour hangout sessions where we do like two two hour sessions, but if you're you know, if you hang around in the first one and wait for the second one to, to maybe fill up, you can usually slide in for a, a full four hours and just hang out with us and shoot the shit. It's like a second PKA once a month or a yeah. fifth PKA once a month where we're just in there learning what made all these people uh, interesting enough to to be a $50 patron. And it's really interesting, some of these people. Like some of them, they're just like... This was my last fifty dollars. Uh, you know, it's ramen noodles for me for the month, but I love you guys. And it's like, damn, all right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> You're not good at spending choices, are you? <laughs> but then there's some guys who are like, Yeah, you know, I started my own company when I was eighteen. It just kind of took off. You've heard of it. Home Depot, you know, <laughs> just 
like it's it's always something like that. Anyway, a lot of really, as a lark, I'm gonna drink three hundred dollars of THC liquid right yes, now. Yes, there's always rampant That's drug use. Uh, one of one of the guys like like they'll pregame this thing. They'll That's get mostly me. <laughs> they'll be posting links in in our discord like like this is all the alcohol and marijuana that i am bringing to the hangout to get to get drunk and stoned i couldn't find mushrooms but don't worry next month i'll have mushrooms and i'm like oh my god dude Starts at, it easy. at 11 a.m central no 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 they so for the first show earlier then so we all, we can only do 25 uh patrons in each show not only does it get a little ridiculous if you got more than 25 but also like that's the group limit on discord so, so on discord so they line up at 5 a.m they are in line for seven hours in there pre-gaming chatting talking and, and, and like they don't just click it and leave it you might be thinking that like you know you can't because discord will move you to the afk room they're in there for five hours waiting on us to arrive so i usually get wake up about an hour and a half early, take a shower. And the first thing I do when I get out of bed is I come over here and join the room so that I've got a slot because it's going to fill up. You'll, you won't have a slot. I was late to last month's Patreon. And, but I, I stayed for four hours and, and I, I did a solo show after everybody was gone. There's one guy, Chaco Thunder. We always talk basketball. And usually after about four minutes, Kyle's like, all right. That's enough basketball talk. I'm like, Kyle's not here. This is this is gonna be great. Dirty's like, all right, that's enough. <laughs> They're talking in depth stats and like who's gonna play point guard for the Nets this year. And I and, have and no one else in my whole life to talk basketball with. And he is both really knowledgeable and forgiving when my knowledge doesn't live up to his. And and uh uh, I like talking basketball with him, but it doesn't last. And long. he's a real unicorn in our community because he's African American, and we need as many as many African American fans and patrons if as we could we get. Can more black guys to join the hangout, I might get a fifth basketball minute or an interracial fuck show, which is the real goal. <laughs> yeah, that would be better. Chocolate Thunder's got a got a white girlfriend. Maybe we can talk him into it. He showed up late. It was so funny. He showed up late. Um, you know, in the, in the second hangout. And, uh, and I was like, you missed the fuck show. And he's like, fuck. He was so upset. He's like, I missed it. I missed it. And then he's like scanning the boxes and he sees the naked girl in the background. He's like, fuck. (laughs) Damn it. Why didn't anybody text me? (laughs) This might be a little dangerous to talk about publicly, but it turns out the animation, we never hit the Patreon goal to hit the anime to have to have to deliver on the animation. We hit it briefly, but it's supposed to stay there. And like, we never received that. We yeah, should come so up ba- with the basic- goal. That's better than that one. So I don't think anyone really wants the animation. That's a pretty cool, like 2014 idea. <laughs> what should we do that people do want? Like, I would love to switch it so that if we ever hit it, it's the right goal. Yeah. So, and, and just to clarify, like the issue is that like because of the way the money like flows into the Patreon Patreon and like shows the dollar amount, like it's the dollar amount that like we're able to cash out at the end of the month that has to hit 15,000. And uh, and it didn't do that, which is what meeting goals mean. It hit it like in um, the middle of the month for a day or two or something. It's in the 13s now. But uh, yeah. So, so basically you had like rollover from the previous month that was making it look that way. But um, first of all, I'll say. If people really do want, we can do like some sort of a vote or a poll or something. If 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 what the 
amongst the patrons, by the way. <laughs> no, it'll be right. on my Twitch chat, Taylor Merka on Twitch. Right, All that's the, a good place to figure out. Yeah, that's where we'll out. hold it. We'll hold yeah. it <laughs> through a paywall. Over Everyone who donates $3 gets a vote. And, no, no, uh, it's free to vote in my chat, so we get the oh, best Oh, just post a comment, huh? <laughs> so and subscribe with amazon prime free free well yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> i was in i mean we were talking about it in my twitch and the the consensus amongst those guys which is a tiny little subset of the people watching the show was that the animation complaints were really just people enjoying poking at us and that they weren't there wasn't a burning desire to get an animated highlight and it's like yeah i don't carry it some, away yeah right uh I, I like the idea of having a goal, and I also like the idea of something cooler than, than an animated house. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll email every patron patron and Ooh. get them to do a, a poll about that, and uh, and because those are the only people whose votes matter, because they're the ones who are paying for... That's how we should hold <laughs> elections in general. Yes. yes. Every dollar well, I mean, no, It would be in- like... Letting anyone else vote would be like letting Mexicans and Canadians vote in our election. That's the comparison. I'm not letting those damn Canucks vote in our election. What if yeah. the amount they buy on the Patreon is the amount of votes they get? It, your vote will strengthen. You dollar guys, you get one vote, and the $50 <laughs> get 50 points per vote. It's only fair. It's democracy. <laughs> What'd you say, Taylor? It's an oligarchy. It's like the most powerful donors make all the decisions. Of course, yeah. my vote counts for five thousand. Taylor's for five thousand, and Woody's for five thousand. I wasn't sure where he was going with that. I was, I was like, we'll see what. My- <laughs> no, 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 that's a whole different kind of government. Um, so yeah, like, like, uh, and, and maybe I'll ask. I, I'd like to hear what the the wider fan base thinks, of course, about like what what other good uh, goals would be, because maybe there's a goal that would convince you to sign up for the patron too, if that were a goal, perhaps. So like, like that's not lost upon me, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you know, this, I'm open to any. This any could ideas. be a bad idea. I'm not remotely married to it. But would Agreed. people rather have a dedicated like PKA plays or some amount of them over an animated highlight a month? I thought that was already a thing. Am uh, I wrong? You're, I don't know. You're probably yeah. right. Um, I, if it, it seemed like we did a uh, we did that last month. We did like a we, when we played Left for Dead, right? I need to know our own levels better for sure. <laughs> but but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe there's something better than animated. My little and if not, I can think of a lot of funny clips from the show over the years that would be hilarious animated. Like, yeah, I don't care. That's I don't care. Do. And uh, I, of course, I'm doing the animation myself with uh, <laughs> paint. Um, yeah, obviously, it would it's be not the- cheaper that way. Just so you yeah. know, they are five thousand dollars is what it's costing for me to do this so we, we, it's not about saving money it's just taking about, a net loss on animations <laughs> like, yeah, it's just about stealing sure. from you all that's what it's about really huge high quality like family guy style animations <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're in the red again <laughs> god kyle's animation is hired seth mcfarlane what were we thinking <laughs> uh. Now we have to pay him residuals on the Peter Griffin voice. Why did we hire celebrities to do our voices? We, we, I didn't think. <laughs> no, that's the dumbest idea ever. Find someone who can impersonate us. Starring Matthew McConaughey as Matt Woodworth. <laughs> hey, my name's Woody, and I like to do woodwork. Isn't that funny? You know, you know? <laughs> that doesn't even sound like him. <laughs> 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 rushing on Fiverr to do Kyle. That's so many years past when it was a joke. I was driving a tractor back before it was cool 
<laughs> just sitting there twiddling his thumb. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I love uh, hanging out with those guys in that hangout. I actually look forward to it. Like the night before it, I'm like, hangouts tomorrow. Hangouts tomorrow. We're gonna see some wild shit. Like somebody's gonna get, somebody's gonna go, go unconscious. Someone will go unconscious from from drinking or smoking, or you know, we'll hear hear some wild story. You never know what you're gonna see in the background, and you might see a fuck show. Yeah. I'm surprised that actually happened. I thought that was all talk after the last couple months. And the no, first man. guy that said he was going to do it was all talk. He said I was supposed to understand it was a joke. He wrote it in text. I'm supposed to get the inflection in text-to-speech's voice that he was only kidding? Yeah, I kicked him right out immediately. No <laughs> refunds. Gone. <laughs> but uh, then uh, someone else filled that void. You lied to Woody. You over, you've overstepped. <laughs> I'm like you're, Mike Pence. You go to jail for that. You lie to me. You're, you're <laughs> bang. Lie to the grand jury. As far as I'm concerned, <laughs> you're done. Uh, there are consequences and repercussions for that sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, um, uh, I'm hoping we get another uh, uh, show next month. I can, should I, should I, you want me to ask that gentleman if if we're going to get some more action? I do want you to month? ask that. Yeah. Yeah. You can. Hey, you can we're uh, doing the show as I type. Has to be a, a different woman though. Tell him that. Just wanted to know, no pressure. No, 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 a little pressure. Hey, you're you're gonna be able to deliver again, right? Well, dot dot dot, a little pressure. <laughs> Will we all get a, a another fuck show next month? Laugh my ass off. Yeah. It's written so coyly up until the. Fuck show. <laughs> oh, gee, we, we might you consider another bit of pardon me, sir, on the, on the call, another fuck show, so to speak. Dude, yeah, uh, my friends seem to be able to find mushrooms, the kind that get you high, reliably for free. I, I if this is the case, why isn't everyone doing it? Apparently, because it's not fun. No idea. I've never looked for those mushrooms. It's not a fun high. Oh. oh, for some people it is. It's a different high. Like you smoke weed and you're like, ha ha, let's go watch some family guy and eat some fucking bean burritos. You, you take mushrooms and it's kind of needs to be a guided experience like acid almost like you might need a sober person around to look after you. You can he have said, a bad trip. You said it would um, magnify your feelings. And, and uh, so I was at um, I was doing a paragliding, getting towed behind the boat thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, yeah, what do you like? You know, you really like these guys. Is it? I'll just say it's Mark and Elena. They're the people that are going to do van life after Army, and uh, and I think really highly of them. Anyway, he's like, if you were to do mushrooms around them, you guys would all be like, so cool. Oh, like, no, no, you, know, <laughs> you guys would have like you've got positive vibes. Anyway, the vibes would get much more positive. That's how he described a mushroom high. Maybe that's wrong. Uh, when I-, I took mushrooms the first time, we went to the park. I had a good time. I felt a little bit of uh, what's the word? Um, just Paranoia? sort of giddy happiness, okay. I suppose. Okay. Um, just kind of it was very pleasant, but it wasn't an overpowering kind of thing. I didn't think I took enough. I did notice the colors of, uh, especially the greens, were just popping. They like said something they were about almost, colors too popping. Yeah, it was a bright sunny day, and we were in a park, obviously, you know, with trees and lots of grass. But the grass, in particular, the way the sun was reflecting off of it, it almost seemed like the grass itself was emitting light, like it, like the grass was like a neon light source, almost, like like just to a small extent, but a noticeable extent. 
Are you running around or were you just like sitting looking? We were just walking through the park, you know, walking by a lake and uh, was eating some ducks. A lady friend? Is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I only had like an eighth of an ounce. So we like, I don't know if we split an eighth, but, um, or maybe like we did a trial run first and then we split it again. So we each got, ended up getting like a 32nd of an ounce. In any case, it wasn't enough. Um, and then the second time was like a couple years later with a different girl. And that's the story I've told before about passing out in Walmart yeah. and like, mm. like having a whole complete meltdown. <clears throat> I had like basically a panic attack that led to unconsciousness and falling face first into I, a rack of sunglasses. Like, I know less <laughs> about drugs than anyone, but it seems like if you're new to a drug, it's smart to have a tour guide. You know, like that's even true with alcohol. You, know, you might not know, like if you if you somehow had no information about alcohol, you might want to know like, oh yeah, for a guy your size who doesn't drink, three beers is probably where you should stop. After that, the fun gets bad. And then from there, you can make a more educated decision next time you drink. Maybe, I don't know, a tour guide, just someone who I would can- imagine something like alcohol is way more like tick, 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 like ticking up, whereas shrooms is going to like hit you more. So like more suddenly, you know, like, like if you're like, what do you, let's say you're sip, sipping a, a Bud Light. You finish that Bud Light. You start the second one in the middle of the second one. You're like, oh, I kind of feel that first one after the second one. Like you're, you're really inching that, that feeling up. Whereas if you're taking LSD or shrooms, it's like, oh fuck, I took because way too of the much time to consume. Down. If alcohol, if you could drink nine uh, cans of beer as easily as you could eating a gummy bear, then you could drink too much. Yeah, right. that's true. You can still drink too much. Like that yeah. I guess all drugs and drinking stuff all has to do with like how much you ate. It's just like alcohol is harder day. to drink than these other things. You know, there's like a natural inhibitor, either the volume of it or the taste of it or something. So he replied. Um hmm. he's like, Yeah, I think we can arrange something. And then he sent me a picture of his girlfriend's tits. <laughs> <laughs> what a cool guy. <laughs> he's just <laughs> like folding her shirt up. I'm pretty sure he just took that picture. Yeah. <laughs> we got called. We got called for an encore, hon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an honor. Bravo. Talking about these, uh, talking about acid and shrooms made me think of this movie I watched very recently. Have you ever heard of a movie called Dead Man's Shoes? No. 2004. It was some bullshit like recommended for you in the Amazon section, just on Amazon Prime. And, you know, wedged between a couple other shitty movies. And it was one of those things where it's like, okay, whatever. That's pulling me in a little bit. Description is like, man with retarded brother seeks revenge on those who bullied him when he returns from the army. And it's like, this seems a little dumb, but that's an interesting premise I'm in. And so I start it and I'm kind of like doing something else, not really paying that much attention. Within like 10 minutes, I'm pretty hooked on this. First of all, Something about this movie is like, you know how usually movies are edited in a way that you can tell when there's a flashback because of yeah. context and flow? They must have realized either in the editing or at the end that the, the flashbacks are so jumpy and disjointed in this movie that they have to put like that old timey filter of like crackling screen and, and black and white on every single flashback throughout the whole movie to like cement home. Because if they and genuinely if they didn't do that in this movie, I was I would be totally lost. It'd be because like watching The Witcher. Yeah, they don't pace it very well. But basically, I was like, oh. Basically, this guy's gonna come back and get revenge on some guys who like called his his s- slow brother some mean names. No, it shows like flashbacks. So basically, he leaves. This this 
handicapped, mentally handicapped brother of his doesn't have anywhere to go. So he starts hanging out with these like no good nicks, these no good nicks in fucking Manchester, wherever the fuck they were in England. And it shows the flashbacks and I'm imagining them like throwing beans at him or something, being like, ha ha ha, you can't read or something. It's one of the guys corners him in the kitchen and is like, what the fuck do you think you're doing here? You're a fucking retard. You're a fuck screaming this in the guy's face as he's doing it. And he says, and this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. I know you'll like this, Kyle, is he gets in the, the retarded guy's face and he goes, you can either get on your knees and suck my cock. He's saying this to a retarded guy in the kitchen. He's like, <laughs> he's scared. And he goes, or you can opt for the special surprise. And then he goes, special surprise and looking like a the heaviest fastest punch he hits this handicapped guy and drops him like a sack and then starts kicking him and it's like okay this is a real level of terrorism that i wasn't expecting when the title of the card said bully i thought like ah, we put glue on his chair while you were in the army no they're like screaming calling him a retard beating the shit out of him uh then the brother gets back and like from the army and he like immediately makes it his mission like i'm gonna get revenge on like these five guys who did this and so he goes around like in a gas mask and within at no point in the movie is the brother at all on even footing with these bullies he's like a spetsnaz level <laughs> operator and, and these guys who are bullying him like at one point when they realize they might have to kill someone they're like oh that's fucking deep bruv Fucking kill some fuck. He's coming for us, isn't he? Like they were like panicking, and he he comes to their place of you know you know drug house or whatever. They're like low level losers, and he breaks in and like this is like the first eight minutes, and it shows him in the gas mask standing over two of them with a hammer in his hand, and then like a bunch of makeup, and then like the next scene you see all the guys wake up with like makeup all over their faces, like an actual prank. The guys who like were kicking his brother and calling him a retard, and they're like oh my god like he was in here he could have killed us if he wanted to and so they like all in like a little british car drive to where this guy met because they're like it must be that retarded guy's older brother he's so fucking scary why'd we pick on him you know? <laughs> and they go there and it's like five of them surrounding this guy and he's just and they're like yo we know it was you and he's like i could have killed you last night i'm going to kill all of you, <laughs> you can't stop me you and they're like, oh, you know, we, 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 we're sorry about this. You know, he's like, I'm going to kill every single one. <laughs> and then he just leaves, just fucking leaves. And then uh, uh, <laughs> it, it shows another flashback of like how they, they terrorized this this kid. So like to initiate him into the gang, he goes up to this woman and they're like drug house. This is while the, the, the other son was still in uh, the other brother rather was still in the army. And he, the mean man is like, hey, bitch. You go in there and you fuck that dim-witted motherfucker. And she's like, I don't want to fuck him. He's weird. I don't want to. And he's, he starts beating the shit out of her. Be like, I'll fucking kill you if you don't get in there and fuck that guy. What are you going to do? What are you going to do now? And she's like, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to fuck that guy. <laughs> and then she goes in there and she's like, knowing that other guy's going to kill her. She's like trying to jack him off. But he's just laying in the bed going, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> like not, oh, not fully liking it. It's way more brutal of a movie than I thought it was going to be. But then he starts really letting him have it. He starts, he starts killing him, blows a guy's head off. Uh, the the gangsters stalked him down to his house and then brought, I guess, one bullet for their rifle. 
And like as he came out, because like, you know, it's England, so like they don't really have shit. And so they're like in their car, like hundred yards away. The dude comes out with an axe. For some reason, one of their own guys runs over to talk to him and they accidentally cap their own guy in the head. <laughs> with and they kill him. And then their concern is, oh, bruv, we just fucking killed Johnny there on these fucking Porsche. He, he's going to call the police on us. No, like, he's not going to call the fucking police on us. He's going to fucking murder us. Like, <laughs> he just, they go back and uh, it, it shows like the final thing that, and as he's like murdering all of them, little like other flashbacks, but it gets to like the core of the bullying that, that shows the reason that was revealed now that his brother killed himself. This whole time you were just seeing uh like I guess a ghost, like a sixth sense version of the the handy mentally handicapped brother standing watching him do this, but it was really a ghost, his just memory. And so the what happened, the big thing is this group of guys, they kidnapped him, like right after the the brother apparently went to the military. So they must have been waiting. They kidnapped him. They forced him to take acid. They like held his head open and were like feeding him acid. And he's like, oh, oh, oh. And they just, they keep doing it. It's brutal. And they get, they take him to a farm and they're like leading him around an abandoned farm. They take a rope, put it around his neck and they're leading him like an animal and he's tripping on acid. Isn't, this is a real movie. I would just, I just watched it. And then they get into the, this like burnt out cobblestone building and like there's a little hole in the wall from the inside and the outside. And they like, pull him in there. They force his head into the little hole and they pull the rope through the other side. They're like, you're going to stay right the fuck here. You're going to stay right the fuck here. You're not going to come. And then they all run away as if they've pulled a prank. And then they just leave this handicapped man, man in the middle of the, this abandoned farm and he kills himself. And that's the reason that the brother came back from the military with five axes to grind. Uh, and he killed all those guys, except for the last guy who he brought to the same place his brother killed himself. And then he forced the other guy to kill him instead because he's like, I just realized killing is awesome and I'm going to keep doing it all the time if you let me live. And so he like, forces this other guy and the other guy's like was the one of the group who like just his biggest crime was not stopping it. Like even in the he's like, you know, this is fucking. And he was and this guy's like, I don't want to I don't want to kill you. And he's like, fucking kill me. Just fucking just screaming, bullying this man and just stabbing him to death. And then he bleeds out. And that's the end of the film. Uh, it was a I'd give it a seven out of ten. It kept me engaged the whole time. Yeah. Even I think if Woody went to get a pen and pad to write down the title so that he can watch it later. I think yeah. that's why he walked away. I think that's why. I think he was so interested in Dead Man's Shoes, the 2004 film, which was in the recommended for me section at Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> that is telling. Yeah. That's because, the best part about that whole awful thing you just said. <laughs> the fact that, like, in the little placard thing, it was it said bullying. That is not bullying. That is 10 levels above bullying. If you see bullying in there, you think it's going to be schoolyard pranks and silliness. You know, and the revenge is going to be that we we spook him harder than he's ever been spooked before. Gosh darn it. We're not you know, cutting people's fingers off and forcing handicapped people to hang themselves. So anyway, that, I thought that was an interesting, interesting movie. Uh, sounds awful. Sounds awful. You're not going to give um, it a watch? No, no, I don't think that one's for me. That that, that like like I was getting like uncomfortable listening to you describing it. I was just like, ah, oh. ah, and then they like raped him. Oh, okay, and uh, oh, and they wanted him to suck his dick. Uh, oh, but they just beat him terribly instead. Well, I guess that's better. Huh? Yeah, because he opted for the surprise. 
he opted for the surprise. Yeah, he opted uh, for the yeah. surprise, which was well, I guess just kind of uh, his fault then, huh? He tell this guy almost as if he knew he was about to hit a slow person. Telegraphed like elbow to ankle, Ooh, oh, no. just like full, like half crescent, just a waning gibbous punch. That's how much of a there was over the top. So Jesus Christ, yeah, yeah it was it was it was way more brutal than I thought. I thought it was going to be a silly little. Watch the whole thing, though. Watch the whole thing. Well, I I needed to know how it was going to end. In for a penny, in for a pound. In for a penny, in for a pound. And then at the end, when I found out that the the retarded brother was dead the whole time, it was like, oh, well, this really is irritating. Spoiler alert for all of you uh, film aficionados who are just about to load this one up. No, I said that in the story. But 16 16 years ago, they could have watched this. Well, let's see how it did on Rotten Tomatoes. 58. Not bad. It's actually not bad for a movie about avenging a bullied, retarded person. Yeah. And like they did the kind of like acting of a, of a handicapped person where like it was just like a guy whose eyes dart around a lot and, and doesn't and just puts his teeth on top of his lip. Like there wasn't uh, a lot of there was no one flew over the cuckoo's nest level acting here. It was just like, all right, enough. we need you to bite your lip. And look around like you're kooky. He's like, all right. Like, <laughs> that was about the, the level of it. But I don't know. It was it was the little revenge parts where he killed the bullies. That was nice. You know. But then when yes. he dies at the end. You guess. Well, that's, they, they certainly deserved it. Because, oh, that's the way he killed three of the bullies, too. Is he, they were all, like, looking for him. Because they were all, there's, like, these, like, three stooges of guys were looking for him in their own house. Like, he's probably already here. And they're, like, looking around, and they can't find him. And it shows him in their kitchen pouring an enormous amount of LSD into their tea. And then the, the three bad guys, are like, drink the tea. And then they're all tripping balls, and he just goes around. And one of them, he just fucking executes. Another one stabs him to death. Like, it, that part was good. Because those were the ones that deserved it. You know, they were the ones that, like, threatened the guy to suck his dick and forced a, a retarded man to take many, many tabs of acid before abandoning him at a farm. Jesus. Yeah. It wasn't uplifting. No? No. No, there wasn't a second part to that sentence either. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I left the inflection there, and then I realized there was nothing positive to say. Yep, there's, there's nowhere to fall back. Yeah. No. What have you been playing uh, game-wise? You been playing anything different? Uh, I've popped back into Magic the Gathering Arena a little bit, and it's been so fucking long since I've played that that like standard has changed two or three times. And so basically now I took the deck that I had built a year ago at this point, and I tried to jump into like a standard match with it, and they're like, nope, nope, you got to go change everything. And so I'm I'm trying to like build up a a you know backlog of cards now. I'm sticking all the green so I can really focus in on that. Uh, and get as many cards and like, really focus the build on that so I can get more competitive with it faster. But even with the, the shitty decks, like I'm winning most of my matches. You know, part of that has or I'm winning the over fucking whelming majority of my matches because I'm still like in bronze tier four playing against like some people who don't even know how to play it because I'm just starting in the, the, the stacked or ranked or whatever again. But yeah, I've been getting really into that. I'll probably stream some of that in the next couple of days. I've been real busy with uh, with stuff this this past few days so i haven't been able to but yeah that's the one i'm jumping into i want to do uh more zombies that'll be fun i haven't done zombies in like a week i want to do some I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some of that tomorrow night if you're down to stream it of course yeah i play every day um 
I'm, I've been unlocking diamond weapons. I got all my shotguns diamond. I got the knife diamond. I got the grenade launcher diamond. But You finally got the grenade launcher? I, that was the first thing I got taken care of. Oh, maybe uh, I was required. thinking of shotguns. Yeah, the, shot, the shotguns I've been working on this week. Uh, but now that I've seen the diamond camo, oh, it's so shitty. It looks awful. The are, thing you not, is, are you going to use it just to show you have it, or are you going to back back it down to a cool-looking one? I'm going to change it to something else. It's too ugly. Like I don't even like looking at it. It's like pink rhinestones all over your gun, and it's not even like a pink that looks natural. It's just like this glowy pink that looks like shit. The thing is, if you unlock diamond on every weapon in the game, then you get like some sort of uh, like a like camo that moves. It looks like I don't know, like black murkiness moving around. They've had those before, yeah. So I'm, um, I don't know if I'm gonna try to get that or not. I might. Yeah, I'm watching. A, I'm watching a clip of the diamond ammo right now. This really just isn't that cool. It's it's hideous. It's not worth having. So is the gold. Like the gold for just completing all the challenges on one weapon, that's bullshit. You get diamond for completing all the challenges on every weapon in a category. And it's shit. So like I don't like any of the camos. I don't know why they made them so shitty like that. All your but I am enjoying zombies. All your meaningful stuff has been upgraded all the way for a while, right? Like the perks, the Oh yeah. Yeah, I've spent all the Ethereum crystals that I can. And now you just don't earn any more Ethereum crystals. Uh, I'm looking forward to them dropping the new perks. And I think they're going to uh, tinker with some adding some new Easter eggs into the game. But it's going to be, um, like I said, like February or January at least uh, before we get a new map. Are they adding those new perks into this existing <clears throat> map? Will they be added in the new map? That's my understanding. Um, and nothing is like super confirmed by Treyarch. Just yeah. um, from uh, I watch a lot of zombies uh, videos on YouTube. And uh, that's the that's the that's what they think is going to happen that they're going to release those four perks and a few other things onto this map or maybe at the beginning of season one whenever that is uh and then season two will be the the vietnam firebase map which sucks we have to wait that long because i'm already getting tired of this map i've I've played so much you must be exhausted of it you've put hundreds of hours in I don't know how many hours i don't don't know hours then i don't don't know i don't know if uh, battle.net has a timer but it's a lot that's what those dude, video game companies are shooting themselves in the foot when they put those timers in there. Like, you think so? Just, oh yeah. Yeah. Like f- people don't want to see that they've, that they could have been a concert pianist in the amount of time that they've played league of legends. That's how I am with civilization five. I've got like 2,500 hours. That's insane. <laughs> you, could, you could probably be fluent in another language. I, I absolutely could be fluent in another language at this but point. Why bother? But you conquered the world hundreds of times. So many times and so you many different them ways. them to adopt your language. My language, my religion, everything. My customs. Do you, do you even play that game anymore? Ever? Can you remember the last uh, time? I don't remember the last time I played. Uh, but I, I will play it again sometime. Like the, the, I'll, I'll play Lek Mod and uh, I'll get three or four people and we'll play a multiplayer match probably this year. or ne- I mean next year. I was I, never I, I, uh, nearly as into Civ as you, but I... I, I did get into Civ 5 like a few years ago when you were teaching me how to play it and a few things. And then Civ 6 came out, which I think you were really excited for. And within like three play sessions, I was like, this is objectively a worse game. Mm-hmm. It's clunky, it's shitty. The aesthetics of it are weird and bad yeah. and like cartoonish and blocky, which I don't like. And so like, I think I would just jump back to 5. Yeah, I'm not going to play 6 ever again, uh, but I will play 5 again. Uh, like I'll mod it and I'll play it and it'll be great. Um, what was the other game I was thinking of? 
Um, oh, we've been playing Jeopardy. Yes, you've been saying, are you still yeah. eight and one? I'm Any not. I lost a couple last night. Oh, no, to, to who? Who was the class? Class is really the only other one who uh, who wins. Um, he's a uh, he's a smart guy, and uh, and he got real lucky at one point. One of the categories is European geography, and I'm just like, no, oh, oh, fuck, go. that's not fair. He ran the category in double jeopardy. He knew every question, and he, and, ran, uh, the he, category. he ran the category just like boop boop boop, just every time, just instant. Are there a couple the ones for you where it's like you U.S. states? Uh, there will be like American history, American geography. Uh, so he doesn't know that shit. And I know that shit very well. Anything that's religious. I usually like come close to running the category, uh, pop mo- movie and TV. That's all going to be me. Uh, almost every single time I get all of those. Uh, we, we had one, uh, category last night was on YouTube and that was one of the jeopardy categories. So we did pretty well at that. Yeah. You know, but, but sometimes it's really fucking hard. Chance? Yeah. Class is the other one. Can you not hear me? Mm-hmm. You should be able to hear me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just in that moment, class. I lost a little bit. Yeah. Kyle's nemesis at Jeopardy. Yeah. It's been very fun. I like Jeopardy. I like code names. I like those uh, competitive, uh, I don't know, intellectual type games. Well, you Have know, you played the, the decoding one where you try to undo a bomb? Like, I will give you clues and you'll perhaps. We've looked at that before. Time. It yeah. looks so frustrating. I've played it before, but it looked like it was going to be too much to get into and way too much to be good at. Like, like I can, I, all right, we'll get the bomb stopped, but we're never going to be good at this unless we have a notepad in real life next to us. And like, like you're flipping through pages, guiding me through stuff. And that just didn't seem fun to me. Okay. Maybe in VR, but still, I think it needs to be frustrating. I like, I like, um, I like trivia a lot. This is the one where I'm like, you know, describe the wires to me. And you're like, oh, there's a red, a blue and a something. And then I tell you the, how to, yeah. Like which one to clip? Yeah, yeah. It I makes for some compelling videos. To that, oh, but for video content, I can see how that would be funny. We'd be like, "No, you stupid fuck!" That yeah, <laughs> in mad at each other. The other red wire. That's magenta. <laughs> no, they're just. I, I've seen some videos. The people are very good at. They're very competent, and you're like, "How are they doing this?" It's a. Uh, it's good stuff. But it probably takes a while to get to that level. Yeah, I'm not interested in that so much. I've played it before. Um, I think I've beaten it before, but I didn't like it. Yeah. Woody, I saw how interested, just a reminder, that that movie I was describing, that really good sounding one was called Dead Man's Shoes. Yeah, I probably won't just be checking that out. Yeah, <laughs> such a stupid fucking movie. I swear Amazon's recommended for you section just means, you know, whatever people aren't watching, please watch this. Like, please get the metrics up on this trash content. Did you guys watch The Liberator? Mm-mm. What's that? Uh, it's sort of animated. It looks like they took real-life actors and used cell shading. Uh, it takes place in World War II, and there are these guys who kind of watch... Um, uh, I guess they were smuggling Jewish people out of Germany. And, uh, you know, they they basically go to a haunt... Oh, fuck, I'm, I'm completing my things. This guy is a good... I, I mixed up two stories. The Liberator is a guy who goes and takes a bunch of soldiers from jail. They were in you know, their J company. And, uh, and he gives them a sense of purpose and they fight. And it's pretty cool. I like it. It's, it's all, I was, there was times when I'm like, this is like an animated band of brothers. Maybe a notch below that. But I enjoyed that, it. A notch below band of brothers is still a really good show. Like maybe... What, what is this on? Netflix. Netflix. 
Netflix. Yeah, Kyle, you didn't Energy. see it? I watched all of it. There's I have not episodes. seen it, um, but I'm looking at the 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 look of it right now. It looks kind of cool. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. The other one I talked about is not as good. <laughs> it's like a hard war movie, but this one is pretty good. Um, what they use rotoscoping. Anyway, uh, the animated part, I almost wish it wasn't, but uh, it has its own look, and I got involved with the characters, and it was pretty cool. Does the animation style distract you or something? Like it looks like little- Borderlands, almost, the the video game. I think it's cell shading. and uh, y- Yeah, it's I like could- real people, real actors, real Jeeps and stuff, but then they like paint over them, and it's like a little distracting. Painting them over them uh, in post, and I'm pretty sure in filming. You know, they would like, maybe you've seen like knuckles have creases that are just exaggerated and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, that guy probably looked ridiculous during filming because he has yeah. lines on his nose and like, accenting his ears and stuff. But after the cell shading, it looked less ridiculous. But the Liberator, it's, just, it's a pretty good watch. It's, it's, like a, it's like a more realistic Archer kind of animation. Yeah. What I... What I did watch and loved was the new episode of The Mandalorian. That was the best episode in a very long time. It was the the, the title of the episode is The Jedi, and uh, we get to see uh, Ahsoka, uh, played by it. Rosario Dawson. Uh, mm-hmm. She did a great job, um, and uh, the lightsaber stuff was cool. All of her combat was cool. The whole episode was great. We got a bunch of backstory. We we finally learned what Baby Yoda's name is, what his backstory his is. Grogu. Did you know his name was leaked like a year ago? I didn't. Hmm. I don't read into. I don't read leaks and stuff. Dude, if you had me make up a Star Wars character's name, it would be better than Grogu. <laughs> uh, Kyle, the Jedi that we met. Can you say her name again? It's a hard one. Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Is that foam hat she's wearing supposed to be a foam hat? Are those like head arms? What is that? obviously that's, a foam hat thing she's wearing that's her hair that's it's hair so you could cut it and it wouldn't hurt her that's my un- understanding but i i haven't delved too deeply into it i thought she was an alien species that had she is. hand hair or something she is she she lives to like 250 years or something like that and she's like 40 there no this if you cut this shit off it would bleed that's some. That's a good. Yeah, that's the, maybe the phrasing that I needed. If you cut, yeah. The, Are you looking at the animated version or the or the TV? No, no. I, I made sure to put in the the Mandalorian. It's a, uh, and it's Rosario Dawson. Like it, it looks more like slugs, like you'd, they'd be squishy slugs than like tight hair. It looks. Can she they move? Can do they kind of like move around on her like their tentacles? I never noticed them moving. It is so obviously a foam hat from a low-budget prop <laughs> department. This looks like you could buy it off Amazon for four ninety-nine as a Halloween costume. Oh, wait a minute. That's a headdress I'm reading here. A headdress? Like, here's the picture I'm looking at. That's... Yeah, see, it's got wrinkles in it. Yeah, right? That is so clearly a low-budget foam oh, hat. <laughs> yeah, that's not a... That's like Halloween store. Look, I guess I don't know what it is. I guess I don't know what it is. Oh, well, only- I can tell you what it is. It's a low-budget foam hat. It's clearly what it is. I wonder, did someone paint it in prop department? 
And uh, you know what? Maybe they like painted it, sat on it by accident, got it all wrinkled up, and were like, ah, oh, fuck. Well, you know, I'm not gonna paint another one. I this think it's supposed to have those creases. It's like it's like the inside of your elbow when you when you bend it, you know. I, oh, Wait, but okay. the, if it's a, so it is. It is not hair. It is a headdress. Uh, now I'm now I'm not sure. I think that the thing she has on over it is is a headdress of some kind, but that is some sort of like flesh. Yeah. See, if you like, if you stabbed her in one of those, she would notice. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm it's not like if that. I'm slipped it into that all, uh, like, like some sort of fleshy material. It's irrelevant. She's got weird head. Um, it was a great episode. We got to see a Jedi. We got uh, we got uh, Michael Bean was in the episode. He was Michael. He's one of my favorite actors. He was Terminator, uh, Aliens, uh, and Tombstone. Three of my favorite movies of all time. He was in them, and he plays the mercenary. Um, it was uh, it was one of the better episodes. Lots of backstory, some fun like Baby Yoda shit, and we got to see Ahsoka played by like I don't know the perfect actress to play her. I'm a big fan of Rosario Dawson anyway, and. Uh, she did a good job. I liked the lightsaber fight with uh, with that chick who had the uh, the, the the staff. It's a good episode. Are you still watching through it, Woody, or are you checked out from? Uh, actually, I'm, I'm. I guess I'm current. I've seen this episode on the Mandalorian. Okay. Um, I liked it. I um, I think Kyle enjoys it more than I do, but I, it's all. I, it's weird. I am simultaneously saying, you know, one of the better things going on right now. And not that good, which seemed like they'd conflict with each other. But that's where my head is. I, I don't know. Somehow I find I anticipate it and then I watch it and it's a letdown every time. And I do that every week. Maybe so, you just got to set your sights lower. Right. Like, eh, I, this, I have complained about other people doing this to Star Wars for five years now. Like that was a good movie. You just expected it to be a cultural icon for the next 30 years. And that's too much hype. I watch Mandalorian. That was a good show. It's just not, you know, Star Wars level good. Yeah, to me, I think it's the I think it's some of the best Star Wars content that's ever been made. Uh, the special effects are so fucking good. They're as good as the movies when they have like space stuff and like, especially like three episodes ago when they were uh, flying their ship down on that ice planet and going through crevasses. That looked great. Uh, Maybe I, I only know. take I, notice I, of the things I think are. I, I might just be looking at it through a negative lens, which I hate when people do. But here I am, and and every time, like it, okay, Star Wars. Uh, I'm sorry, Star Trek Next Generation. Every time the ship is getting hit, the people just shake, and then they shake the camera, and it looks like the low budget special effects. It is every time I see that in Mandalorian, I'm like, what the fuck is. <laughs> who, who thought this was good enough? What the what the hell is happening? I expect them to actually build a spacecraft I, first. I look at Baby yeah. Yoda. Everybody thinks Baby Yoda is the coolest thing. I'm like, it's a doll, right? Every, everyone else can see this is a very fake looking doll. Uh, but no, that's that's not Baby Yoda. That's Goo Goo, the, the <laughs> fucking Yoda from Dude, uh, Baby Yoda uh, looks low budget to me. I'm like, I bet in person he's wild. He's all CGI. It he's trends all CGI'd up. His little face or, moving around. He's and not stuff. CGI. He, I, he, Absolutely. I, what you think? Somebody's operating a puppet? Yes. No, it's a reanimated Vern Troyer. <laughs> <In a, laughs> I, I think it's a little bit of both. I think there's like a there's a doll there of some kind, but I think there's CGI in its little little peepers and in, in its face. I'm googling it. Um, I think you're right about it being a mix. At least the first thing I'm finding. 
I expected them to breed an actual tiny green alien for my Star Wars films. I I guess yeah. I expect it to be at the level of like whatever it was, 2003 Avatar, you know, like that level of animation and CGI and work. I, I have this feeling they could pull off in 2020 for The Mandalorian. Instead, I'm getting uh, ALF, the TV show <laughs> ALF. You are not comparing the fucking baby Yoda to ALF. Well, I mean, yeah, ALF is funnier. ALF is a way better character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think don't think you, I, I don't think you remember what ALF looked like. ALF? I... Yeah, yeah, that's my reaction. <laughs> that's my reaction to you comparing Baby Yoda to Alf, dude. Yeah, look at that. Wow, look at that alien. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Alf is at least as good as Baby Yoda. Honestly, though, but Kyle, if you scrolled up from from Alf and you saw that headdress and the face paint, you might think that's from the same program. That she's talking to Alf like uh, the the clarinet player at that kooky bar that they go to. Look, you could throw you could totally throw Alf into the background of a Star Wars episode. I will not debate that. They they had an ant man that they communicated with a couple episodes ago, and he was literally a gigantic ant. Well, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah, I mean also the I mean, even the baby Yoda gif you just showed looks a little gremlinsy. They're uh they're remaking Gremlins. Or no, they're making a sequel. That's the uh Another they're making one? a sequel to Gremlins. Yeah, Gremlins 3. Dude, this and baby Yoda. All, uh, it's all in camera, no CGI. I guess I if, I'm, seen the first one. if I'm being okay. honest, what? what he has a little more eye movement and stuff than Alf did. But I still every time I see Baby Yoda, he looks super fake to me. Yeah. What do you mean you've never seen Gremlins? No, I, I said I've only seen the first one. Okay, well, that's I've the only one that matters. Gremlins yeah. one. Real travesty. And I was going to say, like, Gremlins, I think my girlfriend convinced me to watch that, like, this past Halloween season. And I was like, I've always scrolled past this. It looks so stupid. She's it's like, a no, Christmas movie. It's actually but okay. or Christmas. I, I guess it was longer than I thought. And I actually thought it was pretty good. Kept it's me excellent. I entertained. Like, so I'm old. When I saw Gremlins, we saw it in the theater when it was like a current event, not some historical movie. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, ev- all the advertising around Gremlins was it was going to be a movie about adorable little things. You know, like it, really? it, it was supposed to be funny. They they like they took the funniest moments. The little it looked like it was a movie about baby Yodas. And if you if you've never seen Gremlins, these little baby Yodas turn evil inside the first fifteen minutes or so. And then the, well, am I a little, am I going fast on this? Well, you, well, you've got one. So I can't, can't remember what they're called. They're called All like but evil. one goes evil. Well, no, like, oh, like, like a fly or something. Maybe, no, maybe, so you, no, they fed him after midnight. So you've got this little critter that looks a, li- a bit like a furry baby Yoda. And I can't remember what, what those are called. They're like Magui, evil right? or something. Magwai. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, and, you get this for a pet and they're like, but don't feed it after midnight. Don't get it wet. And when you do all, that's what creates gremlins. They like pop off of him and become gremlins. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, but and the gremlins like little, are evil little eggs. Yeah. Pop off. Yeah. And the gremlins are evil and reptilian looking, uh, rather than the mammalian uh, magwai who is like a friendly, nice little cute fucker. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I thought yeah, one murderous. made him evil and one made him multiply, but I might be off on that. I thought, it, was there ever a stage in the movie where there are a bunch of non-evil ones? No. 
No, but, okay. no. Well, it's been too long. Months. Yeah, it's literally like thirty years ago. But uh, all the <laughs> yeah, <it's> like... <laughs> all the advertising for it was about, I guess, the Magwai. So we thought it was going to be a happy, funny movie. With, and you know, like you know, when you first saw Baby Yoda, he's like, "Ooh!" and his ears perk up, and you're like, "I love this thing." That's what we were expecting. And yeah. then all but 15 minutes of it are about evil lizard things killing and destroying. And I don't know. You're and, and very meeting brutal. horrific ends, right? Yeah. Because like as they're, they're the people are killing the the gremlins with all sorts of household items. Like I'm pretty sure one goes in a blender, and he's just like, no, 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 and there's like, and just like chop him in the <laughs> bits. One, one gets, gets microwaved. microwaved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One gets microwaved for sure. Do you remember um, when they uh, the way like and the the gremlins would creatively kill people too? The scene when they like that that old lady is in that like assist ride up the the stairs chair that they <laughs> and apparently this one had like a, an, an 11 setting and they turn it all the way up and she's going ah! like <laughs> screaming up the stairs and then she flies through the front of the front of the building uh yeah it, it's a good movie i mean i i i was i went into it with the only knowledge being like this looks retarded there's no way it's going to be good and so that's why i was surprised that is a good way to approach a show it's the opposite of what i do to the poor mandalorian where every week I'm like, well, that's not the best thing I've ever seen. I mean, I think they set your expectations high because you liked the first season a lot more than this one, right? I think that's I true. Of- well, I, I, better yet, I I think I, I started the first season with a really positive outlook, expecting it to be great. And by the end of it, I was like, you know, these seem like we're not advancing the overall plot very much. It's 90 percent. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, we either got lost or we our ship broke or, you know, we have to get off. We have to get out of this place every week. And uh, a couple episodes, maybe five episodes in, I'm like, you know, this seems kind of formulaic. Mm-hmm. And that's and I would say they're still kind of formulaic where every week for sure. Just yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that, that's that's what the show is going to be, because in a in a universe where you have like light speed, I don't know, faster than light travel, like. The goal seemed to be to get Yoda to his people. I don't know what the goal is now anymore because that changed in the last episode. But like, if if everything just worked and you knew where stuff was, you'd just be like, "All right, we're gonna take him home." Boom! All right, we're there. Here you go, and that's the end. It's like like how it should have ended could could make a thirty second episode. There never seems to be any trouble while they're traveling at light speed. You know, ships don't interact with each other at light speed. They just sort of you know zip there. So he goes from town to town to town trying to figure out where the Jedi are so he can get Yoda there specifically, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. They're about to, if you don't, if you don't like the Mandalorian, there's got about to be a whole bunch of other content that you also want, like from uh Disney plus, because I'm hopeful you're going to get, I'm hopeful. Well, they're going to make, they're, they're, they're going to make an Ahsoka spinoff for sure. They're going to make, they give her a spinoff. They'll make a fucking, um, is that a prediction or is it something, you know, nah, they're, they're saying that they're, okay. okay. they're going to make That's a, a uh, character to have a show. A spinoff, the the foam hair lady. She's big in um, Clone Wars, so uh, yeah, she's a like, lot. yeah. Go ahead. She's the most popular Star Wars character that's alive in that universe right now and is current. I, I mean, don't know. Luke Skywalker is right in there. He's somewhere. Like young Luke Skywalker is somewhere in the Mandalorian universe, just chilling somewhere. Uh, but I don't really? think they'll be. Yeah, I think I didn't have you know, the time period right. So what's John uh, Vader doing? He's dead. Luke just killed him. Well, oh. actually, he killed himself. Uh, the Emperor killed Darth Vader. Spoiler alert. 
<laughs> that's literally from like 1982 Return of the Jedi spoiler there so sorry about that um, or is it Empire in any case uh, yeah it's 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 the end of the original trilogy's third movie uh, okay. we're, we're right after that the Empire has fallen the you know the pieces are being picked up the Death Star is gone the second Death Star is gone and um, you know Luke Skywalker's out there with Leia and Chewbacca and all those people somewhere Mm, but they'll probably not make an appearance. Well, you know, Mark Hamill's almost 60 and uh, and he, I'm sure he's upset about how, how they handled his character in the, the last movie he was in. Didn't they not? Or the only thing I remember was you guys telling me that he like sucked on some like uh, some bear's nipple for sustenance or something. <laughs> yeah, he drank the milk out of some yeah. space penguins. bear. Were they, were they penguins? I don't know. It seemed like he was farming space penguins and also drinking some sort of a blue milk substance at one point. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Like, like I'm as upset with that as I, I'm almost as upset with how they handled Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker character as I am with what they did with Game of Thrones. How did you want them to handle it? What, what should Luke have been doing other than farming penguin milk? <laughs> I mean, he's like the most badass character in Star Wars history. Like, I maybe he was him. tired of living in the gig economy and he wanted something a little more predictable. I always mm-hmm. thought Mark Hamill was a little bit me, me, me in his criticism of this thing. He's like, man, I'm down and out on this island. <sighs> a better story would have been this. Hear me out. Hear me out. I come with quadruple lightsabers in my hands and I take on the entire empire by myself, blocking lasers and new jitsu fucking kung fu flips as I go off to knock out the Death Star with my bare hands. And wouldn't it have been great if I was the hero in the next three stories too? What if they CGI'd me younger or older? Who gives a fuck? I could have been the hero of all heroes that this universe has ever seen. They had me as a non-star. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. You should bring him back in the next one. And they're like, he's such a powerful Jedi. He need not even move to fight. <laughs> he's like 55 he's pounds overweight for the first two films. You know, he didn't put on that weight for the, for the character. You know, no, he did lose it. I think in the last, he one, wasn't in the first two films. Your eyes are burning. Was he not in there at all? He, in the he was right in now. the very. He was in the last three minutes of the, uh, of, of the first movie. And yeah. then he's in the second movie and, where he dies. And he had lost a ton of weight. He was in shape the whole time he was on camera, mm. and 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 he's he is he is literally the fan favorite. If you look at like any message board, any forum, any subreddit that discusses Star Wars, they do not like this trilogy. This did not go well. They don't like what happened with the Ray character and how and how everything ended. But they loved up, Luke Skywalker, and they wanted him. He, he he doesn't. It's not it's not him being like, yeah, I should have been a badass. It's like. I, I am a badass. You like set me up and for three movies as like the greatest badasses of all time. There's like a prophecy about me yeah. and like, you know, yeah, he should have been a badass instead of like coming back as a, like sitting there cross-legged on his Island. And then like, I don't know. I just wanted to hear your retort to what he's saying. It was about me, me, me with Hamill because your eyes were just daggers. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm referring to right now. Like, like it is about him. It's his story. It it was the story of Luke Skywalker. That's what the first three movies are all about. How there's a prophecy of the one who's going to come and balance the force. And then he showed up and he balanced the force and he defeated like every obstacle in his way, like the right way. He was never tempted over to the dark side. He's just win, 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 win. Strongest character in the universe, like last Jedi master remaining. And they just kind of threw his character away. 
Well, how are they going to make new Jedi Masters if the last one isn't there he, to teach people how to do it? He's supposed to be there to train one, and and then they become a Jedi Master. But he, but he gets there at the end to fight, and he doesn't fight. Like even Yoda in like that stupid pre like like sequel movie like like had an awesome lightsaber battle. Dude, that Again, was weird Spider-Man, too. That was cool when yeah. Yoda was flipping around all crazy. Right. Yeah. So Yoda's walking with the cane the whole time, and then it That's turns out the fun. cane is a ruse. And, and I, I loved it. I loved it. And there's like some music and stuff. But a little part of me is like, "Not in the government, I am." <laughs> <laughs> it was weird that he could sword fight like that and not walk. And uh, Mark Hamill was fat in the first movie, I think. I think he was, he lost weight, but he went from super fat to really fat, if I recall. And um, in the second one, maybe he looked better. But I always, it just felt self-serving for him to be like, I should be the toughest guy in the next trilogy too. Pass it on, right? Obi-Wan wasn't, I don't know, the badass so much in the first trilogy. And by the way, Jedi's going to sulk in privacy. is It's like totally a Jedi thing. Yoda did that. Obi-Wan did that. <laughs> Luke did that. Like that that's right on par Yoda for them to, to have like it. a giant midlife crisis or end of life crisis, whatever you call it. That it, him going away and sucking on like penguin titties. That's no like what Yoda did. Titties. I was okay <laughs> with that. It was how he went out at the end. Yeah. It was how he died. That's what I had a problem I mean, with. He, he could have died fighting. That would have been fine too. Mm-hmm. He died because look, look, he sat cross-legged on his island, Taylor, and he like force projected his image onto another planet across the galaxy. And he he was literally a distraction to hold back the army. His, his like a ghost of him was because they thought it was real. And like the and like the big bad guy wanted to fight him. And so he distracted them long enough for the good guys to get away. And that killed him? Yeah. Apparently, killed him. Uh, force projecting was so exhausting, he turned into dust uh, Marvel stuff. He got all tuckered out, Taylor, <laughs> and he died. Dude, you know what he should have done is he should have stopped before it killed him. He should have stopped right before it just turned off the broadcast, and he'd just been weakened a little, right? Is that yeah. That's how it works. Or, or or is projecting even for a moment like a death sentence, and, and it was just a, a, the clock was ticking down. You're right. I don't care about the Star Wars universe at all. But if I, I did, didn't watch the third movie would, because that, that upset me so much. Me. That would really piss me off. That he dies because he knows everything about the, the world and the universe's mysteries, but he doesn't know that like like when is too much for his his dust turning Maybe limit he, I, in my opinion he's self-sacrificed kind of suicided exactly. so that these other people could get away by the way I, I, he could I, have probably what they although meant. the same thing would have happened if he just got in the ship with ray and actually went there and and just died which would have been perfectly acceptable Maybe if he was he died in a, if he had just died in a fight, or if he'd done that thing that Obi Wan Kenobi did in the first Star Wars movie, where he just lets Darth Vader kill him. He's like, "If you strike me down, I will return more powerful than you can even imagine." Like, that's you know acceptable. Dude, but who got the I, last laugh there? Yeah, Darth Vader. Darth got the, Vader did. Darth yeah. Vader's like, "Are you are you dumb?" No, he's you. Like, <laughs> he's like, you're gonna be a, a neutered ghost at best, and he didn't return more powerful than he could ever imagine. He barely returned at all. He was a dream. <laughs> Good point. But thank you. Maybe he maybe he thought like that that would like back Darth Vader down. He was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> <laughs> the truth is, I never thought I could win this fight, and I was hoping you wouldn't call my bluff. Lonely I was, so lied about the powers I did. Over. <laughs> like, uh, this is terrible. <laughs> why would you trick me into this blue 
Who's the perennial best, fucking the best swordsman in the universe? Is it Yoda? Um, Lightsaber man, you gotta, battle in you gotta watch General, some nerdy General shit on Grievous. YouTube to get that answer. General Grievous loses like four arms to Obi Wan at a time, right? Am I right? Yeah, Obi seems like Obi Wan Kenobi was. Uh, He's uh, the only uh, deep dive reference I have. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like Obi Wan Kenobi was the best that we saw on film because he just defeated everybody. Like he beat Darth Maul. Yeah. Um. You but know, didn't they two on or two on one Darth Maul for a bit? They they weakened him. Well, he killed Qui Gon Jinn. They, they, so they were separated by the. They were they were two on one for like a moment, but that had no. Oh effect on like yeah, the I forgot. He kills Liam Neeson first. Yeah, but and, and then like I think there's some like fan fiction about Mace Windu, like Samuel L. Jackson's character. But um, you know he defeated the Emperor, but then Anakin comes in and like sucker punches him and cuts his hand off. So. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It seems like Obi Wan Kenobi's got the best record in the Star Wars cinematic universe. Darth Vader beat him, though. Sure, it's a default victory, but that's because Obi Wan gave up. They it, they need a rubber match to figure that one out because he already defeated Darth once. Who defeated Darth Vader in a lightsaber battle ever? Obi Wan. Obi Wan. He cut his leg. That's how he became Darth Vader. Oh yeah, yeah. But that was Anakin. He probably got robot powers. Like he's stronger. he's actually less powerful because of the suit. Really? Oh, that's stupid. I choose not to believe that. No. Less powerful? He's got yeah. all that technology. They're going light speed through space, and it's, it's making It's a life support suit, not like a Superman suit. He's walking around in an iron lung. Man, this is way less cool now that you're With talking no about legs it. and missing an arm. I think that that... breathe on his own. The breathing option was more of an intimidation factor. It was a choice. That or the hot air from the lava seared his lungs yeah yeah man that's disappointing you're right his suit didn't do anything cool it actually uh, apparently it was made to be extra uncomfortable and, and irritating to his skin so he'd always be mad and it would help enhance his uh is his that anger. true is that part of the that's leg? true but, but yeah. he's in charge i think you're he I, could, I, no he's not i googled who was the best uh sword master and it's let as if Kyle was reading it while I asked it to him. Obi Wan Kenobi is 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 the greatest Jedi swordsman. Something about Mace Windu was considered a master of all the forms. Uh, there's Sarushu and something else. Anyway, all the guys Kyle named are at the top of the list, and and Obi Wan. My scanning is number one. And I hate Star Wars. I like to. I just always like to finish these talks off with <laughs> like, like like I feel like it. I feel like it makes my opinion that Star Wars is bullshit. It bolsters that opinion to let you know that, like, I am so steeped in Star Wars yeah. backstory and knowledge. I, I I've read the comics. I've watched the animated shit. I watch these deep dive videos where they're talking about characters that were written about in not in non canon uh, mm. novels. All sorts of bullshit. I know about Yoda's girlfriend. Like like I'm on and board. I still like if you it. rail against Christianity, yet. You don't know any of the Bible. Eh, yeah. Your opinion doesn't count for too much to me, you know. But if you are an expert in the Bible and you rail against Christianity, you can go toe to toe with the people that support it. Then you're I'm more impressed. So anyway, that's yeah, you. I, you are an expert in the Jedi Bible, yet you hate it. I hate it. It's it's the it's the most overhyped, overblown, terrible. I mean, the first three are awful. Uh, every every one of them are up. Here's here's, here's me <laughs> ranking Star Wars content ever. Every one of them. The Clone Wars is the best thing that was ever made. It's it's number one. Okay. Number two 
in my opinion, is the Mandalorian. Maybe I've got recency bias, but I really like Pedro Pascal. I really like the Mandalorian backstory, the mythos and everything. And I, I kind of I, I do like the nostalgia of them going back to a universe that could have been so good, but wasn't. And they're they're making it pretty fucking good. I agree with you. It's not the best show ever. It's not Game of Thrones in its prime. It's not that, but it's real good. And I and I whenever it's coming on, I go watch it. And then the third the third best uh, Star Wars property that I've ever seen was Rogue One. I liked Rogue One a lot when they go to like steal the plans for the Death Star. You got a whole new cast of characters, none of which you've ever heard of before. You got that cool robot that you actually feel sorry for when it dies. That's the third best. Very thing. good. After that, I don't fucking care. Any, it's all about the same. It's all garbage. Some of it's more infuriating than others. <laughs> Rogue One might be number one to me. It's great. That's my favorite. It's great. I wish they do like um, Batman. Right. This is Christian Bale's Batman. Uh, Return of the Dark Knight. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. Okay. I think. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, that to me to my recollection was the first mainstream sort of gritty superhero story. It was dark, right? Good guys had a bad side and he could be rough. And, and I thought it was really good. You know, I, I think there was a little hype around Heath Ledger's Joker and his death and it made it like the, the highest ranked movie of all time. It, it beat Casablanca or something gone with the wind, whatever it beat. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, but it was really good. And I think I'd like to see them do that with Star Wars, like they did with Rogue One. You know, go dark on it. Stop making it for children. Stop trying to wrap never toy sales and video games into it. You're, you're right, but this you're is probably. my dream. I, I want you? them to take Star Wars and go dark with it, and you know, let's give that a try. Yeah, I agree. The um, look, I like the the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. I like it. I certainly don't love it. I like the first one. Like is definitely the word. I really like the second one. Uh, Heath Ledger just really makes everything better. The third one's garbage. The third one is hot fucking garbage. The Bane one? Bane. Yeah, the Bane mm. one. It makes no sense. You have to suspend so much disbelief that you might as well be watching like the the older Batman movies, like Batman Forever and stuff, where he's fighting Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze and Uma Thurman's uh, um, <laughs> like Poison Ivy. And it's just absurd. Like Like... I don't know if you remember, Mr. Freeze's henchmen are hockey players. Like he yeah. has, they come out with, with sticks and skates and they're a goal set up. And guess what? Batman has go-go gadget skates in his boots. So he's prepared. Yeah, that was, was a cool movie. Yeah, if you're eight, which you probably yes. were in 1994 or whenever that fuck that shit came out. It's anyway, so the third one is like that. There is this scene where... Bane and his group of thugs have taken over Gotham City, which is just a stand-in for New York City. And they've got a nuclear device. I get it. So, like, maybe you can't assassinate Bane or the whole city goes pop. But there's that scene at the end where I think Batman... It's an all it, it, it's an all out fight. So the bomb's out of play now. Street brawl. And we're gonna have a street brawl to, to determine, like, the future of Gotham. Who and gets no the- one has a gun and mm. no one has a blade. You can go back to Gangs of New York and they're better armed than the 2014 Batman movie or whenever it was when they're having a street ball. Gangs of New York, at least they're fucking bringing out clubs and blades and knives and shit. They went fisticuffs to determine the future of a city. Yeah. And it was a very. I'm watching it like, what the fuck is this? We're going to have a fit. 
There would, Does there, it matter who's gun laws like, in like, Gotham? Maybe very strict gun laws. Yeah, as we, as we all know, those prevent guns from even being present. That's true. Also, did you notice that guns are in New York City? There's plenty. <laughs> Thankfully, and it wasn't a nuclear device free zone, but it was a gun free zone. So, ah, well, I'm sure they remedied that immediately. No, no more of this. Sign on that bill. Ah, also, in that fighting brawl you're talking about, like everybody's running like it's 300 rah, towards each other, and then like you'll see like guys from Bane's forces be like. Ah, I'm going to run past people who passed me so I can pair up with the guy they told me to. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, there's every- Mike, my stunt, my stunt partner. Yeah. All right, Come like, on, Mike, let's go. Mike. And then it's just a bunch of one-on-one fights. And then like Batman, I think just walks through and Bane's up there just like at the top of the stairs. Yeah, that was. And then like, I, I remember the fight between Batman and Bane not making sense because they had wildly disparate, like, analysis of Bane's strength throughout the film where it'd be like, damn, Bane is so strong. He can pick up Batman by the neck and throw this 250 pound man with his metal suit on like a rag doll. Then other times it's like, he's like holding his back while he bends over. Like it, it's not, it's, it's just, there's no consistency. And so then when you're watching them fight, it's like, Oh no, there's no way for Batman to win. We already established. He has to be a clever, sneaky guy to beat Bane. That's his, that's his tactic. It's fucking Batman. He doesn't go head on and clash with someone stronger than them. He figures the workaround, right? No, he just starts. And then suddenly for the first time in the movie, it's like Bane and Batman are the exact same strength. And they're like trading. Well, Batman blows. had started exercising in the hole. That's true. That probably equaled up to what is Bane's thing? He like stole it and now he's strong or he, he injects tre- he tremble breathing, tre- breathing tremble. <laughs> I'm going with that when I like it. <laughs> I'm, all, all from, all. <laughs> I'm always the, huffing. He just inhales tremble through that device. In the, in the cartoon, he, he had like the cartoon he had like those tubes that like were running into his neck and he could like pump more of that green shit like into his body and he it was almost like he was just inflating he was just like that was my favorite version of the action figure that i had didn't know anything about bane in the universe as a kid i just remember seeing him at the store and being like that guy rocks he'll he can take on all the ninja turtles at once and so that's what he did beat the shit out of the ninja turtles one by one all of the uh the power rangers too yeah i don't think you can take power rangers Oh, just he destroyed the Power Rangers, and I know because I was God controlling it at oh. the bottom of the stairs. You know, do you remember that? Like how <laughs> how <laughs> how action figures? No, you know, right? I got plenty of space right down there in my house to to play. And, and yeah, this, Kyle, but, he'll prove it if he has just, to. They can beat the Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, have, like that same action figure toy thing where it would be like, dude, for right now the Street Shark is my uber most favorite and so he's gonna dominate batman he's gonna trash the flash like all of it and then like after a while it's like shark guy sucks now oh bane rocks all right bane you're my favorite you're gonna start off by taking on the x champion the street shark oh oh he's fucked up like did you ever do that oh yeah i absolutely did that i I was five uh and i'm pretty sure you're talking about last thursday (laughs) but i would have all my toys laid out in like a team and b team Mm -hmm. and i had a bunch of those little green army men and so those would make up the the bulk of the force, but of the course they were yeah. yeah they were the fodder, uh, they're the front line soldiers. But then I also had like you know all your like a lot of DC heroes like Batman and stuff, and I definitely had Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers and sh- maybe not Power Rangers because they that hadn't happened yet. But I had the Ninja Turtles and I had the Ninja Turtle van that shot the pizzas out the side. That was fucking cool. Ooh, nice. It would get involved. Uh, and He Man, <laughs> I had a lot of He Man shit. You know, I remember like trying to shoehorn in like 
the Scooby-Doo gang in their mystery van because I had the whole mystery van set I got for a gift and it was a really cool van. But after like a couple play sessions, it was like, all right, this is now the street shark, you know, van. This, this is it, it, Shaggy's not getting anything done in these fights. <laughs> Velma has gotten KO'd immediately in every battle she's been in. This isn't going to losing work. her glasses. Fred and fucking Dana or whatever the fuck are having sex in the back seat of the mystery mobile. Yeah. Which was heavily implied throughout that she was show. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. Daphne, I think that was her name. Right? It was heavily implied Daphne. they were having sex in the back. Uh, not in the back there, but it was always because they were always a little touchy feely. And then the the natural split up was like Daphne and Fred always went together, and they would make sure like Velma had to go do like her alone thing because she couldn't lose her glasses every episode if she had someone with her to pick them up right away. And then Scooby and Shaggy, obviously, Shaggy. and they even though they're like the D team, they're the ones who always get results. Fred, Fred is all that Fred does is take credit at the end of the episode with the final reveal. Yeah. His dick's still wet from Daphne in the broom closet. And, you know, that high motherfucker, Shaggy, and the dog, he blows smoke into the ear. They're the ones who, who really are finding the... Yeah, those are the ones who, they were always stoned. Every time they'd come out of the van, there'd be a little puff of smoke following out behind them. It's great. <laughs> like Scoob. Yeah, I did I watched, not I, I'm old enough to have watched the Flintstones, too. When I was, uh, when I was watching Scooby-Doo as a kid, I did not know they were stoners. It's pretty clear now. Yeah. That the, did yeah, you watch the band? It's just like basically a pot leaf. <laughs> did you watch the Flintstones too? Yeah. Uh, oh, you at my I know oh. you watched the Flintstones. <laughs> I, I didn't watch them. I liked more than the Flintstones. I liked the Jetsons. I watched the Jetsons. I liked anything with I Bam watched, Bam. He was my favorite. I like Bam Bam too. Yeah, I think he was also my favorite. Um, I was a bit of a Bam Bam as a child. I was just running around breaking shit. Uh, I didn't wear as many clothes as Bam Bam did though. I like that yeah, Bam Bam could they, beat anybody up. Like his father yep. would get into trouble at work and Bam Bam just like <laughs> hanging people around. <laughs> like anytime his dad was about to get crushed, Bam Bam would take care of things. How I uh and and like what a great marketing campaign. How did how did they go from all right, we got this cartoon about these cavemen to vitamins? Yeah. <laughs> vitamins. That's our product. What no Dave, what are you talking about? We have a cartoon about cavemen. It's a comedy show. Come on, some toys maybe, or maybe how about how about a club that looks like Bam Bam's club? Kids will love that, right? Get them one of those little the leopard cars, print togas, right? With the stone no. wheels. No vitamins. They're still a vitamin, aren't they? Dave. They still sell. Yes, still fucking dirty was in the chat the other day eating half a bottle of them as he sat there. He got a super bad headache. Yeah, <laughs> you were telling him the whole time that that's not candy. It says it on the side. <laughs> that it's not candy. Like he, the only person He's like the candy. dosing for 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 children two and up is uh is the, and I'm like he's like I'm way over two. He's like doing the math. <laughs> like like a 25 year old man can take a dozen of these things apparently. Like no, you know how much copper and like iron that is. Like you're gonna get a headache. Yeah, you're gonna get way too much zinc, copper, and iron, and you're gonna get nauseous and feel like shit. You're gonna shoot coppery loads. Yeah. Or it'll make you feel shitty and you won't shoot any loads at all. I don't know how the math works. I know that I copper either. and zinc like, use the same reuptake uh, system or chemicals or whatever. And so like, if you take a ton, like way too much zinc, you could develop a copper deficiency or the other way around. But you have to really 
you'd have to do something as dumb as eating an entire container of Flintstone vitamins in one sitting <laughs> Who would do in that? order to get that. Yeah. Who so the load that? stack is moving along. Um, Taylor just needs to, after the show, obviously, you know, we don't want to, oh, yeah, I saw that pop up. Stuff's been happening like mid show, but Taylor just needs to settle on a label and uh, they can begin, uh, begin production. Uh, I think Derek told me that um, we're looking at January for sure. Um, obviously, you know, because it, it's taken so long to get the label going that, that that's the main thing that's been our hold up um and uh i i hope it does well because i have more ideas i've been researching heavily all right first of all there's a lot of compounds in the load stack like there's a lot at this point because i've i've done so much research and i keep finding new things and we just keep adding them and derek also like he has friends who are like into biohacking and this thing and they're like oh no, yeah i've been doing this thing for years and it works really well it's like all right we'll throw that in too so like on the side i've been looking at how to flavor your cum and i have found a lot of interesting things there are two products that are that already exist and they are insanely expensive like hundreds of dollars a month or something like that for one of them mm. like and i looked at the ingredients and it's like this is like five dollars worth of shit they're selling for 150 dollars a bottle like like i'm not looking to rip anybody off like yeah. like i just want my cum to take we can tasty, come in right? at 149.99 <laughs> yeah i'm fucking yeah <laughs> we're gonna undercut them by at least a percent <laughs> <laughs> so um because i because i don't know i don't know this for sure i'll i'll maybe i'll maybe i'll i don't know i'll see my text message says maybe i'll find out in a day or two um what my cum <laughs> tastes like and, uh, um, but I, but I think with like some of the other supplements that I'm taking, I was reading that like things like heavy metals, like, like not heavy metals, but metals like zinc, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and iron. And I think a lot of supplements like that can cause like some flavor issues with common. They were like, oh, this makes it taste bitter and this can make it taste sour. And this can make it taste like this and like, like, like chalky. And I was like, oh, chalky. And there was like a lot of flavors that corresponded to various vitamins and minerals but then they had a list of how to counteract each one. And it was like, ah, this stuff gets rid of that zinky taste. This stuff right here, no more problem with all that copper you're taking in. Perfect next step for us. First, we master how to make the loads volume as big as possible. And then we voluminous. take that wonderfully voluminous load and we specify, we, we, we get into the DNA of it and make, make it taste exactly to your girlfriend's preference or your boyfriend's preference. We don't care as long as you're buying it. <laughs> Or your preference. Beat off into your own mouth if you want and and gauge your own reception. You know, Kyle, you should probably, for the sake of, you know, making sure it's a valid and replicable test for semen taste, you should probably, you know, at least a now little She's dump. coming. She's coming. Now, Let's Kyle, I think you could get results back tonight if you were dedicated to the cause. I mean, but I, 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 mean, I can I'm, overnight a sample to you, Woody, and, and you could just get back to me. No, once the temperatures change, that's just... No, that's yeah, not gonna be I mean, I wish I could. I wish that would work, but... You, I'm just you're, you're like you're tasting it like wine. You're like, <laughs> oh, get me a sample. You're I doing that like, thing. Girl. We'll, we'll, a, it. we'll a, get it done. I'm a camalier. Camalier. I think that's the product of name. Vanilla camalier. Uh, vanilla and uh, and chlorine. Dude, yes, we chlorine. need to have camalier strawberry, camalier coconut, whatever it is we can do. It's a it's and it's like and it's like a waiter holding a glass full of cum. <laughs> you like smelling it first. Mm, ooh, so you want to let notes it of honey, right? I'm, I'm picturing a guy with a tux, you know, Pine. animated a cartoon 
with the the little butler tray and a dildo that's ejaculating. You know, and it could be white for coconut, red for cherry. Yeah, maybe that's maybe red. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, if we can color our cum. <laughs> oh, oh that just sounds festive. FDA regulations as we can. Oh, ho, ho, ho! <laughs> right in time for Christmas, red and green cum. <laughs> Your girl will hate it. <laughs> red and green cum. <laughs> It's going to look like that aim toothpaste with the... <laughs> oh, there. yeah. Dude, that's the best best toothpaste yeah. if you're a kid. And you see that shit? The was only thing better fresh? than that, that as a kid... Remember the bubble gum, uh, like, toothpaste? Uh, yeah. Vaguely. That pink shit that tasted like bubble gum? Mm-hmm. Mm. How could that be good for you? Like, even as, like, a six-year-old, I was like... This can't be the best thing for my dental hygiene. Seems like there's sugar in my toothpaste, but yeah. all right. I mean, it tastes good. Like, like, like this is literally. Uh, am I brushing my teeth with candy right now? <laughs> there's kid, no way this is the best thing. Yeah, I, I like the bubble gun flavor. I, as a kid, I like the grape kind. I think. I think that's what I. There use. was grape toothpaste. Yeah, they had, they had chili. It was like gorilla grape toothpaste or something. It was a picture of a, a big ape on there. And it was like, man, monkeys brush their teeth. I better also. Um, I use baking soda toothpaste. No, no, it's it's charcoal. It's charcoal and baking soda. It's like the. Oh, the... you don't still use that, do you? Yeah. You gotta stop that charcoal shit. You Why? know what that that's doing, right? Like it's just a, a higher level of grit, and so it's like actually wearing away the abside enamel of your teeth. Like yeah, you I'm don't. Okay it's All made right. by Colgate. It's not like I'm like grinding charcoal up in my in my back. Oh no, I don't know. Like I, I know that, but over time, like you'll develop teeth sensitivity because it's scraping off little layers. I'll be okay. What is this? The whitening stuff you're talking about? No, no, charcoal toothpaste. It was really big a few years back, and then people were like, "Yeah, this is causing sensitivity and grinding issues." What does it so, do? Does it make your teeth whiter? Like, what's the upside? Yeah, yeah it makes your teeth a lot whiter because it's literally removing enamel. Hmm. And yeah, like, that's bad so you're saying it's whiter though yes to a point and then it will become very painful and much darker Taylor, i'm gonna replace you get new these tooth, in like five new ten teeth years every anyway. couple of years anyway it seems like you I'm should be on board. These. I've been a couple of years on these teeth on these chompers i know i know but how long what every 10 years 15 years you get new teeth uh, in the next like two, well it'll it was this past time like three years ago two years ago whatever it was maybe almost three and then i'll switch them again to veneers in like two or three years or whenever these start falling out of my head. And then that will be the last time, like, because veneers are fully permanent unless like it, but once how, again, falls how, right, knock one out. Veneers yeah. are fully permanent. Like you're a young guy that, that you're saying they last 50 years. Yeah. Yeah. Veneers last a long, long time. And I can always get one. One or two. Yeah. It's a little, it's tougher than our teeth. So I think it is. I like you go cool. with aftermarket parts that are better than the factory things. I, I, I see where you're yeah. headed on this. I mean, it was it wasn't a choice. I had to if I wanted to have teeth, but it's yeah, for having teeth. There's so this good. race car mentality, right? Like first you make the engine stronger, and then you got to make the transmission stronger, then you got to make the rear end stronger. I feel like you have an aftermarket mandible, right? The 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 the, the muscles there. So now you got to make the teeth stronger. Before long, you'll do like a jawbone upgrade. Race. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna. I'm going to skip the veneers and go straight to like jaws from, uh, from James Bond, mm -hmm. sharpened iron interlocking teeth. I remember at the time 
seeing that guy in Jane and like I saw these movies and I was like seven seeing him and being like damn that guy is so cool I want to be just like him like I think in my head I remember the thought being like man everybody respects that guy <laughs> yeah. as an offense is the worst as a defense sometimes opportunities present themselves right but imagine Taylor Taylor imagine you're gonna fight someone yeah. who's like good at fighting but your offense is limited to biting. It's the worst. You would, yeah. you would get your ass kicked so bad. We wouldn't be able to bite them. We have human mouths. We don't even have a snout. You got to get like got an angle to like hit a certain You're area. Leading with your nose and your chin on in this fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a terrible just idea. Just pushed into their belly fat trying to Best get case them. scenario, you cut their hand when they punch you. That's about right. I think that's about right. Yeah. What do you, how do you feel about the headbutt though? Uh, headbutt would be better for me. I feel yeah. the headbutt is a good opening move. Mm-hmm. Especially I mean, if, if, if you like do that move where you grab them by the collar and really pull and hammer at the same time. I feel like it has some of the same drawbacks that the biting does. Like I, I feel oh, like if other so people hard. led, yeah, but you're really exposing your face. I'll tell you Come what. Here. Back when headbutting was allowed in mixed martial arts, it wasn't used very much. But I bet when it was, yes, because exciting. they're like squaring off first, and right. the ref's like, "Are you ready? Are you ready?" Mm-hmm. But in the in like a bar or something, if you could close distance with someone and actually grab them by the collar like that, first of all, they can't punch you; they're having to go around your arms like this, and they're not going to have a lot on it. They can't like twist or pivot. Seems like you have like so much power. To you like- know what I would do? I would. I, have you ever seen a giraffe fight? I would take all yes. of my momentum and <laughs> swing my head into it from the side like that. That might help. And they'll be so confused by the... Nobody expects a telegraphed headbutt. Actually, don't... <laughs> <laughs> what is he they'll doing? Think... He's what really he gonna... Yeah, and I don't know much about headbutts. Like, uh, headbutts. I, I don't think I've ever fought in a fight that involved a headbutt, and I certainly haven't done any training that involves headbutts. I know nothing. Yeah. But... I don't know if I could headbutt properly, but I know I would... I know I would much rather get punched real hard than headbutt. <laughs> yeah. So the yeah. headbutts I've seen in like real fights in like the UFC back when you could, guy would have like full mount or side control and he'd headbutt. But it seems like you could use elbows. In I'm talking that about situation. that. I'm talking about that boss rootin headbutt that he talks about opening up fights with. And when he does it, just when he's talking about it, even like 50 year old boss rootin, it looks so quick and powerful. He's just like he's just like. You know, you just boom. <laughs> it's just like, oh God, you yeah. kill someone. And he's like talking about trying to hit hit the bridge of the nose with it. Uh yeah, he I he'd be terrible to fight him. Uh I have a guy who wrote in and he gave his case for uh fighting baldness, like like denying that it's happening. Do you do you want to hear this? It's about a minute long read. I thought it was interesting. Okay. He kind of won me over on this. Like we had, all right. He, he lays it out. I don't need to preface it. Hey, Woody, big fan. In the newest episode, you said people who are balding should stop hiding it, and I wanted to offer you another perspective from someone who is balding. I'm, I'm gonna say mid twenties, anonymize him a little bit now. And I recent, and I first realized my bald spot when I was seventeen. It was devastating and took a huge hit to my confidence. I've always been well-liked. I played varsity baseball and basketball in high school, and I was in a large top fraternity at an SEC college, so I went out to a lot of bars and parties. As you bald, your hair gets thinner, and it created a pretty bad look for my scalp. 
but I could get away with it using colored hair fiber to cover it up for the most part. Do you guys know about this colored hair fiber? Are we talking about like a fiberglass type material that he has? So I Googled it. I didn't know about this. It's called Topic. And this is, a, I, had, I put like a bunch of things together because my uh, Twitch chat says that I use this. <laughs> but uh, I, I will, this is the website. I'm trying to give people a little bit of background on what he used because it's relevant to the story. And um, it, so what I thought people used was a, like a spray paint almost that like went around the hairs and made each hair thicker which it gives like a bit of volume. But these are little hair fibers that you seem to shake into your head. And it kind of looks like regular hair. It looks pretty good in the videos oh, anyway. Dude. I, so if it rains, scroll- does it come off? Or if you get wet? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. You it, get a Rudy Giuliani. If you scroll down, Taylor, it looks like a salt shaker full of cocoa powder. I, I see it. And it, for a second, I thought those were little bits of hair, but that's probably not right. They that's kind of are. Powder. They're... It, so it looks like Cocoa Piler in that picture. I'm with you, Kyle. But I've seen it, um, it under more magnification. And they're very short strands of hair that I guess kind of attach to your hair, like get caught up in your own hair. And, uh, yeah. and, and Oh, it does say rain and wind resistant, but not uh, proof. They don't. Yeah. You yeah, can, yeah. So let me. I'm this wind, because he, rain and wind resistant. What does that even fucking mean? He. Yeah. <laughs> he. Uh, those let me keep reading because he talks a little bit about water. Okay, so let's see. It gets thinner. It's a bad look for my scalp, but I could get away with it using a colored hair fiber to cover it up for the most part. But you don't always have that stuff in your hair, and with thinning hair, it looks terrible after wake up, waking up in the morning or after a long day of sweating. It's often easier just to wear a baseball hat than to maintain. A strong wind or going at a, underwater like at a lake could ruin your hair until you shower again. That's why men often cover it with baseball caps or, I guess, beanies. Doctors don't recommend hair transplants for anyone under 25 because you won't know the extent of how much farther back your hairline or bald spot will be in a couple of years as it worsens. This didn't ruin my social life in college and I was able to get away with it wearing a cap or hair fibers for events and I never got much flack for it. Now at 24, it's getting worse and I pretty much accept that I'll have to shave it by 26 or so unless it magically stops falling out soon. I do use medication, which has slowed the balding. I work in an office before, I'm sorry, I worked in an office before COVID, and my mind constantly races if someone's standing behind me, even with the bright lights, they can probably tell the hair fibers. So I pretty much accepted that even after I got a hair transplant, I don't like my prone to bald, I'm prone to look bad hair, so that's why I plan to shave it. I'm just not ready yet. So I wear a baseball hat unless I've showered and I put in the hair fibers, which I don't do anymore since I work from home. So I hope this under- hopes you. So I hope this helps you understand why we don't just shave and just try to hide it. When I've recently showered and the hair fibers are in, I look decent. I believe far better overall than if I were to be bald. So I'm just not ready. But if you saw me in the morning with no hair fibers, it would look awful. That's that's his take on it. And um, I didn't even know this was an approach. Derek just did a video like yesterday uh, called like the nuclear option for hair loss. And it's like all these like he's like, it's tons of like medications and drugs. That's like a lot of side effects, a lot of side effects, some bad ones, some bad ones. Actually, this is what you would give to chemically castrate someone. It's It's like all sorts of like nuclear options for hair loss. It was an interesting video. There was a. 
I don't want to get it wrong. Maybe one of the Try Guys got hair restoration surgery and something. Does this sound right? I think I've heard yeah. something about that. I, I've never seen the content. So the, well, it's not a secret. The guy made a video about his hair restoration and how it damaged his own self-confidence. And, um, and then he got this back and he feels much better about himself, which I'm all on board with. Knock yourself out. I, I want to get rid of this stigma. I feel like if women had hair restoration surgery, it, it would just be like, you know, yeah. A lot of women get it when they're 25. It's it's just a thing they do. Dude, you guys, you guys, you listeners who are 23 years old might not realize pretty much every girl starts dyeing her hair the second she gets her first gray. Every girl you know who's over like 25 dyes her hair. They don't have even one gray usually. Um, and if it were... If if women lost hair, I feel like it'd be super normal for them to have like anti hair losing stuff. But uh, definitely. Uh, but amongst guys, you're supposed to just tough it out. There's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with them using this stuff. Like, no, if he likes uh, it, or there's nothing wrong with it. I would I, I wouldn't do anything visual like that. Like 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 a cream or a like a like a spray or like the little fake hair fibers. Um, but I would I, I would definitely look into like like pills. Or uh, like like finasteride or minoxidil. So this or, guy's situation uh, in particular, system. where he couldn't get restoration surgery because he's too young. They don't like you to get hair. What they do is they take hair from the back of your head and put it on the top. I guess the mm-hmm. the roots one at a time. And uh, um, but you don't do that at like twenty two because I guess you're still bald. Yeah. You're still figuring out where you're headed. So if this is a, a bridge for you, knock yourself out. I don't know. It could be the same explanation I got for LASIK, which when I was his age and for, you know, his balding started at 17. My eyesight worsening started at six, I think. And so, like, all the time I was like, can't wait to get six good years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't have six good years. It was, why can't Taylor read off the the chalkboard? And I was like, I can't see it. And they're like, what do you mean you can't see it? It's like, was it like that scene to the the blackboard? And then they did. And they're like, he's still not like writing or reading any of the stuff on the board. And they took me to the doctor and like immediately like, oh, this motherfucker doesn't know what's being written. I just imagine it's like that scene from my left foot. You ever seen my left foot with Daniel Day Lewis? No, but you've told me to. It's like when this they is a true story, and he's got—I believe it's cerebral palsy. Forgive me if I'm wrong, but like whatever it is, um, he's he's like severely handicapped to the point where he can only use his left foot like with any uh, precision. And as like a a young boy, like like I don't know, five, six, seven, eight, he's just he just lays on the floor. They just leave him laying on the floor because they don't know what to do with him, and they mm-hmm. think that he's mentally retarded. And like one night, like the mother is like teaching the other children like some basic arithmetic or ABCs or something like that. And the chalk falls on the floor and the little, and he, he get, like gets the chalk with his left foot. And like, I can't remember exactly what he does, but he like solves the math problem or something. He like, writes, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he like solves the math problem with his foot and his father, who's like working class. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what coal mine or whatever is just like, my boy, my boy is in there. And he like runs to the bar with like his little boy on his back. And he's like, this is my boy. This is my boy. And it's just like, it's super powerful. It's, Before it's, that, the dad's like that fucking waste of space. Over he thought there. He, he thought his son wasn't in there. He didn't think he had a son, really. He, he just had. Well, this- I guess I was just like the my left foot guy. If that's where you're going. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going. You're, I, I was asking if your parents thought you were retarded. 
No, they thought that I was oh, misbehaving that in class. Well, what they did had lived. What if you'd lived the first six or seven years of your life and they thought that you were like, like a re they thought you were retarded. They knew I was badly behaved sometimes. So I'd run around all the time, but then they also, it wasn't because I was retarded. They, they put me and I've said this many times in the show, so I'll keep it short. They put me in like the learning to read for slow kids class where like, while well, the other kids went to do something did their reading, like me and two other people. And I've said before, like I got in this class and I immediately, I'm like, I do not belong here in this class. <laughs> all right, kids, put your jewel rags on. Wait, what? Dude, but like you say all the vowels, starburst. You don't get you don't get candy in that class. <laughs> like, I stayed in that class for a good bit until it was like, like that, that may have been my first like academic dread is like, someday I'm going to have to leave this candy class. Like, <laughs> because like the reason they put me in there is because I just tried to memorize all the stories in the books instead of learning how to read. And so I would just like say what the story was and they'd be like, no, 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 no. You're talking like you just said the, a boy rode a bike. That's not this story. Like, and so I got caught. And so then they sent me to to that class and I, and I stopped trying to memorize At it. At what point did they send you to the optometrist? Right. Uh, that was actually the year after that was first grade. I think I, I was like beginning of first grade. So you're six. That's when I first got my contacts and glasses. How could they be so like misguided? Like how did no one know yeah, that, that is essentially incompetent blind. parenting to not figure it, it out that your kid can't parenting see. and teaching. I'm, I'm exaggerating with like the couldn't read. Cause like, you know, my eyesight was just starting to get bad, but it was like, like to read stuff or like try, I would have to get closer than other kids. Like I couldn't. Oh, yeah, that's how that's how you tricky, notice. Tricky thing to pick up. On. <laughs> I can see how no one got that. That's a as tough soon as they know to crack. Nancy Drew <laughs> come over and solve that mystery. For you how many know? baseballs did you eat to the mouth playing t ball before someone? You know, not only is he retarded, oh, terrible oh. hand-eye coordination. Yeah. yeah. I eat. That's ridiculous. Oh, I guarantee that scared my dad a lot when I was little. It was like I think about you know, like Colin. Baseball, I was terrible. Soccer, we, I was terrible. We had him with hearing specialist, vision specialist, like everything, just to make sure you know, we got got everything checked out. See what we could do for him. You over there, just <laughs> the ball's seen. right over there, Taylor. <laughs> I can actually see that, but I don't want it. I'm going to keep. I remember my dad would be like, "Can you just stop playing with bugs in the outfield?" Like, can you just oh, yeah. stand there and play? Oh, mine would scream. Mine would scream from the bleachers. Pay attention. <laughs> oh, yeah. Punching my gloves. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Tigers. Oh, don't play. oh, it's another bug. No, don't look at the bug. Don't look at the bug. <laughs> no, don't look, look at the, the bug. It's more interesting than the ball, but don't look at the bug. I remember, like, my, my dad's, like, one of his happiest days of his life was, like, because I would rollerblade like in my basement all the time, like with the hockey stick and, and play that just for fun before they had like hockey leagues. And I like, got me in a roller league when I was six, uh, which is like, I think the earliest you could start hockey on roller at, at six years old. And I was immediately, I was really good at that because I had been skating my whole life. And like, I'd been playing against like the few friends of mine that could skate. And like, I remember him like when I would score and stuff, me like, oh, woo, like, <laughs> Oh, because that was before I played goalie, and he's like, "Oh, we got, we got something, we got something for him." <laughs> and then my my younger brother, not the youngest, but my younger one, is like all star fucking athlete at, at everything. Like at the one thing, I got to a higher level and competed at a higher level of hockey than him. But he was better at football. He was better at baseball. He's better at soccer. He's better at fucking probably tennis. Probably all of it. But uh, yeah, felt good. Felt good. And I was like, "Oh, now my dad's not going to have to be secretly ashamed of me." Well. And catching baseballs to the face. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah. Um, oh, I saw, if we can move on, if we're moving on from that, I saw a movie, a brand new one, so I won't spoil it. We talked about it recently, Fat Man, the Christmas ooh, movie. I was just talking to my dad about that, oh, yeah. Yeah, with Mel Gibson How in it. it. It's It's like, if you go into it, no one's like, it's going to be like a tongue-in-cheek, silly, but also you know, kind of intense Christmas movie. You'll, you'll like it. So he, Mel Gibson does really good. He's a good actor. Walton, Walter, Walter Goggins. Walton, yeah. Walter Goggins. He's like the, the assassin, the like high tech, like fighter guy. Uh, he's tremendous. And I really like him a lot more. He even always is. He is really good. And so I, I don't want to give away too much, but it's, I won't say anything actually. It's really fucking good. I my girlfriend didn't like it as much because she's like, I thought this was gonna be way less violent. And, <laughs> no, it's like you know people are like, huh, you know how Die Hard, Die Hard's technically a Christmas movie even though it's shooting in violence. You know that that like old meme. This yeah. is so much more violence than Die Hard, and awesome. much more intimate level violence. Like Die Hard, a lot of just you know firing over this way. Oh, I'm, I'm ducking back in the room. Oh, firing back over that. But you're not seeing like Where the death as much. Like this. Uh, I bought it or I rented it off Amazon. It was like seven bucks or something. Yeah, just uh, last night my girlfriend and I watched it. It was yeah, it was pretty good. The uh, Mel Gibson isn't nearly fat enough to be Santa, but like when like people when people like I'll just say like when people find him and wherever he is trying to to kill him, trying to shut him down to finally get Santa, he's got like the intimidating like posture of like you think you're the first who've tried. <laughs> like, that, like that kind of thing and it's it's really funny like the the little like supernatural things they give santa where like some some heavy thing falls over this is an important story point but like these two guys are like, rah, rah, like trying to lift it and he's like one second boys just this fat old man just right away so it's like all right santa's got super strength yeah super longevity so he's like in some way a superhero in this yeah. so it's, it's really good you'll like it i think you'll both like it as long Tomatoes as it says it's bad. I hope you're right and they're wrong. We'll see. Uh, well, I mean, it's they're always going to trash Mel Gibson movies. He has punched his ticket in Hollywood. Reviewers are not going to give his movies a good review. I wanted the blowjob before the jacuzzi. Before the jacuzzi. I hope you're raped by a pack of <laughs> uh, brutal brutal voice i uh i left my water bottle at my dad's house when i went to visit him so i i, I quit I, like literally on the drive home i amazoned a new one i like this one better this is Do they have a noisier flask? one maybe with like a cowbell <laughs> uh this is actually the maraca um it's a, uh... did you ever get those ball bearings in <laughs> um yes I, I i like to fill it with ball bearings that way you know when i'm alone i can give myself a little mood music no this is the iron flask uh and uh, the the difference between this one that I like is it's got like a carabiner, mm-hmm. yeah, tight clip, mm-hmm. and obviously it's got the sippy straw thing. But uh, unlike my other one that you had to like tip back, this one's got like a straw, which oh nice, I prefer. So yeah, I don't know, it keeps my water cold all fucking day. It's forty ounces, so I fill it up three times. It's a uh, it's a good water bottle. I like it. You think the straw's better? Yeah, I like not not having to tip it back because. I do put ice in there, as you can tell. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. sometimes when I would tip it back, the ice would like clog the hole and I would be like trying to get water out and I couldn't. But with the, the thing about straw, the straw is it's either unclean or very difficult to clean. Here's the thing. Okay. Maybe Probably this is water out of it. Maybe this is dirty, but I don't wash these. 
I just keep refilling them. I don't even know yeah. if that's dirty. That's not even dirty. You're just drinking. Do you drink anything but water out of that? No, it's water. See, it's just water. I just keep filling that it with water. We purely bring the water in, right? Let's say it was a Nalgene bottle, right? A simpler tip thing. Mm-hmm. Don't you think a little bit of spittle gets back? It's not perfect. I'm well, really I mean, good at drinking. I mean, I mean, it gets rinsed out every time. Like, like when I get more water, mm-hmm. I sort of like do a little like swishy swish dump and then, you know, throw 10 ice cubes in, fill it the rest of the rest with water. And I do this three time times a, a day. Straw. So, yeah. Then again, you could argue that it gets flushed every time you drink from it. You know? <laughs> Kyle drinks like a kid drinks, rewraps his lips around the whole thing and dumps like, <laughs> have you ever seen that? Well, I'm sure you have Woody with kids where like you see him tip a soda and you see like the, the level go down and then the level go back up oh, <laughs> because half a mouthful of soda just tips back up. Uh, oh. They haven't mastered drinking fluids yet. No. Yeah. No, they got to keep them on straws for a while. I want to see Fat Man. Yeah, it, I don't want to overhype it, but I it kept me engaged the whole time, and it was a lot more killing than I On thought. On the opposite, be. I'm watching Vice. Do you know this movie? Mm-mm. Is it new? Uh, Vice. Call it a year or two old. Um, I think it's Christian Bale who plays Dick Cheney. Oh, uh, I heard about this. amazingly. Yeah, yeah. He plays him. He like he is Dick Cheney. He gets like hunchbacked. He got fat. Christian Bale is one of those guys who does body transformations as an actor. He's fat. He looks so much like Dick Cheney. And I, I guess I'm learning things. I, I hope this movie's accurate because I'm taking it as mostly true that I didn't know. Like the fact that he's like how he did so well in his political career. He's loyal to the right extent, but not over so and not under so. He, uh, he doesn't talk too much, doesn't run his mouth, doesn't say the wrong thing ever. He thinks a lot more than he speaks. And uh, I don't know, you just get to sort of learn what this guy is about. And he, they don't portray him as a benevolent politician. Dick Cheney in this movie is portrayed as sort of a calculating, power-grabbing, hungry kind of politician. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, look, so it's like... The acting is top. Steve Carroll plays Rumsfeld very, very well. I, I I thought of him as an actor who, you know, got his start under John Stewart and then had some funny films. I didn't know his acting chops were this good. You know, it, really like good. I didn't know. Like it, I didn't appreciate Philip Seymour Hoffman until after he died. Then I'm like, man, he did kill every second he was on TV, didn't he? Yeah. Steve Carroll, Carell, I think it's Carell. Carell, yeah. He's a really good just actor. He acts well. And and like this cast is so amazing. I saw Condoleezza Rice briefly and I'm like, oh my God, she did great too. It wasn't her, the actress that played her. Yeah. But the subject matter is a little boring. Even as a guy who follows politics like I do, I'm just like, yeah, so it's like rise. Is the part to- where he shoots his friend in there? I haven't gotten to it yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to that part yet. There's a little bit of timeline bouncing back and forth. I'm not sure if it'll be there. But uh, yeah, it's, I don't know, I'm watching Vice, I'll finish it. If nothing else, I'm blown away by the acting. It's just not a story about evil Santa or anything that's naturally entertaining. Yeah, yeah I feel you. I'll probably watch uh, Fat Man later tonight. I'm going to play some zombies as soon as we get done here. Nice. But, uh, but yeah, I've been wanting to see that, and I think it will. I liked... My my dad with that goddamn direct TV. I wish I could find a way to like 
share shows with him. I'm thinking about buying some DVDs for him for Christmas or some Blu-rays. What would you get him? You know, I just finished watching that just that show Justified on Hulu a few weeks ago, and I think he might actually like that because it's kind of like a Southern TV show, a lot of like redneck actors in it, and it's fun that they poke fun of that. It's in Kentucky, and uh, but he also likes like westerns, and it's a bit of a western in a way, like you know, it's this mm-hmm. gun-toting cowboy hat-wearing marshal. It kind of reminds me of Gunsmoke a little bit. Does he watch uh, Longmire on Netflix? Uh, he, has he doesn't a, have Netflix. He doesn't have the internet. He has the oh, internet. It's just bad, right? That was about to it's ask. Awful. Well, he just turned it off. Like it was so spotty and so poor that he was just like, enough. Like, but it like, when I got Tinder, I guess his phone's probably better. Yeah, just LTV. Oh yeah, that's just network. But like when I when I got my my grandpa's Netflix set up and everything for him, like we we were in the kitchen talking to my grandma or something, and I come in and he's like switched back to regular TV and he's watching Longmire, this Western show. That's now on Netflix on like A and E, and I'm like, "Oh, do you like Longmire?" He's like, "Yeah, I like Longmire. It's on at seven, like once a week. I'll pop in, and check it out." And I'm like, "Grandpa, just let me here, just let me show you real quick." And I go back to Netflix, and I'm like, "Look at this, Longmire, seven seasons." He's like, seven, all seven seasons of Longmire on there, and I can just sit and watch any one of them." And I was like, "Yeah." any Longmire. He's like, well, shit. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's like so excited to be like, I can watch Longmire whenever I want now. Like, instead of popping in halfway through an episode. like, it's, I, Yeah. It's th- I can't deal with, well, one, I want to choose when I watch it, right? That's like a, a mandatory thing. And two, I don't like ads at all. Hulu thinks I'll, I pay for Hulu. What happened is I paid for ESPN Plus, then I got Disney Plus. It turns out, yeah, at Hulu and it's the same price. So, I have the bad Hulu subscription with ads. I watch it zero minutes a year. I mm-hmm. never. I will not watch an ad. Fuck yeah, I have professional grade Hulu, and it's awesome. Uh, I'm I'm watching Hulu right now. Uh, what's the sh- oh? I'm watching Letterkenny. I fucking love Letterkenny. That is, I can. It's the dialogue is so unnatural that it grows I can't on you more than a bit of it. It grows like, on you. You got a problem I mean, with Canadian gooses? You got a problem with me? You better let that one marinate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I like I like the hockey references and the Canada references. Like I like it. It's just like there's something about it that it 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 wears on me quickly. Like I like The Simpsons, South Park, King of the Hill, Family Guy. I could watch ten episodes of any of those in a row and be like, oh man, episode ten. There, there's a really funny moment. That that one. I'm not totally tired of it. I can't imagine watching ten episodes of Letterkenny in a row. You know, I'm the uh, opposite is Taylor. Like, I really like the dialogue. The dialogue is the show's strength. But yep. what else is it about, exactly? Guy fighting <laughs> neighbors or something? I like, like that. So, so <laughs> I only like it when when yeah, it's about me. Wayne. I, I don't like when they cut to, like, the, the the group of, like, goths or whatever, and that one kid that looks like uh, Tom Cruise when he's young, like, just fucking hanging out in their basement doing weird shit. I don't like any of that. Yeah, I don't, I don't like even that. like the hockey players. I find them annoying. I like Wayne. I, I, just, I just want it to be... Like, like they'll show like and his friends. I like his sister. I like like his fat friend. I like the core group. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like Squirrely Dan and and uh, and and Wayne and and his sister and the and the and the other guy. I do like when they get in fights. It's awesome. They're always getting in fights. It's it's fun. I I love that he's always got the same mannerism. Like when he's going to get in a fight, he's when he's just like he's (laughs) rolling up his sleeves as he's walking. I like it when he gets into fights too, And, and it's. There's never any question who's going to win. It's no, like he he's the toughest super, guy in Letterkenny. Yeah, he's the toughest guy in Letterkenny. And other people want to go and measure themselves and see if maybe they're the toughest guy. And 
They are not. I don't believe. Are there any close <laughs> fights? <laughs> I don't know. I, I haven't watched. I'm much giving time. that water bottle two thumbs down. Just saying. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's <laughs> Drink hot. much, idiot. Yeah. I, Kyle, do you have a drinking problem, <laughs> Kyle? Do you have a drinking problem? You an incompetent drinker? <laughs> it's like that. I have a drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time I was on an airplane, I wasn't even old enough to understand an alcohol drinking problem, and I was just like, "Oh, because you can't drink right." I inhaled some water. Um, <laughs> so yeah, th- there's one where the, like the guy sucker punches Wayne and knocks him out, and then they have to take care of that. And it's funny. I was just talking. Uh, I was talking about this kind of earlier. The guy shows up and he's like, "Yeah, you suckered me, bud." He's like, "Yeah." I suckered you, so let's let's shake hands. Be, we'll be even. Then we'll fight again. Rubber match. He's like, all right, good deal. And like he goes to shake hands with the guy, and Wayne pulls him in close, headbutts him, and knocks him unconscious, and then walks away. It's great. Now we're even. Yeah. Do they do a rubber match? Mm, a actually, no. One? That that no, was no. enough because the guy was just he, he knew he couldn't beat Wayne anyway. Mm. They they're they're trying to save the Canadian gooses, which is what they call them. And he's and they're putting out coyote uh, decoys to like scare the goosey and the, and they're to scare the gooses and they're like, you know, these do scare the gooses, but there ain't no coyote that want anything to do with a Canadian goose, no sir. If those <laughs> Canadian gooses ever made it to Africa, the lions would have a hard time with them. That's right, they run them right out. The only thing that wants anything to do with a Canadian goose is a Canadian moose. <laughs> 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 they're just like all about Canadian gooses. Like the whole episode is them like just repeating the same lines about the canadian gooses i hate the canadian i hate canadian gooses they love them they're so mean they're They're sitting there like pontificating on whether or not ants could ride a sea do if there were enough of them and and (laughs) they're sitting there like having this long drawn out discussion about whether ants could ride a sea do or not and they're like you know they're really just a hot yeah, they live in a colony. They work together. They support their queen. They're they're a hop, skip, and a jump away from human beings. If you really think about it, if if they made a tiny jet ski for an ant, I I, I think he could ride a sidu. They call them sidus. Sidu? I yeah. think he could ride a sidu. Well, he ain't got no opposable thumbs, so you'd have a problem right there. You'd have to get him a little foot pedal. Yeah, yeah. And then the one guy's like, I don't know. I don't know what I would think of an ant who left his colony to go ride in sidus. Well, hold it right there, bud. Imagine yourself. You've been working hard for your colony. All of a sudden, a scientist shows up outside and says, hey, we want you to be the first ant to ride a sidoo. We've got it right here. You telling me you're not going to go ride that sidoo? Damn <laughs> right you're going to go ride that sidoo. You're going to be a legend. They're going to be singing songs about you for generations. You're the first ant to ever ride a sidoo. You get the fuck. The I'm queen. sorry. I spoke without thinking. Apology accepted. <laughs> 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 See, yeah, the, uh, just so di- stupid. <laughs> those little dialogues are my favorite. The rest of the plot, uh, not much to it. I don't know. Yeah, I just I that I wanted to like more than I actually liked it. Mm. I'm digging it. I'm uh, I'm watching season five right now. It's that's where that episode came from. It was really funny. It was great. Just random bullshit they're talking about. Little weird traditions that are just some of them are just like little known Canadian traditions, but some of them are just made up. Mm-hmm. They do some sort of like super hard easter egg hunt like where one person every you know it rotates which one hides the easter eggs and you can't drink until you find them all (laughs) that's not a fun game yeah (laughs) they're always boozing on that show from like i think the season i've seen oh they're always wasted but they can't drink until they find all the eggs Mm -hmm. so they're all like 
that's really the wanting to find, find those the eggs. eggs. Otherwise, they'll get wasted and not care about the eggs. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. They clearly had one year where they didn't have that rule and they didn't find all the eggs. Probably. Probably. They were had to workshop it. Just like we're workshopping load stack. Right uh, my workshop is complete. I added a new uh I've added two new things since since last we talked. Um that I, I did a little research and they seem to work. Yeah. Um one of them I have been using. Oh, don't blow your load on the show. You can tell oh, us of the course not. And the the other one I ordered and it's on the way. At this point, the amount of pills I take daily is shocking. If I said the number, you wouldn't believe me. And a surprising percentage of them is just about cum volume. Yes. Uh, it over, I think I'm taking a dozen pills a day for cum. <laughs> this is I'm a not even sorely kidding. needed product. So we, so we, we are filling a, a, a void that needed to be filled. We're going to be filling a lot of voids, my promise. <laughs> well played. I like it. There we go. <laughs> uh, oh. What business would you guys start if you wanted to have a post-gig economy income like Matt did? Prostitution ring. Yeah, that's never going to die. It's probably the safest thing. Well, prostitution and marijuana, same place in Nevada. That'd be good. How would you get yeah. John's? I don't oh, know. People, guys they who want to fuck, they'll just Google search it. Yeah. If you're Google searchable, don't the police Google you? It might be illegal. It's legal in Nevada in some counties. And so, oh. and because of like, the, the few amount of people who have brothels open, like how much money are you spending on SEO to get yourself included there? And although searches are going to be hyper specific, like it's, it'll That's sell it fucking up. Yeah. We'd be, you know, we, 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 if we were all in a whorehouse right now doing our show from there, I think it would be good advertising. Don't you? Yeah. It's tremendous advertising. It'd be a fuck show every show. I would, yeah. Uh, I, it could be a, it could be a new bit. All right, for the next five minutes, you have to vote and guess who's getting their dick sucked of the three of us. <laughs> if we all try to act like if we're not. Doing the <laughs> 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 it was Kyle. Okay. Well, it's another Kyle. Faked him out again. Taylor was Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. I took reverse blue chew. I'm not even hard. <laughs> Perfect focus. For the show. I upped my blue chew to the nine milligram. Uh, 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 pill. I That's didn't know that could be increment. done. I thought it'd be five or ten. They went right. I'm not complaining. Mm. Not at all. Six to nine, though. They went six. To, oh, six to nine. Okay. Now it all makes sense. Now it all makes sense. So why did you up your Bluetooth, your daily Bluetooth regimen? Uh, because I was just taking one and then biting another in half every day anyway. And mm. then it was just like, holy shit, I can just I can just buy a pill that is the correct dosage that I for me that my doctor recommended it's to lower blood pressure is that the deal like it's a vasodilator it does lower blood pressure it also uh you know makes your dick hard which is nice yes that's a side effect of it what's vasodilator really mean makes your veins bigger veins yep. bigger yeah more more blood pumping faster oh, red blood pumping fast so it gives you there's like less back pressure on the pumping and you basically mm -hmm. just have better veins. Yeah. And I never, I, I always thought it was a volume thing. I'm like, well, don't you eventually just get more blood and then you have the same compression you did before? But it's more yeah. like a back pressure thing, like a restrictive exhaust, maybe on a motor. Exactly. And you'll also get a better pump in the gym. You'll be more vascular if you're looking for that sort of thing. That's mm. smart. 
I'm gonna start doing that. Huh? But does does that help you get gains in the gym? The uh, yeah, forcing big, more blood into muscle tissue uh, makes uh, them perform better. Perhaps no. Uh, it it makes them um makes you gain more muscle fibers and on recovery. You're 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 doing more damage to that muscle fiber, and you're also carrying more nutrients into the muscle fiber. Okay. All right. I didn't really get it before. I I you know, I just heard it's a vasodilator, and then I like. Was I supposed to connect all those dots myself because that didn't add that? Do you ever take any pre-workouts or anything? No. no. Hmm. I used to, but I, I didn't find it to be that. I don't know. For me, I didn't think it did anything. It might have been the wrong things. It might have just been an energy type thing, not like. Yeah, there's know, some the of them that have the stimulants package. and some that don't. And some that have beta alanine, which just, as Derek says, makes your butthole itchy. Oh. <laughs> I might not it have had like, that one. A, 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 like normal doses has no performance enhancing, like, at all it just makes you itchy so you're like oh that shit i took works i can feel it <laughs> and it's just like yeah it's just making you itchy man ah well, don't i don't that's the, the worst supplement ever just it's the worst itchy it's is you so itchy you want to lift no what, it's going to distract me from lifting whenever my wife dislikes someone she like curses them like i hope he gets itchy <laughs> That's her. Uh, that's her go-to. That's her curse. Yeah, that's like white <laughs> magic at best. <laughs> also, like AIDS. <laughs> Damn, Taylor, you're playing hardball. Yeah, well, I don't want him to itch. Uh, I usually go with trapped underneath a burning car. Hmm. Yeah, and like, suffer longer if they're trapped underneath a not burning car. Well, see the gas. See, that's the thing. It's it's a bit of psychological torture too, because in my curse, I, I always mentioned that the the gas tank has been punctured and is slowly like dripping onto them uh, and there's a small fire right over there mm. and they, they they can't do anything to stop the puddle of gasoline from slowly getting to the spark like this happened in that batman movie you're roasting <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised it's probably happened in like 50 movies it's a real trope whenever yeah. i take a long time to kill someone in tarkov i explained that that was my motivation all i wanted him to die terrified I shot yeah. left of him, right of him. That that guy died a horrible death, much worse than if I had headshotted him. Yeah, we, we'll, we've been <laughs> I've been playing Tarkov with Larry and the boys before, and like I, I'm like, ah, I see a guy, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> like, did you get him? Like, no, no, I just scared the shit out of him, though. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be a problem for a while. He's hunkered down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I've had many and it's opponent the truth, die. Like, have you ever been like solo, like walking around? It's all quiet in Tarkov, and all of a sudden, pop, 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 and the bullets are ricocheting. You're like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, and usually you can identify if the guy's in a team. You know, like like you just do. You, you oh, see yeah. a couple of them, or you hear multiple footsteps, and you don't give away any information. You don't have to hunker down. Yeah, it's scary as fuck to get shot at in that game. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> Alright, well it was a good show. I enjoyed our guest this too. week. Yep, yep. Um links down below for him. Links down below for our Patreon Patreon if you want to see the upcoming fuck show. Now <laughs> would be a good time to sign up, I think, because it's the you know beginning yeah, of the month, so you're getting the whole month ahead of you, as far as I understand. Um and uh yeah. I enjoyed right. it. Any outros? Nope, we are good. PKA five twenty. <laughs>